The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Welcome to DallasCowboys.com's live bumper-to-bumper coverage of the 2015 NFL Draft with David Hellman, Nick Eatman, Rob Phillips, Bill Jones, Cowboys coaches, draft picks, and special guests. Now, your hosts, Dane Brugler and Brian Broaddus. And welcome to Draft Day 2015, along with Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, and David Hellman. I am Bill Jones, and finally, at long last, it is here. It is draft time, not only at Valley Ranch, but also in Chicago and all parts in between. What do you think? You ready? I tell you what, I've you know we've been uh, and, and first off, welcome to our yes, little party welcome, that we've welcome, had, welcome. and I've enjoyed listening. Yes, well, thank you, and and it's it's a pleasure to have you here, and it also though excited because we started this journey. It feels like forever ago. We go back to uh, the catch, no catch. And then two, three days after that, you start looking at players getting ready for the Senior Bowl. Right. We start doing shows there, the Combine. So we've carried this, we've carried the ball to the goal line here. Now it's about time to, to, to knock this one home and get it going. You know what just dawned on me, too? Like, literally, as we were leading into the show, like, I'm pumped out of my mind. I'm excited. We've been talking about this since January. We've been studying these players, talking about it, beating it into the ground. And it just dawned on me, these guys have been doing the same thing, but with much, much higher stakes. Like, nobody cares if I get the pick wrong, you know? Right. I can't even imagine what it feels you like. You care. If it's you true. It I mean, I'm going to be bummed, you but. You were complaining about it already when we started the day. My job's right? not on the line if I don't hit. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I I've can't, been in that chair. I can't even imagine how it feels to be, and, you know, and, Will McClay right now. And how about this guy over here, Dane Brugler, CBS Sports Course, the draft show as well. Uh, how many hours would you say in a given year you devote to your uh, draft coverage? There's no way to quantify it, uh, <laughs> but that's what it takes. That's what scouting is. I mean, how many le- how many years were you in the league? I mean, it's just yeah, thirteen. This it's a marathon. I've been doing these drafts since '92, and right. it's changed so much. Very first draft was 12 rounds. And I couldn't imagine as, as exhausted as I get now, you know, having to go through that. But I was I was a young man like these guys, you know, doing this <laughs> stuff. So I had a much better chance. Dane, how long have you been at it? Uh, started in, uh, in in college. I did my first my first draft book. That was uh, was about two thousand five or so. So about a decade of this. I've been with CBS the last four years, five years now. So it's uh, it's it's this fun. It really is. And so it's. Uh, Let's get this thing started. When you said finally, I mean, that, that, that's it. That's the buzzword, finally. Yep, and uh, we're going to be here throughout the draft. This is the first time that DallasCowboys.com has had the exclusive Inside Valley Ranch pick-by-pick coverage of the draft. I know, Brian, you're very excited about yeah, this. Yeah, you know, Bill, I, I, I feel like I beat Derek Eagleton up a little bit about <laughs> this. But, you know, and, 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 and again, this goes back to the platform we have, you know, it, it, with DallasCowboys.com and all that comes – that entails uh, what we do and, and to come in and to be able to work on the draft the way we have and every week, but to finally get it and, and go from the first pick to the last pick. And, and, and I, don't, I, I challenge anybody to, uh, to have any coverage that's any better from what we've been being with the players at the Senior Bowl, the Combine, you know, Dane looking at players, myself looking at players. It's just, Dave, we, it's all this accent. And, you know, yourself. I mean, this man right here just wears me out when it comes to draft talk. And Here's stuff. what I've got. i got my big green NFL That's draft exactly study. Right. There we go. And, and, and I go back. Bill was one of the first ones ever to put me on TV to talk about the draft. So I always uh, have a soft spot for him there. But, 
Yeah, it, you know, if you get people together that are passionate about the draft, and we have a lot of people out there that are very passionate about the draft and watching us right now. So this is a fun time for them as well. And uh, behind the scenes, of course, here, we've got Kent Garrison, Lauren Sokol, Douglas Barricklow, as uh, they will keep us in tune with actually not only what's going on in the draft, but also what's going on in the draft room. And here, when we have access to it, you will be able to look inside the draft room. Jerry, Stephen, Jason, Gary, they've got it covered up right now, so we can't show it to you yet. But basically, as soon as we can, you're going to be Watching that and not watching our ugly mugs, right? But a lot of yeah, <laughs> a lot of voiceover, right? A lot of That's voiceover right. stuff. But you'll see what's going on in the draft room. Uh, it, it's a this is a time though, and from my own personal experience of being uh, with Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones for six years in that war room, a, a lot of crazy things happen. Uh, but this is actually all the work that the scouts. The, it, it comes to the very end here now, and actually this is the calmest time. Yeah, the, you yeah. battle, and we've had some good battles. We did a mock right. draft yesterday, but this is really the calmest time for the scouts because you know the the, the board is set, and there's there's no surprises now. It's the you know if you if you, Stephen Jones and and Jerry Jones and Will McClay, they've given everybody their chance to say their piece. You know if you don't like where a player is on that board. You know, today is not the day to talk about it. <laughs> Yesterday, two days ago, that was the day to talk about it. And the scouts take a lot of pride in that board. That that's your baby right there. Sure. And and when it when those when those tags start coming off the board, you get very excited about it. But two, where they're picking at twenty seven, it's very nerve wracking. It's it's you know I've been a part of some drafts where the, where it's been down at the bottom, and 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 Stephen Jones said this. He can't tell you who's going to be there. We can't. We we we, we yeah. can give you some ideas, but if you're picking at five or six, you at least have an idea who you might get. Even last year at sixteen, yeah. you had a, yeah, a, a pretty, little bit of an idea right. of who you, your guy was there. You had four or five guys you had your eye on. You felt pretty good one would be there for you. Right this year, who knows? At yeah. twenty-seven, it's and I feel like people. You know, fans are maybe less willing to get excited about the 27th pick. It's not going to be a flashy name, at least, you know, in the to a general fan, at least. Obviously, draft Knicks are a different breed entirely. But I think it's more exciting. Uh, I think the unknown. I, it, it, it's, 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 we have no idea. It could be so many different things. It could be a trade-up. It could be a trade-back. It could be one of about eight different guys. Maybe somebody slips. I think it's way more exciting being back here and having an infinite number of possibilities as opposed to being a top five pick and you kind of know what's going to happen. Well, the fact of the matter, too, that you have a couple potentially top ten picks that have had some off-the-field issues, absolutely, maybe some medical issues, you know, you don't know. And, and, and when you're initially you talk about a guy like Randy Gregory, and I know we'll get into all these guys, but when you're sitting there and, and now all of a sudden you think, wow, we would have never – you know, if all things are clean – Never would have had a shot probably at a Randy Gregory. Right, right. Now all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, wait a minute now. We've got to talk this thing through. I distinctly remember in the, you know, bowl season, January, when this was first going, Williams, Jameis, and Gregory were the three. I mean, Gregory was a top five guy when this all started. So the fact that he's not just a possibility but a realistic one is amazing to me. And even from a draft standpoint – 
here's a guy that a lot of people had top 10 pick, whatever. That goes to show that you have to do your homework on every prospect in the draft, every possible first-round pick, even if they're projected to go top five in the draft because you don't know what's going to happen in the, even in the 24 hours prior to the draft. The Collins uh, tackle from yeah. LSU yeah, is a prime yeah, example yeah, is, right yeah, there. Yeah, right. That's very unfortunate. It, it is. is uh, and if he is innocent and, you know, not connected at all uh, or, you know, somewhat, but – it's it's unfortunate for the player. It really and is. I think. I mean, it, I I don't think there's a precedent for this. And we found out mm-hmm. early. He's he's been his appeal to go into the supplemental draft has been denied. Right. So now you're sitting here in a circumstance where this guy is top ten, top twenty at least talent. You take a chance on him in the later rounds. Do you let him go undrafted and have a priority free agent who's got a first round grade? I mean, who who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah, I just uh, this is one of those things where you you I think you have to evaluate the player, and I think you have to respect where you put him on that board. Yeah, sure. now, and, but you also have to be conscious. And, and I, mean, I I don't know. I mean, there's a side of me that believes that he might get out of the first round. But I think there's somebody would take a shot in the second round thinking, no, wait a minute, we've done our due diligence on this. They know a lot more information than, than we do about it. And I, I think this is something that – I'm not saying this is going to catch teams by surprise because do you think that they probably knew something was, uh, was going on? I mean, I'm asking the question. you think that they're – I mean, this is something – Teams do such a great job. Yeah, and I don't know how. Talking to scouts about Lyle Collins throughout the process, you got he was a little lazy earlier in his career. Yeah, but he grew as a as a junior and senior. And but off field, there weren't many concerns. There weren't there weren't any those red flags that you see with these other prospects. So this is really out of left field and something that uh, has teams really scrambling to find details, find out more information. It's it's a tough situation because he's not a suspect. It's it's important to point that out. Right. It's a former girlfriend. Right. And it's but where 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 is his value as a player? Where do you feel comfortable drafting him? That's something where you ask all thirty two teams, you'll get a different answer. I, I feel pretty confident saying we're not going to hear his name tonight. I agree. Based on I agree. On and everything it's that's happened in the last but, three. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're sitting here saying, you know, maybe Monday as recently as Monday that. Uh, he's a possibility. So you, do not, if you he don't slips. think a team? You don't think a team would take a shot at him? A New England at thirty-two in the first thirty-two picks. Nope. You can't. You can't. He could be. He could. I mean, again, I, I mean, I don't know a lot about the case. He's not a suspect, but he could be. He well, could be. Con- the, he could be the, charged and in, in a criminal investigation knowing, as re- as soon as next week. Knowing what we know right now, you can't. Now, NFL teams might have more information. We don't know, and if they do, that changes things somewhat. But knowing what we know as outsiders, you just can't. You can't take that chance. Why do you think the timing, though? Why? Why the timing now? That's a great question. I mean, why is this something that was not Unless- done? Weeks ago, unless the authorities don't care about the NFL draft, I think it's just, more unfortunate than yeah. you know strategic. Are you are you suggesting is. an agenda here? Is that what's no, going I'm, on? No, I'm suggesting. You think I Belichick feel, is up to something. No, yeah. Patriots are up to something. They Maybe Belichick to orchestrated this whole thing. I, I, I'll tell you what, though, I you guys uh, you guys totally dismiss it, and I'll, I'll stand corrected. I'll stand corrected. I just at a, some point, but at the back end of that draft. Oh no no oh I I, I mean this and I and I'll tell you one thing. I sat with the new I sat with the New England scouts at the at the Senior Bowl and 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 let mm-hmm. me tell you what talking about that player it was like no way we we're not going to see this guy. It doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter the talent level because and of you what, gotta, what's happening right now. And you got to I mean you know the ten game suspension that Greg Hardy just got for your Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, you know, it's, a, it's at least a slightly different NFL than it might have been or, a year or ago. How about the Saints? Of course, it's LSU player, Saints pick at 31 in the first round. Yeah. You just tell. Good, sure, use a guard. Maybe there's nothing to it. They tell a little a prosecuting attorney down there yeah. in New Orleans that, uh, hey, just, just float this out there. If he goes in the first round tonight, then the team that <laughs> takes him knows something that, that yeah. the general public is not privy to. I think that's, that's a fair statement. We're yeah. Just a couple of minutes away from uh, the commissioner striding to the podium in Chicago, and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be on the clock. And uh, you've got coverage from a Cowboys perspective right here, round the clock today, tomorrow, and on Saturday. Bill Jones, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and we'll have a cast of thousands coming in here as well. No doubt. We do have to take breaks along the way when you're talking about that extensive uh, coverage. All right. Randy Gregory, we talked about Randy Gregory a little bit. I see a, some in the media who are projecting Gregory to the Cowboys at number 27. Do you think there right here. is legitimate interest on the Cowboys standpoint? They've done their homework, obviously, on the player. Right. There's a legitimate possibility they could pull the trigger on oh, Randy Gregory. I, I think so. I, I, You know, to me, Randy Gregory is a first-round talent. Yeah, now the off-the-field stuff. And that's what I'm talking about, the yeah, off-the-field stuff. Yeah, and Jason stuff. Garrett hammered this to us the other day about their the support systems and things in place and how they handle players case by case. I don't see Randy Gregory off their board unless something's changed in the last 48 hours. And he is, you know, he finds his way down to 27. I expect Randy Gregory to be picked at 27 if, he, in fact, he is on the I, clock. Yeah, I think if he's on the board at 27, I don't think he's on the board at 28. I think Randy Gregory, not only does he – is he a value pick at that point? If you feel comfortable with who he is as an individual, it's going to be tough to pass. But, again, he's not a flawless prospect no, on the field. No, And, and you were talking and it, about a player that's light. You worry about the growth potential. He has to sustain that weight. He's a skinny dude. He is, and it's it's something worth. But let's about. but let's also look at the scheme. Let's look at the Cowboys scheme here. Are they going to ask Randy Gregory to play sixty five plays a game? That's not Marinelli's style. No, no matter that's what, what I'm saying though. He's a special... That's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, if you get a guy and you start Mincy at right end, and all, and then you bring. A Randy Gregory into the game, especially in his side. rookie year. Yeah, that's, it, see that to one me, trick pony is yeah, all he's yeah, got to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to me, that's where I, you know, people are like, well, is he too light, Brian? Is he too and, this? And he's six five, two thirty five yeah. at the combine. Yeah, and that and that's and that's what he is. And I, but he is a hell of a football player in a lot of regard. I mean, and you just look at the talent. Now, there's times where he will he will make you mad. Sure. I mean, there are times where you watch him get blocked, get widened, all these things Go happen. off the field because of a hangnail. Exactly. That, that, now, that's, that's fair. That's fair. But there's a lot of people that saw him as a top 10 type of a talent. What, Brian brought us big board. You got him up top 10, top 15? I don't. Okay. Where'd, I don't. Did you have him in your top? Where did you have him in your 50? I did have him in my 50. Let me see where my I had him down. Uh, da, 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 da. I had him down here right below... Let's see. I had him. I had him with a second round grade. Okay, is yeah. what I had him at. Which I mean, when you're picking at 27, we've been that's saying a that second all round, spring, right? Yeah. I mean, I had him roughly at around 26, 27. And that's the I thing about Brian. Listening to his coverage through the years here is he does it and he does his mock. It's from a Cowboys perspective. Right. It's not from a Brian Broaddus yeah. perspective. What he would do in the draft. I, I'm just telling you. I think that they would. Uh, and thank you for explaining that, Bill. <laughs> I, I think that to me, Dane said it. There are flaws in the player. I think he's a good football, but there are flaws. 
but there's people that saw him a lot higher than me. My my evaluation of him was as a player and not a guy that likes to smoke dope on Friday nights. Yeah. And he, he explained some of the dope smoking, that he has some mental anxiety on occasion, and that's the reason that uh, he is dabbled in that. Yeah. Um, but he does not fit the right kind of guy criteria from that standpoint and it doesn't appear from what we've seen in the first round here recently you, where you've got squeaky clean sure. oh, zach martin travis no. frederick Absolutely. tyron smith That's a good Absolutely. point and you look at character guys it's important not to paint with a broad brush and say okay well des bryant well, his issues are a little different than case what's going on with randy gregor you have to look at these individuals and say you know how can we help Make sure that he is on the field. He's there for us. You know, what support system does he need? So with, if Randy Gregory does end up a Dallas Cowboy, that support system by the Cowboys will be important. You can go two different ways with that, and I agree with everything y'all just said. Um, and if there's a team that's proven, A, they're unafraid to do that, and B, that they can handle it. I mean, you look at, I mean, Dez, Josh Brent, Greg Hardy, uh, Rolando McClain, all these guys that need that support system, and it's worked to this point. The th- and this has scared me going back to free agency is at what point do you have like too many of those situations in one locker room? You know, I do worry about maintaining and a lot of them on the defensive side of the ball. I worry. I mean, you know, you don't want to have the, you don't want to have the, the, the loonies running the loony bin. Well, and which, I, I look at it different. <laughs> that's a crass way to put it. But <laughs> I look at it when you're drafting a player, especially a first round pick differently than, say, signing a Greg Hardy. Sure. Obviously, the sure. baggage is well known when Hardy came in. But he's a rental. He's a one year player. That's a, I mean, if you sign. If but you, a first if, round pick, especially if you got you basically have his rights for five years. Exactly. And he's a core part that's of your team. Long term thought process. So. Uh, let me ask it you scares guys. me. Let it me ask you guys, me. and I, and we'll get into it more if he's selected, though. Likely to be good player, outstanding player, or a bust. Who, Gregory? Gregory. I think he'll probably be. I mean, if I mean, if I have to project right now, I'd say he'll be like a a, a good player. Never, you know, not to Marcus Ware, but I got him as a bust. You have a bust. Yeah, yeah and uh, that because think, of the issues. Yeah, that's something you, you just can't ignore the issues. But I would probably fall somewhere in between these two guys. Uh, you know, I. I'm kind of fence riding there, but uh, you know, I, I'm I'm really worried about the issues. But he's a good player. He's a good athlete. A lot of things I like. At 27, about him. you're still scared. Then I'll go yeah, out. I'll yeah, I'll go yeah, out yeah, on yeah. a limb. You don't like him at all. I, not at 20. He's not in the first round. He, it'd be for me. It'd be like what the Cardinals did with Tyron Matthew in the third round, something like that. I like that. Yep. Hey, it's the commish. The commish is at the podium in Chicago. I wonder if they're booing him. We don't have sound. There we, we go. Do now. Tonight. They're booing him. For the first time in 51 years, Chi-Town is drafted. I said Chi-Town. I don't know, Roger. <laughs> Leave that to Kanye West. <laughs> Thank you, and welcome to the thousands of fans that are out here from Chicago. The millions of fans <laughs> who are watching on the NFL Network and ESPN. Don't forget about DallasCowboys.com. And to That's all right. of our fans <laughs> around the world, a heartfelt thank you for making the NFL great. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. All right, it's time to have some fun. The 2015 NFL Draft is officially open. It is officially open. By the way, 51 years ago, 1964, the last time the draft was held in Chicago, 
who the Cowboys picked that year. It's a pretty good draft. Roger Staubach? Roger Staubach yeah, was the 10th round pick that year. I feel bad it, that I got to draft day without learning that. Well, it's funny. He didn't even find out he was drafted until the next day when he read it in the paper. That, that just that, tells yeah, you, that shows you where the draft years. was compared to what it is now. Yep. And uh, you had two other Hall of Famers taken by Gil Brandt and the Cowboys in that draft. Second round, Mel Renfro, I think the Right there behind round. you on the wall. And fifth round, I think, Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes. Okay. Yeah. Not a bad draft. Actually, yeah. Bob Hayes was selected before Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells, the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. Three Ring of Honor members in one draft, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I wonder what the 40 time was for Parcells. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> dug up? Uh, not good. I'm thinking he wasn't at the, the no. qualified as a combine Bill Parce- back then. Bill Parcells is happy that there's no <laughs> combine coverage I think back that, that Gil Brand knew what he was doing, knows what he's doing. Yeah. With, the, with the Buccaneers on the clock now, and it's uh, as we're rolling here, it's 8:50 as they've started. Are you on board with this uh, potentially with the Mariota pick? Uh, excuse me, with the Winston pick? Yes, I am. I mean, it's I he's. You can talk about the off field. You can talk about maturity concerns. You have to roll the dice on him. You have to. What he showed on tape. I feel very comfortable with the player that you're getting uh, for a player that just turned 21 years old. What he showed me on tape. I'm really excited for who he's going to be at the NFL level as long as he stays mature and you know you, he takes care of business off the field. So when you take when you look at these quarterbacks early, it's 50-50 whether they're going to pan out. I'll take my chances with Winston. The, uh, the biggest question mark I have on him as a player on the field are the 18 picks that he threw last year. Yeah. Decision-making. Yep. Sort of. and, yeah. and that's not unprecedented. Dan Marino had 23 interceptions his senior year. He had a great junior year. Bad senior year. He had he actually had more interceptions than touchdowns, so it's not unprecedented, but absolutely, it's something that is in the equation. And for Winston, he had forty touchdowns, ten interceptions his, as a freshman, redshirt freshman. That's right, as a redshirt yep. freshman. Then this past year, twenty-five touchdowns, eighteen interceptions. I think the thing that bothered me the most about him is you talk about the turnovers. I worry about the lack of mobility, and, and I'm saying from a and, and there's some lack of mobility from pocket a pocket or, standpoint. Yes, or, okay, yes, so yes. you think he's slow even for a pocket? Yeah, person. I have I have some issues when when things start to break down. You see him have to move, and he's had some runs where he's been, you know, got through and, and managed he to bounce up. He's yeah. not a scrambler. He's not, and and I think that's the thing that I would worry about though if he's not well protected initially, and then having to make a lot of moves. And in having to throw the ball, I, I think when you pressure him, just noticing on the tape, the biggest trouble, and you can say this about any quarterback, but especially this one, the more pressure he would face, the worse he would play, in my opinion. And, that, and that's, and that's, that's interesting. Because I, I was, there were times, and I'm not just talking about the Oregon game. And right. having to come back because he is a rallying quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they, they, the one loss on his resume. Yeah, exactly. Right. But when you watch the mistakes that he had, it was him having to do something, move to throw. When you when you stand there and throw, he can make the throws. Oh yeah. But yeah. I, I worried about I worry about if the Buccaneers don't protect him well enough initially. Which offensive line is not a strength for the Tampa Bay no, Buccaneers. No. I'll be honest with you. I, I disagree with you there. I, I, I like his mo- mobility in the pocket compared to what a lot of these college guys are, are asked to, slide, to do. Just a slide mobility? He, I think he can sense it and he can, I've seen him do it enough, recognize blitzes, move in the pocket and, and be able to sense where that pressure is coming from. Now, does he need to improve in a, in a lot of areas there? Yeah. Yes. Is he Marcus Mariota when it comes to moving around? No, he's not. He doesn't have that type of uh, athleticism. 
but I'm still okay with uh, you know his pocket mobility, his movement, his ability to sense pressure. I, th- I think perhaps his big the biggest difference for him from his redshirt freshman year to his redshirt sophomore year, he didn't have Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin, Benjamin to throw yeah, to absolutely. his good second point. year as a and starter. And he's got uh, he's got a nice little wideout out down there in Tampa. If they I mean if they do pick him here, yeah, Mike, uh, he's Mike got Evans. Some, and, some and, and that's the Johnny Manziel. And that was the biggest difference for Manziel. Absolutely, good as point. well when he didn't have Mike Evans. To well, throw and, to. and that was one of the big things for Winston this year is he relied so much on Rashad Green and Nick O'Leary and defenses picked yeah, up on especially that. Nick O'Leary and yeah. defenses knew that so they, I think that's where a lot of those interceptions came from that's the that's the right there on the TV they haven't they haven't got finished above 504 years they haven't made the playoffs in seven seasons and I don't like I know Leonard Williams is the is the number one guy on Dane's board I don't think Leonard Williams is reversing your your fortunes in that situation I think you right. got to roll the dice and if they hit on on Jameis then they're immediately relevant and immediately in contention for a playoff spot for the next decade or more. So. Potential trouble spot for Jameis Winston might be the fact that he's staying home. Absolutely. Tampa. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of Flint. people say that uh, it's better, especially for a kid who's had some problems, to get away from home. So it'll be see, interesting to see how it plays out. The pick is in. We await the uh, commissioner heading to the podium. By the way, we're watching the NFL Network coverage, which I'm sure if you are – Via television, you're doing the same, and you obviously have the sound turned down. Yeah, and turn down the sound right here to our live coverage of the NFL Draft 2015. Did you think there was a big difference between Winston and Mariota when you were doing the, your study? Big difference, not necessarily, but I felt more comfortable with uh, the transition because you, you, pro style offense compared to what happened at Oregon. I felt more comfortable watching Winston's tape and saying NFL throw. It's an NFL throw. I felt more. I feel more comfortable with Winston as he goes to the NFL level. And Winston, he's someone we'll see next year as a rookie. He's not going to be sitting the bench. We will see Winston on the field. Marcus Mariota. We'll see where he ends up. If it's in Tennessee. Good chance we don't see Marcus Mariota at least to begin the season. I'm interested to see where Mike Glennon winds up if he's if they just keep him there and says the backup to Winston or or what. But could I be, agree with you, Winston's nice, going to be playing. Yeah, it could be a nice trade piece for the team that doesn't get their quarterback in this draft. Uh, you know, later on, maybe Friday, Saturday. Do you think he was as Glennon and watching him play? Do you think though there's he's salvageable though when you watch him play, Glennon? Yeah. I don't think he's – I mean, there's a reason the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are picking number one overall, right. and they're going about to draft a quarterback. And they basically didn't give him a shot. Once Lovey came in there right. last McCown, year. Yeah. He, you know, Josh McCown, who's right. Cleveland Brown now. The commissioner yeah. making his way to the podium now. With the first pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Jameis Winston. Jameis Oh, he's happy. That guy's thrilled. (laughs) There you have it. We are underway. Jameis Winston, of course, not making the way to uh, Chicago. He looks so surprised. Is there another league in the world where a guy would put on that get-up to go to Chicago to watch somebody (laughs) announce that they got a guy who will play for them five months from now? No, that's the great thing about the NFL. NFL. It's insane. And and, and, and the fans and all. But, yeah, absolutely. So – Big decision here, though. You know, Lovey Smith in that group last year. You know, that, maybe that was a little bit of a, uh, I think maybe some surprise with uh, with the way the Buccaneers played. Well, Lovey Lovey's always been a guy right. that's come in. Teams have been solid. Defense has always been solid. I, I, did you think that team was that talent poor? In certain areas, they definitely are. Yeah. Uh, obviously, talk about the offensive line. The offensive line. You can look on defense. Then they need some help. 
a team that in the last few years have made a lot of splashes in free agency, and that hasn't worked out. And so I think now we'll see what they do moving forward in this draft. Hopefully they build from within. Uh, but there's a nice uh, foundation there with Mike Evans, Vincent Jackson, Austin Safarian Jen- Jenkins. Jameis Winston has some tall trees to throw to uh, in Tampa. So uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting how this how it plays out this year uh, when he's a rookie. And of course they they didn't do anything basically offensively in free right. agency, but right. there's several former Cowboys now who are Tampa Bay Buccaneers including right. Bruce Carter, Henry Melton and Sterling Moore. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be uh all right, so I mean, so you got a Cowboys contingent and the number 1 pick in the draft. Uh, to look forward to when the Cowboys go down there two weeks before Thanksgiving, I believe. That's right. See, and, that, and, that, and that'll be and, so that's something to be, circle, and that'll be something that's you know by that time played quite a few games. Oh, yeah. I, I think you'll have an idea. You'll have an idea. You exactly know, Dane, what to expect we were talking last year with Dane with Teddy Bridgewater. You know, by the end of the season, Teddy Bridgewater yeah. was playing pretty well. And by know? the way. Dane Brugler had Teddy Bridgewater as his number one guy on his big board so last far, year. So far, so good. Well, we'll, go. Hopefully he keeps that going. <laughs> they keep that uh, runner there. He's got a shot, too. Yeah. And right. uh, Tennessee is on the clock. And this is where this draft gets interesting. There's yeah. been right so much the speculation the draft starts about now. what will Tennessee do. And their phone line has been burning up here in the last several days, I'm sure, and especially the last several hours. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was right around the time we actually started the show. But Ian Rapoport with NFL is reporting Philly is offered Tennessee two first rounders, a third rounder, Fletcher Cox, is it Brandon Boykin? That's yep, their Brandon defensive Boykin. back. Yep. Michael Kendricks, their linebacker, and Sam Bradford to get to this pick. And apparent uh, Rappaport says it's not enough. Tennessee wants more. Wow. I mean, that's yeah, a hell of a deal. What was that at? Two ones. Two ones. So one this year and next year. A third this year. Fletcher Cox, who is a boss at, yep. that, for, uh, at defensive line at the nose. Uh, Brandon Boykin, who's a decent, okay, yep. DB. I, I Solid like nickel. Michael Kendricks, who you has see, been good for them. So how close is Cox to free agency? Is I want to say they just picked up his Boy- option. Yeah. Boykin is so got option. So he's got another they, year. They have to pay him after right. one season, basically. And Boykin is probably into his free agent year coming up. And Sam Bradford also is, is he's coming also up last year. And so yeah. that, that so, doesn't I mean, that's appeal. A really, that is a very good point. Is That, that this doesn't is, appeal these, to these Tennessee. These are all short-term options. They look at it as two ones and a three. Yeah, that's a really great point. Okay, it's going to either come down to the quarterback or Williams, right? Leonard Williams is that who you, you know? If you Marcus Mariota is getting picked here, I, 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 I just I don't. I'm not. Could saying it even that, be a scenario where he gets picked and then goes and, somewhere else? Then, I, I think that's definitely yeah. a possibility. That is that's a good point. I mean, you well, can't really. It hasn't happened since since Eli and, um, and Rivers. Rivers right. 04. 04. Yeah. yeah, but so it's not a common occurrence, but it is something. If a deal does not get done now, um, but I think you're right. Uh, I, Mariota's the pick here. I, he I, has to be. Either because somebody's that desperate to get him, or, I mean, Tennessee's not in a much different boat than Tampa Bay, in my opinion. And we don't know if Tennessee's been lying all, all along, but apparently Wisenhunt likes Mettenberger, former LSU quarterback. So does Dave Hellman. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's the next coming. He's, yeah. he's As another LSU alum, oh, I can't. If I'm making the picks, I'm like, Mariota, no thank you, because Mettenberger's taking us to the And Super by the Bowl. way, there was some speculation that Phillip Rivers could get traded from San Absolutely. Diego to Tennessee, and Phillip Rivers was told today by the Chargers he's not getting traded, and they're talking about a contract extension for him. Huh. Well, I, you know, I this one, though, bothers me a little bit. Though. Why is that? The, the, well, again, the skill level of the player. 
Can the can this quarterback make all the throws? And how quickly can he adapt to the NFL game? I think you have a bigger question about that, about how he adapts. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean that's the you, you watch the tape, you can see the traits. Uh, he, I think he he can do it all. But just the arm strength, though, I'm okay with the arm strength. It's not it's not elite, but I'm okay with it. It's 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 passable. It's 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 enough. Um, But in this league, you have to be accurate. Right. Yes. He set a record at Oregon for completion percentage. But you watch this offense. It 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 allowed receivers to be wide open and he would miss those a lot of times. I just worry about that. accuracy. That's where I, I, I disagree with you on that, because I thought that was one of his best traits that he had with the accuracy part of it, though. I mean, I'm not saying it was an. It is, I say best traits, but one of the traits when the ball was coming out, he was. You know, guys were catching it on the move and stuff like that. I mean, what he threw six picks in college or something. Yeah, crazy I, like yeah, that. oh yeah. The thing about it, I didn't see the ball going down the field. That's why I thought that as a player, sure. as a quarterback, I'm thinking, okay, he's accurate because everything is. Everything is quick. Everything is underneath. Everything is to open receivers. Now, I do, I do grant you the inside, some of the inside throws, the ends, those kinds of routes where there were some high balls behind and stuff. But I thought overall that was it. So, I, you know, I could see, though, I could see him being the pick. I think that, you know, I think you're absolutely Pick is in. Minute yeah. and a half to go on the clock, and they got the pick in for Twitter, the Tennessee Titans. Twitter seems to be indicating that, uh, that it will be Marcus Mariota to Tennessee. I mean, and there are teams. I mentioned the Cleveland Browns. They want Mariota, but they are balking at uh, giving up more than twelve and nineteen to get him. So, uh, could we see something after this? Uh, we're seeing handshakes. Yeah. Handshakes all around. around. You get. I. It, it's going to be the quarterback, right? I think so. No, absolutely. I, Have I, you ever seen? Them draft a defensive tackle instead of a quarterback. Well, Leonard Williams, I would, hand, I would high five Leonard Williams. I'd, I'd give it the, you know, Leonard Williams. I'm all. Uh, in. I, I think in whoever they're picking, there's going to be handshakes all around. But yeah, that's true. Nobody. Yeah, I'm. I'm still waiting for the press conference after the first round where one team is like, we got the wrong guy. So if, if Mariota like is guy. the pick, though, everybody, you know, I'm writing I mean, down as my pick right here. I feel better about Jameis Winston than Marcus Mariota. That's just me. I mean, if that's what you're asking. See, I feel really not great about either one of them. I mean, yeah. to- I mean, totally. Great, no. I don't feel great. I don't feel like, and I'm not trying to sit there and compare him, these guys to Andrew Luck. And I was going to say, this ain't, no, this ain't Andrew Luck. No, no, yeah. and, and, and that's what scares me because I feel like I've been talking all along about Bryce Petty. You know, and I'm trying to think, okay, but see, there's no second or, or, excuse me, third quarterback that you could say, okay, I'll wait to the top of the second round and grab that guy. Unless you really do like Bryce I mean, if you, Petty. If you like Bryce Petty and you're in Tennessee and you're sitting there at 33, then you could go a different direction and, right. and take Petty true. at that point. Cause you, uh, or maybe tr- trade into See, the this is where it hits you in the gut. First. Because, the, okay, over the next he, the next quarterback's not so much going to be compared to Winston. It's probably going to be Mariota. You know, uh, if you look at bus factors, who has the, probably the biggest chance yeah, for right. bus, bus yeah. factors? I think it would probably be uh, – do, do, do you see Pro Bowls in either one of these two quarterbacks' futures? Winston, maybe Mariota, not really. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't see it. I don't either. I, I just can't believe. I can see, like I, and I know they're they're different players. They're very different players. I get that, but I am reminded a lot of Cam Newton with Winston, with how much he was scrutinized. But Cam Newton is not a bad player. He's a good player. Yeah, he's. A, I mean, he's taken the Panthers to the playoffs two years. He's right. going to get an extension. Okay, pick has been in for a I while. I think I think Winston could go. be Newton with the second pick in the 2015 NFL Draft. The Tennessee Titans select. 
Marcus Mariotto. Mariotto. You had how long to practice? You had seven months. There's only two dudes. It's two quarterbacks, Roger. Jeez. Lord. So two quarterbacks off the board. First time since 2012 we had quarterbacks go 1-2. Sixth time in history we've had quarterbacks go 1-2. See, this is what – First is, time since Luck and RG3? Correct. This is what kind of – this just shows you, though, what happens. And you said it earlier. There's a reason why Tampa and Tennessee are picking here right now. Yep. And, no, and, absolutely. And, 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 and all of a sudden – and more so, though, in – more so, though, in Tennessee – you got a head coach that's not exactly sitting very pretty there, or a general manager. That's, I mean, and if, you've tied your 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 you've tied your your maybe your fate to this kid. But what choice do you have? You, you know, might, Leonard Leonard Williams. He could have took that trade. They yeah. could have took that trade. But you've taken that trade. But I mean, you're, again, it was it was Philadelphia. If you feel good, if you feel good ones. about if you feel good about Zach Mettenberg, I mean. That's you're talking about a lot of guys who aren't under contract, like the fact yeah, like three. Cox and Bradford aren't going to. Cox, you know. Bradford, Boykin. But are, and could those guys help your overall team? I mean, I'm not for, feeling a lot better about Sam Bradford to tell you the truth. And Sam, the thing with Sam Bradford, too, I'm not keep keep Sam Bradford out, but he's Cox and Kendricks and those. Well, Cox is a one year guy. That's I mean, a thing. You got to resign rentals, him when he's done playing, basically. And the picks were Philadelphia, the 20th pick in the first round, first round next year, and the 52nd pick. I actually, I take that back. I guess Cox would be a two-year guy if they picked up his option last week. It right. Means he's, okay, right. so you got two and, years and from Fletcher. Let's Cox. remember, he's a, t- a Tennessee Titan for now. Hey, look, Jacksonville Jaguars not wasting any already. time. This has got to be so, Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler. I mean, we, we've talked. Don't rule out a Cooper here, Coop. but I'm, I'm with you. I, I, Coop. Fowler makes the most sense, in my opinion. I'm hitching my wagon to the Brugler Mobile over here. And I, Jacksonville picked all those wide receivers last year. Also, you got to go. They got Marquise Lee last year. That's true. Allen Robinson, Hearns, that's as a great, undrafted free agent. That's a great point. They hit on defensive head coach. Jacksonville knew exactly the direction they were going. They, right. In my opinion, oh, yeah. they, when they they sat there and said, "Okay, fine." You guys talk about those quarterbacks. I, I think that we saw Jacksonville play last year. Jerry Sullivan, I was a, not was, bad. The, the receivers are not bad, Jacksonville. He's got a lot of young guys. I think they need defensive help here. Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I, hey, and, hey. And, and Fowler was my was my uh, was my third guy on the board. Gus, the, ar- Gus the architect, Bradley. the architect of that Seattle defense is the guy making this pick. So. And of course, they uh, in free agency they signed Julius Thomas, so they got their big tight end. That actually, all right. I'm off the Cooper train now. I didn't. I forgot about Julius Thomas. Fowler makes a lot of sense. Gus yeah. Bradley wants his pass rusher. Last year, Marquise Lee, Allen that's Robinson. Another, that's another but program that's let's keep in mind. got one foot in the parking lot. You it, know? At this time last year, who, who thought it was going to be Blake Bortles? You know, yeah. Yeah. I did because that was my number one quarterback. That, but did you think, they you, played th- it. you think Jacksonville was going to take him? Yes. Okay, well, I did. Okay, but for the, you for knew the, better than I, we did. For the media masses out there, uh, it was very surprising because Jacksonville played it so close to the vest. Absolutely. I, I wasn't surprised. There was Blake all Bortles, the Manziel hype and right. all that stuff. And I wasn't surprised Bortles went high. I was surprised Jacksonville went that direction because they kept that so secretive. Well, that's David Caldwell down there, I believe. Well, and that's right. what I'm that's and secretive. That's, that's, that's what Bill I'm saying. Polian disciple. Polian right. was always one of those guys. And it was it. easy for them to yeah. meet with Bortles and work him out without yeah. anybody knowing it. He's at Central Florida there in Jacksonville. That's kind of refreshing that an NFL team in this day and age can still kind of keep their cards close to the vest because there's so many sources. Well, not now. a lot of people covering the team in yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah, it's a small market. I've worked, I've worked in that where they used to have two guys, yeah. Pete Prisco and John Osher, with only two guys that I covered 
Guarantee there's a few more yeah. now. There might be a few more. And Jacksonville in free agency, the most notable uh, pickup was Jared Odrick, defensive end. But Dante Fowler has been saying for weeks that he thinks he's going to Jacksonville. Future uh, Odrick makes Leonard Williams not as much well, of a need there right there. And I know we, when we talk about picking this early, it's not about need, it's about talent. Dante Fowler is one heck of a talent. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, of Cowboy free agents, Jeremy Parnell will be lining up at tackle for them this That's year, exactly too. That's exactly right. That's right. I don't and know if he'll be on the right side or the left side. I, I would uh, assume right. right. Jokel will jo- be on the left side. They did draft Jokel. They yeah. did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, you know I like my stats. I know you do. Okay. James- but you watch the tape, too. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. But Jameis Winston, he is only the second redshirt sophomore quarterback to be drafted top 20 ever. Hmm. The first... It was not Johnny Manziel because he went like 22 or so. Exactly. Uh, the first was well, about 15 years ago now. Kid out of Virginia Tech. Virginia. Oh, Michael Vick. Michael Vick, that's right. He was the first redshirt sophomore quarterback to be drafted number one overall. James Winston the second. Wow. They've, they're getting out of commercial break on NFL Network, and so that means the commissioner will make his way to the podium very soon. Yeah, it, but we saw, name, we right? saw, again, we saw Jacksonville live. They just don't have enough. They didn't have any dynamic. No. I mean, the pass rush. Well, I mean, when, I mean, that's yeah. where, you know, the game started well for them. And then what happened? It, it just did. They couldn't. They couldn't generate. That's enough. the classic. It's like name five Jacksonville Jaguars, and you're like, uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. By the way, you can tweet us at the Draft Show if right. you have any questions, and uh, we're monitoring that, and we'll answer your tweeted questions as well as we uh, mosey along here. You got Bill Jones, Brian Broadus, Dane Brugler. David Hellman. We'll have some others uh, working it as well as we take potty breaks as we go along the, the way here. But, it is a uh, marathon. It is. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. we got Jacksonville, number three, followed by Oakland and Washington. And, again, it's the two quarterbacks have gone pretty much as expected, Winston and Mariota. I'm really intrigued. If we're assuming Fowler's the pick here, I'm really intrigued by what happens after because, I, I mean, Leonard Leonard Williams, best player in the draft, right? Uh, that that. Yeah, I think well, you, you, on your board, is he... He's number one. Right. You yeah. get to pair the best player in this draft with Khalil Mack. I just think that sounds dynamite for the Oakland Raiders. And I'm terrified mm-hmm. for Raiders fans. Not that I have any stake, but they deserve to have a good team after however many years it's but been. But how about a receiver? Well, receiver. No, but I just, like, that's the most Raiders thing I've ever heard, to go get a flat. Like, there's value at receiver but help the, elsewhere. But help, the, but help the quarterback. And here's the commissioner. Here comes the you commissioner. can help the quarterback in the second round. With the third pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Dante Fowler, Jr. There he goes. That's Dante Fowler, Jr. Three for three in the mock draft. I feel good. There you go. All right. Perfect score for Dane Brugler in his mock draft. Hey, there's a lot some people that now now comes uh, now comes the real. <laughs> and by the way, Oakland is now on the clock. Yeah, and Oakland, we've, again, we've talked about a couple different things. And for your folks that are, I, I see some folks on uh, that are tweeting at the draft show. We do not control the uh, war room cam. That the what you see is the space. Uh, when, when, actually, you don't see. You see us. When they are, uh, when they they've got it. The camera got covered, covered right they now. Got cover they don't right. want us looking. Yeah, and, and this is when they would let us look. You know, like why? Well, I, why is it covered well, up? Let me right tell now? you this: from my experience, there might be some more discussions going on there, ah. making sure going through. Uh, so they're asking. afraid about lip readers. It, well, they could very well be. I mean, if we do our shows talking cowboys, and, like, and, and I always put my hand because folks are really good. So at let it. me ask you this: Yeah, 
Are, is there someone here at Valley Ranch who's monitoring all of the other NFL websites to see if they can get any tips from anybody anywhere? Well, well I tell you, that when I was in pro personnel, <laughs> I mean, that was what I was trying my best uh, to, to have as much information. We didn't have the access to Twitter and Internet. I mean, there were certain guys that you followed, beat writers, right. that you might have liked. Insight. In, gave you a little insight. But I believe what's going on in the war room right now is, like I said, with it being covered, and, and we'll get could they to be the, eating? Well, they could they, again. It could be just. <laughs> that is a great it point. could be just talking about got the catering right out there. <laughs> how they're going to handle uh, handle this when it gets down? Is everybody once again comfortable uh, with whatever player you know? It's in the direction. Maybe they're running through a couple last minute things, and then we'll go right to that. All right, uh, and. If the Cowboys wanted to trade up, how how far do you think they could go? I mean, if they wanted is, Todd Gurley or so, how how far, how much a, ammunition do they have to go up? How far? It's an interesting question. I mean, you think about the needs this team has, uh, the picks they have available to them, and how far you have to go. I mean, you know, the steam on Todd Gurley has just been gathering, and I mean, I'm using that as a hypothetical, but he has climbed from first round to top 20 to top 15. I saw him as high as 12 uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, and, and you get into this scenario where, I mean, you're either talking about giving away future picks or mortgage, eh, excuse me, mouthful, mortgaging this entire draft to get up there. I mean, let's say San Diego and Miami are the first plausible options to take a running back. And to make that high of a jump, you're talking about and, giving away second rounders, Third, I mean, you could and be. And if talking. it's a running, if it's a running back, you're probably going to have to get ahead of San Diego, so Absolutely. you'd have to go to Houston. Well, at how about 16. Miami though? That's and I mean, Miami's, See, Miami's exactly. a new player yeah. in this. Unfortunately, I mean, they are yeah. they yeah. are linked to Gurley, but they they can't go that high, in my opinion. I mean, if they I package their first and second round pick, they could possibly get to 16 if Houston was a willing soul. It's theoretically possible, but you get into should you do that? And right. I think the and answer and is and unilaterally. Two out of the last no. three years, they've basically they've traded up uh, significantly, giving up a, a top 100 pick. The Claiborne deal, they I, traded a second, and, and, a, and then last year trading a third to move up in the second round. We've been seeing trade rumors earlier today that the Cowboys might want to acquire Michael Brockers from St. Louis. Hey, but, but, but how about that, though? We we, we were in the parking lot. Yeah. And, uh, one oh, of no, front- no, and granted, the Cowboys dismissed it yeah. completely. But it's just funny to me that they could have had Michael Brockers <laughs> right, if they hadn't right. been jumping around in the first place. So I'm against trading up unless it's a very favorable deal, me personally. Quickly go around. Williams or Cooper is the, is, for this pick for the Raiders? I go Cooper, and the pick is in. Okay. I'm going Cooper, and they need a I wide think receiver. It, I think it should be Williams. Well, and the other thing, Kevin White. There's, there's a lot of so-called experts out there who have Kevin White above uh, Amore Cooper. I just think that if you, it's Cooper, he's such, such a smooth player. I, I mean, the way he the, – the, the transitions. Coastal offense. Yeah, I, I really, really like him a lot. We talked about helping out that quarterback. You have to. and You do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's, it's tough because Leonard Williams, to me, is the best player in this draft. I agree with you there. But – but you have to help out that you have to help out your quarterback, and I, I think Amari Cooper is. I hate using the word safe when it comes to the NFL draft. He is one of the safer picks this year. I think you know what you're getting. You pair him with Michael Crabtree, who the Raiders signed. All of a sudden, Derek Carr has some tools to work with. What if I told you you could have? Leonard Williams anchoring your defense and go get like DGB at the beginning of the second round. Would that do anything for you? I'm not big on DGB. 
I myself. I know he's scary, but, but there are other. I mean, if, if he's not your cup of tea, there are other wide receivers. I that, think I think recent drafts have proven that there's value to be had there. In that oh, sure, thirty and as to deep 50 as those range. wide re- that wide receiver. So I, I, I mean, I can't argue with it. Yeah, I mean, you spend a high pick on a quarterback, you should get him some help. But I don't know. Boy, I, boy. I haven't been in love. They, they've got we, – we saw that team live. It, it, no two, years, two years ago. We didn't no, – Last year, they remember oh, well, the practice. Oh, training camp. Yeah, yeah training camp. They kind of kicked the Cowboys' butts for but, whatever But, but no worth. weapons, though, really at the receiver spot. <laughs> no. Am I, am I right Carr, about – I mean, yeah. no, Derek Carr needs you're, – You're right. Derek Carr – I tell you, Derek Carr – I thought Derek Carr played his butt off. And and I think you have to help him. This, I think you have to find a way to try and help him. This could be a little bit of the LSU homer in me, but I just have never – I'm not in love with Amari Cooper. It's, I mean, I don't think he – you talk about do you see him making Pro Bowls and, you know, I don't see him being a Megatron-type guy. And that's the ty- that's what you're looking for when you draft a receiver this high. John Gruden made an interesting comparison, and he called him – Tim Brown reminded him yeah. a lot of Tim uh, Brown. That's yeah. a nice comparison. That was the best comparison I have heard yet. He's from a Mark faster Cooper. Tim Brown though. Tim Brown was never a guy that could really haul right. the mail. I mean, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, as far as that, that type of speed. So what were we thinking? Yeah. We thinking receiver here? We thinking offense? I'm going Cooper. Williams is my best player, but I can understand. I'm with receiver. The 2015 NFL Draft. The Oakland Raiders select Amari Cooper. There you go. Yeah. Wide receiver, Alabama. So, so far, this draft is going according to form as the hated Washington Redskins are now on the clock, the number five pick. And if you're the Redskins. Hadn't picked in a while, have they? This, yeah, <laughs> and this couldn't have worked out better for them to get yeah. Leonard Williams there at this go. point. I mean. Well, what about an offensive lineman here, though? I, where does, where, I mean, where, as, do you, as, where do you play Williams if you're the Redskins? Yeah, in a 3-4. He's your five technique. I mean, he's yeah. your. Uh, wow, do you think that's a kind of a waste? Playing him as a five. That's kind of what I'm thinking. J.J. Watt in Houston. Yeah. But J.J. Watt's more of a a linear kind of a guy, though. Leonard Williams, he seems like he's meant to be in a 4-3 to me. Yeah. I'd see him like playing that three on the shoulder, up the field kind of stuff. Is it plausible to think Washington passes two and your number one is all of a sudden sitting there at six? I I think we have to look at what we talked about all all along with Washington. They want to trade back. Yeah, yeah, that well, is a great the point. The best player is on the board right now if in this I'm, draft. If I'm the Bear Down Chicago Bears, so, I'm thinking about getting up there right that now. That phone is buzzing right now. Yeah. If you, look at, if you look at Redskins' needs, outside linebacker, safety, potentially a wide receiver, or quarterback was also something that, that uh, we had kind of worked on. Looking again at offensive linemen as well, I, you know, I, I don't know. You, you talk about the guys they brought in, Vic Beasley. Is a guy they brought in. Uh, let's see who else was uh, another guy. Anybody of, of substance. And Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams was one of their visits. This is the Redskins? This is the Redskins. So. I mean, you if he's that good, you find something to do with him. I just think that they, their offensive line. I it's, think they have to. You know, and this is where. I think this is where Scherf. You feel I, good about taking Scherf five? I, I think that. You don't like Scherf. No, no, I like him he as likes a guard. For the yeah. I like. It's, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine with him. I'm fine with him as going to the Reds. I think he's a guard. I don't think he's a tackle. Take a guard fifth overall, and he's but, a right tackle. He well, he play. He plays left tackle but, at Iowa. But in the NFL, is he a right tackle? Dane, I wouldn't play him at right. I wouldn't play him no. at tackle. He's, he's arm. He's a guard. Not, he, but, I'm not sold on this at all, based on what you're saying. They might. It'll be interesting to see what they list him at. They might list him. That'll give you a little bit of a clue if they in fact draft him. But I, 
I wouldn't be surprised they went offensive line here. We I were, really, really wouldn't. I, I, I agree with you. I, Sheriff to that Washington was, a mess. was in my mock draft. That but was, Leonard Williams was not available, and so I think that, that it's hard to pass on a Leonard Williams here. It, it just It's tough to do when and, you're uh, picking top five. And what the Redskins have done in free agency, they've uh, signed uh, several defensive linemen, Ricky Jean Francois from Indianapolis, Terrence there you go. Knight go from Tigers. Denver, Stephen Paya from Chicago. There you go. See, I, I just think, you know, when you talk about the Redskins and you look, their offensive line, we saw that at the end of the year. Do you think he's that like was, a Zach Martin type beast No, he's mode? not. So you're going to take Dave, him five overall? He's not, but that's you just took Marcus Mariota at two. Don't you take best player available? Maybe he's the best player on their board. I bet he's not. I bet this is going to be Leonard Williams and you figure it out. Yeah, I, I just I just don't see. I mean, I'm watching that team and I'm, I'm looking at those offensive linemen. And I'm, I'm uh, Corey Lichtensteiger at center. Uh, no, their line's not good. I'm yeah. not trying to argue that it is. Yeah, I mean, Chester at right guard. And the, um, the Virginia kid they drafted last year was eh. Yep. Yeah. Um, Mo- Moses. Moses, thank you. Yeah. Who, who, who do they have down as right tackle for them? But that, right tackle. That chart you're looking at. I'm looking at right. Yeah, it's Moses. Okay. Yeah, Mo- Morgan Mo- Mo- Moses. Mo- and then remember, remember Tom Compton? Yeah, Tom. Com- remember that? Columbia. Yeah, they were playing. They were playing with a bunch of just bad guys. The pick's pick, in right pick now. Pick is in for the Redskins. It's going to be very interesting. Just I, as much as I love, and he was a visit. As much as I love Williams, man. I just that offensive line was uh, bad. You got, know, you know something. No, I, I'm just I'm looking. You at, have to. I'm looking at their offensive line, Dave. No, you're you're right. Nothing you are saying is wrong. It's my job to evaluate I, I this stuff. It's just the Leonard. It's just the Leonard Jordan, Williams. Jordan, but what do you always say? Don't you take? Don't you want best player available over going for a need just because he, you need it? He visited, but they might not think that way. They might think about how they have. What What is their biggest investment? Who is their biggest investment? Robert. RG3. You better find a way to keep his butt upright. Yeah, you're not wrong. Jordan Harper tweets in, get ready for the runner to go at, at six, Gurley to the Jets. Now that would be stunning. That would be stunning. That so, would be stunning. I just, I, again, seeing the Redskins play twice a year, it just it makes sense to me. It does. It, it makes sense. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It makes sense. It also it's, tells you why it, they were trying to trade out of this spot, but they are picking right now. Twitter Twitter has tipped it, and it is Scherf, not to ruin the suspense. NFL draft. <laughs> the Washington Redskins select Brandon Scherf. Whatever you say. I had it in my mocks. I'm okay Clearly, the Redskins were tuned in to DallasCowboys.com and heeded the advice of Brian Brian, Broaddus taking Brandon Scherf here. Let me tell you what, though. I just told you the biggest investment they had was that quarterback. They're also – they're only tied to him for two more seasons. They, I mean – you, you don't know if he's your long Tell me what they future. listed him as, if you could, up there. Are they going to show maybe? Sure. Sh- uh, we can pull it up on the internet. That's yeah, the I wonder if they're going to list him as a tackle or a guard. I have Oh, him as he's a, listed as a tackle. It doesn't matter what NFL Network says. Yeah. I, I think. Or they might list him as a sprinter. Didn't he have a 707 cone drill or something it, ridiculous it, like that as a 300 and something? One of the better, yeah, one of the yeah. better ones. Can we, the, can we in the Cowboys organization, can we take this as an opportunity to pat us on, on the back? Is this... Is this an example of NFL teams playing copycat, trying to go get a dominant guard like Zach Martin? Well, last year? I think that Tom Coughlin said it after one of the, the, he did. the games. Yeah. He said, "Hey, we need to be more like the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. We need to find a way to run the football, I mean, protect the football, and be like them." Yeah, you got a sure owes Zach Martin. That's I, what. And that's what my he, point. Yeah, yeah, what he did last year. Uh, 
who knows if he they goes might play him at right tackle. It's possible, yeah, definitely, it's yeah. possible. They yeah. might play him at tackle. Yeah, take a look at him in, at mini camp and see what he can do. And he do. played left tackle the last three years at yeah. Iowa. Did play, have three starts as a left guard nice. his first year at Iowa. All I've heard all spring is that Leonard Williams is the truth. I just can't believe it. And of course, Zach Martin now. played left tackle at Notre Dame. If yeah. you're the Chicago Bears, even though they they drafted two defensive tackles last year, I would be trying to get the hell up there and get that guy. All right. So uh, you think Todd Bowles is happy? The New Mike York McCagnin, Jets on yeah. the clock right now. Todd Bowles, former Cowboys assistant coach. That's now a three-four. That's there. a three-four defense, though, too. Again, it right? Is. And they, yeah. they again. Don't, uh, you look at their needs. Uh, is Leonard Williams a no-brainer here, or could they go in a different direction? And you know what? I mean, Atlanta moved to three-four. So now you're talking about. We if, heard they were trying to trade Wilkerson earlier today. They That's have, a defensive end. They have Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson right now as their ends. Those are two above-average starters in the league. but So you're, it doesn't sound like a team that needs Leonard Williams. But Muhammad Wilkerson has been rumored as yeah. being on the trade block. Absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. if Leonard Williams is the pick here, I, I think there's a good shot we see Wilkerson dealt at some point this weekend. Yeah. Alfred Morris tweets, I am a happy camper, which yeah. he should be. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And with Sheriff, we, we talk about the threshold for arm length being probably about 33-inch arms for, to play tackle. He had almost 33 and a half. So he can play out there, but I don't think you feel comfortable about it. He's a much better guard. You want him inside, less space to cover. Uh, and you want him playing to his strengths, and that's as a run blocker, a guy that can get to the second level, eliminate bodies, uh, and just be a, a bad guy, beat up guys. Really good point that I, I kind of forgot about there in the excitement of the pick is who's the offensive line coach with the Redskins Bill this Callahan. year? Bill Callahan. There you go. Bill Callahan. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's interesting. If yep. you look at the Jets, uh, the needs they're talking about is the quarterback, the outside linebacker, rusher, too early for Bud Dupree. Or maybe Vic Beasley. Or Vic Beasley. I think Bud Dupree is uh, definitely in the mix here. Running back would be another one as well. So we've talked about that as well as the you know potential. Todd Gurley at six. Any thoughts With on that? Coming off an ACL. Who do the, the Jets have Ivory, and they have uh, – do they still have Ivory? Let's see. I just looked at the Giants. Let's look at the Jets. Uh, looks like, to me, running backs Ivory and Ridley. Is oh, they did just sign Steven Ridley. And Powell agency. would be another one, too. I have Bud Dupree to the Jets here um, in my mock draft. But, again, Leonard Williams was not available. So – they visited Vic Beasley. That was one. Bud Dupree and visited them as well. So two guys. Uh, as let's see if they uh, did anything with the runner at all with Gurley. They did not visit Gurley. You go back to Mike McCagnin, a first-year general manager. You look back to from what, Houston. What, what, and look what they did at Houston. Right. They they invested in pass rushers. They invested in. I mean, they could go in any direction here because you look at a Leonard Williams. You look at a Bud Dupree. Even a Kevin White as a possibility. Uh, in Houston, they drafted you know DeAndre Hopkins in the first round. Um, you know McCagnin was there when they drafted Andre Johnson. So can't rule out wide receiver here. Leonard Williams, Bud Dupree. I think that's that's what we're looking at. And what they've done with their defense and free agency, of course, they have signed Darrell Rivas as well as Antonio Cromartie from the Cardinals. They've taken a lot of time here. They might be trying to field some calls. You know they're they're pretty deep into the clock right and now, and there's got to be a pretty a lot of interest in Leonard Williams. Absolutely, like this. I mean I, I think Mike McKagan is trying to see if uh, in fact something can happen. Let's see, uh, and it's, uh, they're, we're looking live into the Jets uh, 
war room, which is bad for for you guys. Here, when but, you get when you get down to sixty seconds, that means you're talking to people, right? I you're mean, trying. You're yeah. trying. You're trying to shop the pick, and then it gets down in. If you don't have the satisfactory uh, trade potential, then the, the GM will say hand the card in, and then you go. Is there a cutoff? I mean, at what second mark do you have to be like, hey, put the phone down? Yeah, I think get- you, we we one time got yelled at by the yeah. uh, league for uh, for. Uh, doing a, a trade, the, the Roy Williams trade, the Roy Williams, the safety mm-hmm. trade. We got a little close with Kansas City and Minnesota. Uh, that's one of those things that uh, Chris Hall uh, said, hey, did anybody turn in that trade? The next thing you know, <laughs> Stephen Jones is diving on the table, hitting the hitting the uh, speaker phone there uh, on the table to get the trade in. And the league called back and said, don't ever do that again. So, we'll was, it that, was it that? Was it that? It was pretty. It was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty R-rated conversation. Yeah. We've got uh, the Jets followed by Chicago, Atlanta, and the New York Football Giants are picking at number nine. Jets at number six. Okay, where would you play Leonard Williams again if you uh, if if in fact that he went? Now this is our best player in a three four in a three four defense. You think about how Todd Bowles used Darnell Dockett in Arizona. That, that's what yeah, I'd be looking there you at go. here. That's uh, a great example right there. Yeah, but I, again. Looking at the Jets roster, they have Sheldon Richardson. They have Muhammad Wilkerson. Of course, Bowles didn't even have Dockett this last year. That's right. Um, and they've had one of the best defenses in the league. It could, and Tommy Kelly in that role. Could it be that the player is just the best player on the board? I mean, like we've talked about. It just, okay, right. we'll take this player and find a spot for him. You you're know? not going to feel bad about drafting no. Leonard Williams. No, you, I, don't, I, I think you would find a spot for Leonard Williams if you had the opportunity. I really, you know, really the other do. thing interesting about the Jets is they have a need for a quarterback. Yes. And uh, as we get to the Cowboys pick at 27 later in the round, uh, the Jets in the second round pick at number 37. And they, if they are interested in a Brett Hundley. Give or, me the picks. Dave will do the math for yep. you. Give he's, me the he's, picks. He's got the chart. We're ready to roll on if that. If they – I'm – I've gone on the record as saying I don't think the Cowboys pick tonight. So anything along those lines. So you're saying it's going to get down to 27, and we're going to be talking about somebody else's pick? Probably. I, I just I just have a feeling. So what? The Jets pick at 37. 37. For a, so a pick that is worth 500 spots. 530 points. I think it's uh, they'd give up their fourth at 104 would match up. The Cowboys pick at 27 is worth 680 points. So you're talking about a difference of 150 points. So. The Jets would need you need to make up 150 points. What's so their 104 pick, the fourth round? 86. So oh, you're that's still you're still a little light. Yep. Still a little light. What's their third round? Their third round pick is worth 240. So that's an overpay. Talking about which is flip some, it. Something we talked about before yeah. we came on the air is maybe you could flip and exchange third round picks. So, but you don't. You give the Jets your or your fourth round picks. Excuse me. You give the Jets your pick at the back end of the fourth and move up into the early fourth. Maybe something like is that. Is that worth? It doesn't really is that sound worth like going it going down ten spots. Here's the commission. Doesn't really sound like it when you put it on paper. The New York Jets select. Leonard Williams. There, there we go. go. Yep. Defensive there he is. I, I, Great hair. Do it. <laughs> but now it. this does create some questions about Muhammad Wilkerson. Is he on the block? Uh, what are they planning to do with, with Leonard Williams? You can't pass on the best player available, in my opinion, here. For Mike McCagnin, for uh, Todd Bowles, for this, for the new regime there uh, with the Jets, uh, this is, it's a home run. Yeah, I think you said it, too, about how to use the player. With Dockett, you know, I, I right. think you, it, when you do these types of things, you have to have a vision for the player, and I think that's 
what Mike McKagan and Todd Bowles, you know, they, they have that. And, and that's good. And then Mike and I go way back to the NFL Europe days. He was general manager, young man at the London Monarchs that won a championship in 1990. So <laughs> I'm really proud of him. He's got his first general manager's job in the league. But uh, yeah, Leonard Williams, to me, is, is, is as no-brainer as it is because of the talent. Yeah. Of the talent. Now, you talked about the scheme fits and things like that. You know, how that, how that can all play out, we'll see. And Leonard Williams, 6'5", 302 pounds, Big ran kid. a sub-5, flat 40, 497. And uh, just just following the college football season, I remember on Saturday night seeing tweets from college football fans oh, saying, yeah. Leonard Williams is the best football player in America. And maybe the most interesting number when it comes to Leonard Williams, 20. It's his age. He doesn't turn 21 until the summer. So yeah, June 20th. A player that you just love the upside. You love not only who he is right now, but what he will continue to grow into, the player he'll be for you down the road. And Chicago is on the clock, the number seven pick. Just to review, Winston went to Tampa Bay, Mariota to Tennessee, Dante Fowler to Jacksonville, Cooper to Oakland, Scherf to Washington, Williams to the Jets. We've had no trades so far. Do you expect a lot of trades as we go along, though? That's that's interesting that I, we haven't had one I, yet. I, I, I'm kind of disappointed right now, if I'm being honest, just in terms of the entertainment value of the first round. See, that, that always happens, though. Oh, all, yeah. We all talk big about up and down the board. And maybe you'll have some sum at the back end. If some of these offensive linemen get down to a certain point, somebody says, hey, i got to dive back in. But overall, teams just pretty much – this is our board. We're going to pick our board and then go from there. So don't yeah, ru- I, don't ruin my fun. No, I, I'm not trying to ruin your fun at all. And you know, but I, I am saying though that to me, and the Bears very quickly, and the Bears one of their quickly. needs, yep. one of their needs was wide receiver. Kevin White. Yeah, had, yeah, had quarterbacks. That's it, Kevin White. Yeah. So this this looks like to me, yeah, this has got Kevin White uh, written all over it. And not, from, not the TCU cornerback no. Kevin White. This would be the West Virginia wide receiver Kevin White. Yeah. They, they, they've talked about, again, we, it's another team that uh, we had the, you know, we got to see last year live, you know, and now they lose, what, Brandon Marshall's gone now. Yeah. And so You could lose Brandon Marshall in three months later, replace him with Kevin White. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Kevin White is not a bad duo, although they are apparently looking at shopping Marty B., the former Cowboy. So, yeah, that is fascinating. Too early to take Waynes here, though, the uh, corner from uh, Michigan State. That was something a little bit of an issue that they had. That, yeah, I mean, you took a corner last year in the first round with Kyle Fuller. Yeah. Uh, you know, could double up and go corner again. But uh, not, with Brandon Marshall no longer in town, Alshon Jeffrey is your, your top receiver. Eddie Royal is there, too. He is. And with, with Kevin White, it just comes down to, again, you're talking about best player available and a, a player that really instantly helps your offense. Yeah. Helps Jay Cutler. And did he, you see a player? He needs a lot of help. Did you see a player though that played with that type of speed? Kevin, Kevin White? White. No, no. I think everyone was floored by that four three five that he ran at the combine. No one expected that, but he wasn't slow on film no, either. No, but he didn't run a four three. But did you feel like did he separated like the other? I mean, uh, was he like you know the Coopers, right. the Parkers, no. guys like I, that? You know that he he wasn't a consistent separator, but he was so good at catching the ball, even when guys are draped all over him. When the ball's up in the air, I have the utmost confidence. Oh, absolutely. He's going to attack point it and the come ball. down yeah, with it. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I, I like the play. I just didn't see a guy that I was, you know, when, when, when I went in before the combine and watching him play, I didn't see a guy that played that fast. 
I did see they had quarterback uh, issues. They in did West Virginia a, t- a too, ton of them, right? a ton of them. That that quarterback Clint was Trickett was Trickett was awful. Right, let's just go. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> and so, and there's times when you, know, we, you they talk about the other Kevin White in the TCU game. He had a good game. He had a good game. Him. But then you look at Trickett. I remember the game. The ball's all over the place. White, White got open. White got open. Yeah. The other to White to the point that they weren't even throwing the ball at, yeah. the, at the end of the game. They were right. running the ball against TCU. How did how did these two uh, of Cooper? And White compared to Evans, Watkins, Beckham. And that's something I'm sure we'll be talking about Absolutely. the next few months. Just I, you, I feel bad for these guys right. because those three set the standard for what a rookie receiver Landry can do. Landry did a nice job, too, coming in there in the third round. Yeah, we absolutely. Had, we had right. four rookie. You don't have to be the LSU homer right here. I <laughs> love being LSU homer. Four rookie receivers he, over 1,000 yards. Last he had a great year. season. Yeah. He had a great yeah. season. Yeah. With four receivers, rookie receivers over 1,000 yards last year. Usually, wide receivers the toughest position transition the NFL. It usually takes the longest time. With last year, we got spoiled with those that rookie class. Yeah, and then yet Brandon Cooks got hurt. Got hurt, right? Yep. Or else he'd be in that mix. All right, here Roger. is Chicago. Good about Kevin White. Roger. With the seventh I think yeah, the it's got to be Kevin White. Agree. NFL draft. The Chicago Bears select Kevin White. There you go. There you go. They're happy about it in Chicago. Good for them. Have we been right on with our picks as we've gone along here? Well, I, th- it's, I think it's going to be, It's it, to me, the, the Williams one threw us. Yeah, I, I think that's the, true. the Williams one threw us. But when you start talking about, you know, these teams. I think at, it threw you, Brian. I think the rest of us had littered. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. No, you, you guys haven't did the Raiders, though? You guys had that no, one? not originally. I'm saying as we went along here, once the yeah. picks started coming off. I no, think... I think you made a, you made a great point about Amari Cooper. It, yeah. You just c- couldn't rule it out there for for Oakland helping the quarterback. Yeah, but... I thought that all along. Right, right. And Atlanta is on the clock now. We're gonna see um, edge rusher here, maybe. Bud, Bud Dupree, and Beasley yeah, are still there. Sense. Bud and Vic. Those you, are just like those are pass rusher. You names. can't rule out the running back here. Who oh. do you like better as a pass rusher, Vic Beasley or Bud Dupree? De- pass depend- rusher from the right it side. It depends how they're used because Beasley is, I mean, he's explosive when he's in space. So if you're going to use him in space, uh, you know, let him run circles around blockers, he can do that. Um, so depending on how they're used, I would lean Beasley there. I would too. Brian, our dear friend of the show, John Nelson, wants us to do the draft show, live draft from London next year. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> what is but, it? It's 2 o'clock in the morning over there? Those fo- the folks over there listen. God bless you. They, Most they, 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 impressive hey, we fans talking, on the planet. We were talking about them. Matter of fact, Dave's like, because all the, the, all, like all, the, all the London fans were, all the British fans were all up and they were they were firing questions. They're not just up. They're like you think that they're GMs. Like yeah. they're so in tune and they so are, passionate are, about the are. draft. And hello to them all. Yeah, we miss absolutely. You. What's the time difference right now? It, it's, it's a six hour, or maybe is it seven from the Central Time Zone? I'm sure John Nelson will let us know yeah. via Twitter. It's here one or two o'clock in the morning. Which I go to bed, guys. The picks will be <laughs> they, the Cowboys. <laughs> on, the Cowboys so don't go on the clock for another two or three hours. By the way, the first round last year was three hours and forty minutes. So and Cam, at Cam Cam in Sydney, Australia is telling us it's 11 a.m. over there. So 11 a.m. Man, that's I, I, 8 p.m. Uh, approaching 8 o'clock. Central we got time. Cowboys we fans here in Hong Kong as well. Apparently, Hong Kong, Sydney, London. I know there's a fan somewhere out there in Denmark, which is insane to me. Way to go, guys! Y'all, Germany. Did, we had a call once from Germany. Yeah, we did, and he. It was. Um, who did he want to know about? It was it was Langford. Jeremy Langford, yeah. who's like not even a big name, just like a run of the mill <laughs> running back. D three pick. 
John says it's 1.55 in the morning in London. All God right. bless you. Kudos. Kudos, everybody out there, for hanging out with us. Again, uh, if you're tuning in for uh, – I know a lot of folks on, uh, on the, uh, our Twitter page, the, uh, the draft show, we do not have control of the war room cam. That, that Dallas guy, when, we, when, they, when they unveil the cam, uh, Kent Garrison and, and a crew in there will get you on board with what's going on right now. We're looking at it. There's still a gray – uh, cover over the top of it. Kind of surprising, to be honest. I mean, you're not missing much other than Jerry, Steven, and Garrett kind of like some small talking and smiling at each other. But yeah, uh, it is surprising that we're into the meat of this first round and they haven't taken this sheet off the screen yet. Yeah, so w- as soon as that happens, uh, we will get to it. That's not something we're doing. It's not something to do with the feed. That's uh, the Dallas yeah, I mean, Cowboys. You can see it. It's a piece of paper yeah, sitting over yeah, the screen right yeah, here. Exactly. But that's that's the whole thing. So. All right. What the Falcons have done in free agency, they've signed Adrian Claiborne from Tampa Bay. O'Brien Schofield came with the new head coach of the Falcons, Dan Quinn from Seattle. Brooks Reed from Houston. And, of course, Justin Durant, the linebacker from the Cowboys, got a three-year $10.8 million deal. They've done on uh, offense. They signed Leonard Hankerson. And uh, that's the only one of note. A couple of uh, tight ends, Jacob Tammy and Tony Moyaki. I think damn near every Cowboy free agent that left this past year went to a team that's on the 2015 schedule. Yeah. Not that it really matters. <laughs> but be a lot of hugging up for those it's, games, it's right? Def- I mean, not, you know, it's just a tidbit. It's not really, it doesn't mean anything, but it is interesting. They're all going to wind up uh, back here one way or another. You know, and, and again, we, we talk about the Falcons, and you could go a couple different ways here. But we the the offensive line was one, but they, pass rusher though, right? Really, I mean, we mm-hmm. you know Vic Beasley. Your just your thoughts about Vic Beasley as well? Oh, and, and and I know we've talked about Bud Dupree, but just your thoughts about Vic Beasley? Extremely productive at Clemson, um, a, a player that he is a little light in the pants. I mean, he was he was a running back when he first started. Then he moved to tight end. Then they moved him uh, over to defense where he was a pass rusher. 33 sacks over his career, 52 and a half uh, tackles for loss. You do, you do worry about the length a little bit, only 32 and a half inch arms, but he blew up the combine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what he did with a 4, 5, 3, 40 yard the dash. 35 bench reps. Which was surprising. Very surprising. And, well, and there. Even, even the 246, his weight. Uh, I talked to a scout who visited Clemson in the fall, and he told me he was a 220. So 246 in February, and you wondered, okay, 246, that's a great number, but can he sustain the speed, the explosiveness at that number? And the numbers say that he can, 41-inch vertical. 10-10 uh, broad jump. 6-9-1-3 cone. So the numbers are outstanding, and they match what you see on tape. Yes. But I do worry about the point of attack strength. Uh, he can be washed out of the play at times uh, in the run game by, by blockers. So not a player that is uh, not a power player. But again, he could run. He can run circles around blockers. He has that type of athleticism, and so with uh, in Dan Quinn's defense in Atlanta, I I like the fit there. Okay, but you and tell me from a scouting standpoint what what this says to you about both these players because we we talked about the Beasley combine numbers: forty-one vertical, ten ten broad jump. Those other numbers: Alvin Bud Dupree, forty-two vertical, eleven six broad jump, ran a four-five-six. At 267 pounds as opposed to 246. I think Beasley. Bud Dupree, to me, is more of a left defensive end if you want to play. The Even thing though that he played the right side at Kentucky. Yeah, well, he, he, he yeah. played a lot on the strong side. I mean, yeah. he, he went back and he forth. Did. He was really an outside linebacker. And some of his best work was actually standing up rushing the passer, uh, we, we, where Beasley, to me, is a screamer off the edge, hand-down guy. The, you talk about ice cream flavors. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> these pass these are two good pass rushers. Different flavors. They offer different things. So it depends on how you want to use them. And I think for what Atlanta wants to do. Beasley better fits what the, what Dan Quinn wants to do on. Yeah, team. exactly. You talk about Dan Quinn in Seattle. You, you deal with all that edge pressure, hand down guys coming off the edge. Vic Beasley to me makes a lot more sense than say Bud Dupree, who I, I do like Bud Dupree uh, just in that same area, though maybe a little bit better than Vic Beasley because I thought he could play the left side. And you're right. I saw Beasley get washed yep. some of these games. It's a great example of how much this whole process changes from January to May because Bud was probably the first guy, one of the first guys at least, who really kind of a lot of links to the Cowboys came out. Like maybe he falls as far. He fits a need here. Uh, and now we're talking about him maybe being a top ten pick. And certainly, you know, it would be a monumental upset if he's even in the Cowboys range. Here's the commissioner. With the in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Vic Beasley. Beasley. Wow. I like it. We I were like on it. it there. Vic Beasley, and yeah. I agree. I think he was the uh, perfect fit for them. Yeah, that's a, that's a team, though, again, you know, they just did not. They were, they were worst in the league last year in sacks. So, you know, Vic Beasley, uh, the, the weight of Georgia is now on his back. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Here's a Clemson man hopefully coming to save you know, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. It's but, only about a two-and-a-half-hour yeah, drive. And, and, and that's what that, – Maybe but, less. But, you're, you're, again, you're talking about a team that really, really struggled to rush the passer last year. Vic Beasley will give them some. All right, so the New York football giants are on the clock, the number nine pick in the first round. So last night I was throwing some darts – just seeing what, seeing what would come up with these picks. You were chumming some water? Yeah. Six for eight so far. I'll take that. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, not bad yeah. Uh, you know, I, Leonard Williams did not see that coming. No. Did not see that coming. But Nobody did. I am happy with six for eight so far. Well, and the, the problem is if you miss there, one, man. you miss two. It, yeah. It, exactly. Well, that's. I'll tell you what, though. The Giants, I, I think they have to feel a little disappointed that uh, – Sheriff is is not on the board right there. You know, it's yeah. a team that can yeah, use, yeah. can surely and, and use a lot offensive of. Did you line. have who do you have the Giants taking? I had them taking uh, Amari Cooper, so obviously okay. that will I will not right. be uh, seven for nine. But uh, but a lot of people had Sheriff going to the Giants, right? And so you, we talked about this earlier with Coughlin. Yeah, he said it himself, being a little upset that Sheriff's off the board here. So think we still go offensive line here at nine i i don't know if they would go offensive line because i don't see you know could they go flower i mean who's your okay Collins might have been their pick yeah that's you've what got, i'm saying you've got pew i mean you just they want to kick him in the guard though right i mean they need so. they need tackle help is really what's, that's that's yeah i was trying I mean, to think they need of o-line you, they, if, they're they're a lot like the washington redskins last year when you yeah. watch them play remember what a train wreck I, that was there's right. a i think there's a very real correlation between what the giants are right now and what the cowboys were three or four years ago i mean you know you can win with your quarterback uh, it's a matter of him not having a whole lot around him. So, I mean, you go get him Beckham, they, they Ruben Randall. Make the, pick. the pick is already uh, yeah, in that, for that, the New York Giants. I, I think it, I, if it, it is offensive line, who would it be here? Pete? Uh, I tell you what, I would not be surprised they take Flowers. Yeah? I mean, a, 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 you, know, you watch him play. He is a mauler, yeah. brawler. Yeah, and that's how the Giants play. They right. play with that mauler, brawler oh, style of know, offense. Tom Coughlin yeah, wants to play yeah, like the Cowboys Not, not play. pretty. So play, he, but, but you play him. I think they, they can play, play him at left, the, left tackle, though. I mean, to me, and I'm just I'm just kind of reading some notes here. Likely to move Richburg back to uh, Richburg back to center. Look to add a guard. Uh, Beatty go back go yeah. over to the right side. Then they they they, they want to move uh, 
Pugh back to guard. Right. So maybe he'll play, right 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 play the right tackle. Right. Yeah. So they may they could treat it like the Cowboys did with Tyron Smith, had the rookie play the right side with the idea that he'd move to the left side once he learned the NFL. With Flowers, could have he used another year at Miami? Yes. He could have used some more seasoning. But you have a player that you have a lot to work with. Uh, you do see some stiffness. Uh, you do do see some flaws. But I, He is a tough SOB, oh, absolutely. though. I mean, he is a finisher. I mean, he, Once he gets and, his hands on you. He, and he plays on his feet. The he does. Guy, the guy, and, 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 He's and, athletic. Bill, you know the, the reps. What was the reps on him? Was he, was he a 30-rep guy? Really surprising. He's about, close. I thought You're it talking co- about uh, uh, Flowers. 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 Flowers was 37. Yeah. See, that's <sighs> what I'm saying. Yeah, this is a mauler, six, six, brawler three, you know, kind of a guy. This is not really related, but with the number of dudes the U is about to put in the league this year, you'd think they would be, yeah. they were in the playoffs. Like, I'm like, where, oh, they're well, a bad six team. And, six and they're seven. Not a yeah, bad team. Yeah. They're not uh, a good team. Where, yeah. are all, where were all these this, guys? This blew me away. I looked this up earlier. Uh, assuming Flowers is the pick here, or in the next few picks, it'll be the first time a Miami Hurricane has drafted top 20 since 2005. <laughs> For a, a marquee program like right. that, I mean, to go a decade without a top they're still pick. top three in number of players in the NFL. Yeah. And, and to say, I mean, if they have the run, first round the guy. run they had in the nineties, oh eighties, nineties, and then early two thousands, yeah, that and Flowers, team. by the way, was a starter his last two years at left tackle. He started twelve games at right tackle his first year at yeah. the U. Speaking yeah, I, of free agents playing the Cowboys, Dwayne Harris now a New York Giant as well. There's just so much. There's so much to do with this offensive line, and, and again, sh- you know, Sheriff going off. I, I think that hurt the Giants. I, 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 I'm willing to bet that I'm they've got they've I'm got an you. offensive lineman, but if I don't this, have a guard. I don't have somebody. Who, well, but he, if you can move Pew to guard, does that help? I mean, well, Pew helps the guard. Now I need a tackle. Well, that, but that, that's, that's who this flowers. is. That, that's Flowers. That's who yeah. this is. But I'm, I guess I'm saying is there's not another offensive tackle. I mean, that's – and here we go. It looks like the, the commissioner heading to the Flowers, board. maybe Pete. Uh, I mean – It's going to be an offensive tackle. If I had to guess, I think with the flowers, flowers got better feet. Yeah. 2015 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Eric Flowers. There it is. Yeah. Again. Miami. You don't even need to be watching the uh, commissioner. You can just hear it right here. Big, big Brian Broaddus has got it right. down. Eric Flowers out of Miami is a New York Giant. I, I mean, and you know, I'm not. I don't watch anywhere near as much tape as you do, so I'm not trying. I'm not saying this guy's a can't miss. Right. But if he does what you think he's going to do, I mean, you took him in the top ten, so you think he's a day one starter who's going to be good. If he does that. I, I mean, we've talked about this in the office before, just shooting the breeze. I think the Giants are like they're looking like they're taking a step up, in my opinion. I mean, uh, you always—I don't think you count the Giants out. If you, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, what are they? I mean, they got the quarterback. They had. They, well, yeah, we think they have a quarterback. We well, know we, Eli Manning yeah, can win. I, I, I know I, a I, lot I, of Cowboys fans don't want to hear it. He can. Yeah. If you fix your offensive line, give him some time to throw. You got a decent running back. You got the rookie of the year and Victor Cruz out wide. Uh, you know, I, I yeah, like you said, I'm not counting the Giants out. I don't think you can afford to do that. My favorite uh, tidbit with with Eric Flowers, the only player in this draft who didn't hire an agent, decided, you know what, these uh, okay. these, these picks are already slotted. You know, I don't need an agent right now. Yeah, that's I, a great point. There's no negotiating going exactly. on. The negotiation I'll, process is non-existent. I'll, I'll hire a lawyer to help with the contract stuff, but I don't need to be giving 10% of my contract to someone else. I like that. Uh, that's the old else. Andre Johnson did the same thing, another guy out of Can the I view. ask a question here? Uh, and, and Who would you like better, Flowers or Humphrey from Florida? Mm. See, that's what For I'm the Jay Giants Humphrey. or in general? Uh, uh, of the two. Well, uh, You uh, like Pete the best. 
Pete would be your guy. Over. Right. So there's some people who had Pete listed as their like one of their top five players in the draft. Okay, but saying okay now if you're St. Louis and I'm going with them now on the clock. This is a team when you talk about needs, tackle, center, guard. Yeah, you know, we uh, receiver, uh, defensive tackle. I mean, I, I, again, there's a team that we saw live last year that it was kind of a just a patchwork group of offensive linemen. Yeah. Is this when we start seeing a little bit of the run? Uh, maybe, you know. I hope not for the Cowboys' sake because I want those guys sitting there for teams to want to come get. Yeah. Is, is, all right, this, is this too early for DJ for Humphreys from, from, from Florida? Here? No. I, we're gonna because see. you would take Pete. I, well, I would, yes. But we're going to see these offensive linemen go quickly because in a draft like this where we don't have those no-brainer elite guys at the top – there's going to be a lot of uh, similar players. You know, the guy you get at 10 is going to be very similar to the guy you get at 25. And, and so if, if Humphreys goes here or if he goes in the 20s, it's not that really big of a jump talent-wise. So would not shock me at all if we see Humph- or Humphreys this early. We got a fan here who is from Hungary. Oh, wow. 3 a.m. local time. Thank you so and much. If you're, well, if you're listening to us from a cool place, tweet at me and, and I'll shout you out. And, like, I'm talking not – uh, you know Dallas somewhere. You know, give me give give me something impressive. Yeah, because that's pretty cool. If you're watching the draft show from Hungary, yeah. So, it, uh, real quick, Bill, to answer a Twitter question, uh, uh, Cowboy Five Man, he's asked any feeling that the Rams would trade out of this position. That's what I was going to say. We haven't seen a draft, or we haven't seen a trade yet. It's it's time we start talking about uh, trades and what's going to happen here. It, trades are you know, inevitable. Les Snead likes happen. to move. He Les does. Snead's oh, a yeah. big mover now. Absolutely, he's done it in the past, and he'll do it again if uh, if the right deal comes around. Who could someone who be trading him? Yeah, who behind him would someone want? looking for Todd Gurley? Yeah, Miami. Who? Oh, it, it's not too early for Todd Gurley. Devontae Parker oh, still man. out there. Well, see if you worried about if you worried about. Can they just leave Todd Gurley alone? See, it, Miami would be the one team that would probably take Gurley Pick at 14. In. Okay, pick's already in, so we'll see what that – but, yeah. Maybe we're not going to get any trades. At some point, we'll have a trade. <laughs> at some point. May not be the well, first Let day, me ask you but... this, though. Could and, and I'm looking at their team needs. Could they take a runner? I mean, St. Louis, we talked about – I like they have Trey Mason. They drafted Trey Mason. You think they would go and running back? He, he, he was not bad, to quote Maybe. you. He was a second-round pick? Second round, I think but third. how about, like yeah, a, third how about a bell cow guy? I mean, is that – would that be – I mean, you talk about Mason, is Reynolds, Cunningham, where it was a guy that was mentioned. I'd be interested to hear what Kurt Warner's saying right now. I bet you he knows what's going on, former St. <laughs> Louis Ram guy. But, yeah, I you know, this is a team, though could, – could, could this be the we don't – you know, we're we're looking at a position like the offensive line, right. but they're really not very good at running back, or they're not good at another. I mean, there's and a certain point. So many wide receivers in the past. That's what I'm right? saying. I, I'm, there's a certain point I think for every team where you feel like a, a talent like Todd Gurley is worth it. It doesn't matter who else is on your roster. Sure, yeah. It doesn't matter what your depth chart looks like. There is a point for every single team where you know what Todd Gurley looks awfully tempting right here. And for the Rams, that could would be Todd here. Gurley be the best player on your board? Right now, talent-wise, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. So you would have no problem taking Todd Gurley right now. 
Well, if, but if you're the Rams, you look at what they've invested in the in the position before with Trey Mason last year. Who yeah. had an, but is Trey Mason got, anything? I mean, is that he got better? Spe- he got better down the stretch. I mean, he's not. Is he Cunningham? a guy? Well, here's the other thing: is since they have Trey Mason, they have some other backs. If Gurley's not ready at the start of the season, they can they, they can, can, can buy yeah, for can, a little yeah, bit. Very good point. And uh, and that's the the other thing. I'm is not betting against Gurley that Gurley guy. I'm years. not betting against him. I'm not betting against him at all. I think I think he's going to be <laughs> ready. Remember to play. that once upon a time they had Steven Jackson in St. Louis for years and years of bell cow back. Yeah, right. Could have been a Dallas Cowboy. Todd Gurley. He <laughs> hey, changes don't your offense. <laughs> he oh, Julius Jones. Yeah. <laughs> he Gurley changes your offense. I mean, he brings a different identity. Uh, he makes defensive coordinators really, really game plan for what you're going to do. Les Snead is an SEC guy, by the way, too. Auburn went to school at Auburn. That's Auburn Tiger. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, which very is why true. Trey He's Mason t- and he there. took and he took he took <laughs> Robinson last year. The yeah. tackle, who by the way so, yeah. is still penciled in as the left tackle there. Yeah, does he and, project and that, a guard down the road or? Let's see. The glaring need at right tackle, need a starter, overall depth at position. Have visited all the top tackles. Yeah, yeah. so Barksdale, Washington listed as their right tackle. Right, yeah. Barksdale was a starting tackle last year. He has not been resigned. I tell you, there's somewhere Nick Foles is. He's wondering, am I going to get a blocker here? Am I going to uh, am I going to get a runner should, here? If he has any consultation with Sam Bradford, he he will say, <laughs> yeah. give me an offensive line. I, I just wouldn't be surprised if if. Les Snead and Jeff Fisher just go off the reservation here. I, yeah. I really, I mean, I did. What, I, what constitutes going off the reservation? We don't have him taking a runner. Here's, yeah. I mean, we don't have, but th- Les Snead, an SEC guy. We'll see. This would be the first wow of the draft if it happens. But you like the player. No question. You ready? Just didn't predict this fit. With the 10th pick in the 2015 NFL draft, the St. Louis Rams select Todd Gurley. There it is. There it is. Running back, Georgia. Todd Look at Gurley. your smile. Look at that smile. You, Les Snead is an SEC guy. He and is? you said he was one of your best players on the board. Les Snead's Auburn team is the – Face – I mean, they hurt the, the, the guy. The defense that knocked him out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, the reason he won't be on the field to start the season probably. We had a lot of conversation about the Cowboys and running backs in yeah. this draft. How much uh, – did you have Todd Gurley over the Melvin Gordons, Tevin it, it, it was it, it was tier tier alone by himself. Right, Bill. Uh, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to say Leonard Williams, Dante Fowler, Todd Gurley. My top three players on my on my. Hard fifth. to argue. Yeah, that was my. And top there can three. be can no like, second guessing from a Cowboys perspective. There's no way that the Cowboys not, could trade from 27 even. to 10. But can we just have a moment and think <laughs> about what could have been with I'm, Todd Gurley? Uh, it would have been fun. Let man. it go. It would have been fun. And that yeah. song, Let It Go. <sighs> but so, see, that's what I'm saying, though. To me, when you start thinking about Les Snead, the wild, the wild card, it's just who is the best player? Well, and it, Yeah, it goes back to what I was saying about at some point for every team, Todd Gurley's worth it. Yeah. You know, he's, he's just he's the best talent. It doesn't matter who else is on your roster. At some point, you feel comfortable making that pick. It, it, man, I, that's a pretty dynamite, that, that's a pretty that dynamite backfield. Yeah, that, that right. NFC West. And hey, uh, hey with against you better, those you defenses, better have a back. Yeah, against exactly. those defenses, yeah. you, you, you better have a back. Right. Yeah, you and, better have uh, a back. With Minnesota on the uh, clock now, so this is the highest a running back has gone since Trent Richardson. Is that right? That's correct. Number yeah. yeah. three overall. Yeah. So wow. Well, that be that puts. Uh, let's see who goes on the clock. There's no Minnesota. Trent Richardson in Todd Gurley's future. No, no. you hope not. <laughs> I, but I we didn't think Trent Richardson was in Trent Richardson's future. So that's right. Trey Wayne's. Yeah, I, this one to me is a no-brainer. Zimmer going with a cornerback. He's going to well, know he wants field it. Well, let me ask you this. That's though. kind of about, been the now, one. Bridgewater sitting there lobbying for Devontae Parker. This is, this is where we, I think we talk that, trade. That is, that is, 
<laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. This is, but I think this what is what about we, Dupree though? What about Bud yeah, we Dupree? talked about him? You yeah. know, we got a Anthony Barr Dupree last with year. Anthony Barr. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's great for me. Keep keep the cornerbacks on the board. I don't want people taking cornerbacks because I want the Cowboys to take a defensive end, corner, wide receiver. Top three needs for the Vikings. There you go. I, I mean, how much clout does Teddy Bridgewater have? Do you think he could pull that off? Like Tony Romo could walk in there and be like, Get he is me this praying guy. today that they don't trade that runner. He's praying oh, right now. I, that's done, right? Yeah. We're not. Uh, if you're the Vikings, are you still going to make calls? Todd Gurley just went off the board I in front of you. I think the Vikings are the one making calls. I think it's the other teams. i tell you what, so, the Rams just took Gurley off the board in front of them, though. If the Vikings were interested in saying, we'll move. That's a great it, point. Maybe, you know, there, maybe the there's Vikings like some would not take Melvin Gordon. Not at right. 11, no, huh? No. Maybe you trade back? Trade back. I, I think that you've got to consider Bud Dupree here. I, I, I mean, yeah. or, or well, Waynes. Or Waynes. I've had Waynes all along, but Agreed. again, the defense, again, Zimmer, pressure, give me those guys. And they have signed Mike Wallace in free agency. And Terrence Newman. Uh, he's about 45 years old, but that's. <laughs> hey! I mean, no. Zach Stacy still with the Rams, too? He's not a bad player. Yep, yeah. Yep. He is still. He's, Let it go. He's not a cowboy. I know. I know. <laughs> and by the way, uh, still, well, we're still showing us because they're they, all SEC running. They have not uh, uncovered the war <laughs> yeah. room. So if you're tuning in for that, it's still uh, all of our mugs on on the show right now, trying to uh, get you through this. But uh, looking at the war room cam, they still have the uh, the tarp down on it. And as soon as that. Uh, That's a piece of paper, Brian. It's not a tarp. Well, as soon as it gets gets lifted, uh, then we will go directly in there. They have a piece of notebook paper over it. Real quick, and I'll I'll leave it alone. I don't want to dominate it. But since I said what I said about people listening in weird places, shouts out to the Netherlands, Sweden, Madrid, Leeds, London, uh, Australia. We got a Bangkok, Thailand, too. Bangkok, Thailand, uh, and everybody in the U.S. I've gotten Honolulu, I've gotten Wisconsin, I've gotten San Diego. You guys are awesome. Way to go. All along, though, sorry to interrupt you, Bill. It's pick his in, but Wayne's all along, though. We've felt like it's going to be a corner here. I mean, haven't we? That's been, I'd say the two that are, I mean, you hear Wayne's to Minnesota and you hear Danny Shelton to Cleveland, which is back to back right here. And I'd feel like those picks have barely changed. It's been every time you look at their depth chart and Terrence Newman is penciled in as a corner. Yeah, every every time you look at, every time you've looked at a depth chart that somebody at CBS has done, you know, we didn't do any of the the big depth chart, or or, excuse me, uh, mock drafts. But every time it was Waynes. Everybody had Waynes mm-hmm. going at this spot right here. And, and the Vikings have shown a lot of interest in Waynes. They worked him out. They're at his pro day. I mean, they, they've really done a lot of work on him. But just to give you a little bit of an idea, let me look at some of the other corners. Jalen Collins was a guy that they visited. Uh, let's see who else. Waynes was a guy they visited coming up the board. Uh, Marcus Peters was a potential first-round guy that they visited as well. It's something else to consider. I, I, Playing in Minnesota, you have to be able to play in cold weather. Yeah. Okay. And Especially now. Well, one more year. One, one more year. It's but a, but you go to Green Bay, you go to Chicago. Exactly, in that division, and right. And he understands. That's a, he that's a great up, point. He grew up in Wisconsin. That's a good point. Went to Michigan State. He's a Big Ten player. He knows what it's like to play in that The that mistake we cold. made in Green Bay with Terrell Buckley a long time ago mm. in 1992 yeah, with Troy Vinson on the board. We took a player that wasn't used to playing in cold weather at Florida State. Of yeah, course. don't don't take any kids out of the U if you're in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, but this this seems like to me initially we said it was it was Wayne's. I mean, I, yep. I, I, that, I that's really been the it makes sense. It's it's uh, talking about one of the best players available at that point. It all things point to this. Describe the player. 
you're tall, lanky, a little, a little leaner than you want, but uh, he uses his length well. He's tough. He'll hit you at the line of scrimmage. He loves to jam. Um, and he's he's, he's fast. strong too. He is. Being, he, yeah. He's fast. He he knows he's fast too. Because he'll leave a little bit of a cushion because he knows he can make it up. Boy, and you so, see him at the combine at forty. Well, you could. He was flying. I tell you what, we watched it in the in the in the in, the, in the, our office there, and uh, the commissioner's going to the podium now. But yeah, that it was that, easy speed. That, that was easy. With speed. the eleventh pick in the two thousand fifteen NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Trey Wayne. Yeah, there we go. Nice. It's not a big surprise. Michigan Back on track. Yeah. Trey Waynes out of Michigan State, six foot, one hundred eighty-six pounder, is a Minnesota Viking. The team with Xavier Rhodes, their other corner. I'm shocked that we have not seen a trade yet. Shocked. Cleveland is up. Cleveland with Speaking two picks trades. here, twelve and nineteen coming up. Hey Brian, you've been there before. Do you think the Miami Dolphins are just pissed off right now? I would have thrown my pin by now. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I would have thrown my pin. Yeah, and, and I, I think that to me though. There's still some outstanding players on the board. Oh, of course. I mean, and, you're but, picking but, 14. You got a chance. But, you, to get but you're in the middle there. of the board. You're a little bit at the the, the guy the, that the you really were probably set on just got taken out from under you. Right. So yeah, I, I think you have to be a little bit of a uh, a little upset by that. But you know, hey, you, you, you know, you, you just take the next guy there and, and go and, and go that route. Uh, for those who are unable to watch on television as they listen online, let me recap what's happened so far as we are through 11 picks. Tampa Bay took Jameis Winston, quarterback Florida State, Tennessee, Marcus Mariota, quarterback Oregon. Jacksonville at number three took Dante Fowler. Number four, Oakland took Amari Cooper, the wide receiver from Alabama. Brandon Scherf, tackle or guard from Iowa, <laughs> went to Washington One of those at number five. Line. Leonard Williams, number six to the Jets, the defensive tackle out of of USC. He can play anywhere along the defensive yeah. line. Kevin White, wide receiver, West Virginia to Chicago at seven. Atlanta at eight. Pick Vic Beasley from Clemson. Giants at nine. Eric Flowers, the tackle from Miami. Tide Gurley, running back Georgia to St. Louis. And Minnesota, Trey Waynes out of Michigan State, the cornerback. Now it's Cleveland. Great point, though, about Waynes and being a, a Midwest kid and right. living in those conditions and knowing how to play outdoors. I think that really is a, a, a great point about it's Speaking of Midwest, Browns are up. Cleveland. Yeah. You're an Ohio guy. <sighs> I am. This is your this is your team. And disappointment the last couple of years. Unfortunately. A couple years. Well, I'm just talking about last year's draft, not really fruitful like so when you have two the picks. Twenty eight years I've been on this earth. Yeah. Um okay, and we know they need defense. Danny Dave, was ta- Danny, Dave was talking about Danny Shelton here. I mean there's two What'd you see at Danny Shelton at the senior bowl? Remember, remember oh, yeah, he was one of the stars of the Senior Bowl. I mean, he was one of the big names going in there. It's just it's funny because, I mean, there's been there's two lines of logic, and it's either that Cleveland does something crazy to go get Marcus Mariota, which they have not done, or they take Danny Shelton at 12. I mean, those are the two. If you're the, in. If you're the Browns, you're sitting here at Devontae Parker still on the board. You have a chance to get a potential number one have, receiver. don't have Josh Gordon. Uh, Dwayne Bowe is not enough for me to pass on a, re- a receiver. Uh, but Danny Shelton, he's that two-gapping nose tackle, perfect fit for Mike Pettin's defense. Yeah. I can't see him passing. You get a guy like that, like to me, you like keep him. keep hearing the Vince Wilfork This guy controls the middle. Exactly. I mean, he you watch him, and that's down the line. He's not this big slug. He's he plays sideline to sidelines. He can blow up the field. And mm-hmm. this is, I mean, this is a Rex Ryan disciple. I have a hard time believing they're not going to take Shelton. Yeah. You I think I, Shelton? I, I, I would not. I would not. Say I, I don't think he, the fact that they got to pick seven picks later. 
Yeah. I mean, you could you could have a little you, you could, could get your boy Jalen Strong, yeah, you could get, could. you know, I mean, you could you get want a, a weapon. But you got to do something in the middle of this defense though. Yeah. You, you do. know. And correct. He, Worst run defense in the league in 2014, correct? Oh yeah, it was yeah. bad. It I'm, was bad. Le'Veon no. Bell running all over that front seven. No yeah. brainer. No yeah. brainer. In that in that division too. Yeah. Oh, you got to play. I mean, you got to play Bell. You got to play Hill and Bernard. You got to play playing um, in bad weather. But you can't rule out Bud Dupree as well. I think that's another name they've looked at. Uh, They need a pass rusher. Mingo hasn't exactly been that pass rusher they've been looking for. So uh, those three names, Devontae Parker, Bud Dupree, Danny Shelton. But again, we keep going back to Danny Shelton. That nose tackle. um, We talk about some nose tackles that have been taken early in the past. Guys like B.J. Raji, Vince Wilfolk. I I think... uh, you know, Shelton's more along the lines of the, more athletic. Yeah, I think for exactly. a for a big man, what what the measurables, Bill? Do you it, the forty time throw it out? I don't yeah, care. I yeah. don't care what the forty time is. I, I've seen him make plays outside outside the hashes, but I, I know he can push the pocket. I know he can hold up. He, he was a three down player for the Huskies. He played. He never came off the field. Another, Dave, you're right about that. They were the last team in, in the rush defense in 2014. Yeah. Uh, from a scouting standpoint, I've heard some people, I think Pat Kerwin talks about the explosion number, yeah. which is you combine the bench reps with the vertical, with the broad. And uh, if you have an over a 70 total of those those numbers there, then you typically win at the line of scrimmage. That's the way Kerwin puts it anyway. 34 bench reps. Plus a thirty and a half vertical, plus a seven eleven broad jump equals seventy one, and so he wins at the line of scrimmage. Danny Shelton. Yeah, it just makes too much sense for a team that needs. Uh, again, they they talk about uh, talk about outside linebacker rushers, interior defensive line, offensive line, as well as the three needs uh, I, for, I, the, for the Browns. I dogged on the U earlier, Washington. You got studs all over your defense. Where's the where are the results? I mean, you got Shelton, Pete. Well, did you watch Jack, the offensive they kick, tape? They kicked Peters off the team. For I guess that's yeah. True. Did you watch yeah. the offensive tape of them playing? I don't believe I did. Yeah, no. that's that, why. No, that's why. Just nobody yeah, worth a damn. That's, that's why. Jake Locker. You, where you are don't you? play. If you, you, that's funny though, in the Pac-12 though, really nobody plays defense. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm throwing somebody out. I'm just but always off a lot of West Yeah, but right it, it seemed like to me that the that the, the, the you lot know, of sometimes those spread offenses it can neutralize talent on a defense. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I, 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 again, I just don't feel like that. The that this uh, any any other pick than than Shelton. I just don't see. I mean, it, it could be Dupree, you know, an outside linebacker that that is a it's rusher. Just, and, I mean, and that's I feel that's why he's been there. In like maybe every they mock, think Dupree's going to be there at nineteen. With the way things are sliding in this board. Who, who has, this is sort of like the Ware versus Marcus Spears debate from 2005. Which which player has a better chance of being there? In that case, it was Ware went at 11, Spears at 20. There was some person in the room who thought Spears should be the pick at 11 and oh, that Ware would be, yeah. later. He's right? sitting right now in Florida. Who that person yeah, was. Yeah, Bill Parcells. <laughs> sitting somewhere. Parcells. Looks like the pick's in there, there guys. Go. There's a team down in my hometown that can With use a bunch of pick in the 2015 NFL draft. The Cleveland Browns select Danny Shelton. Yeah, there you go. I just it just made too much it's, sense. Yeah, it did. I tell you what, I, I don't think I've ever had a be- better start in my mock draft. 
You're so yeah. proud about I your am. mock draft. I, I am, and I don't care. I really don't care. Eight <laughs> of 12? I'll take well, that. Well, Forbes yeah. Magazine said they need to follow you on Twitter, this too, is, right? This is how he makes Forbes his... Did? Oh, Forbes Magazine really? said he's one of the hey. 23 best Twitter followers during the NFL I don't know draft. Really? I didn't see it. This is how the man makes his money. You go to his house and it's framed Oh, he is so proud. He goes, hey, he goes, oh, my life could end now, and Forbes Magazine said I'm I'm quitting now. I'm done. This is my last draft. There's another list. There's another list you really want to be on from Forbes, though. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I always thought the it was my Jerry first Jones million. On, yeah. Yeah. If I put 10 months into putting this big thing together, I'd be pretty proud yeah. of myself. No, too. we're happy to have you here, Dane. No Dane Brugler, CBS Sports, and the draft show, Brian Broaddus, David Hellman. I'm Bill Jones, and uh, we are now to pick number 13, the you, New Orleans Saints, one or two in the first. Well, hometown boy, let's get it. What do you I, got? I mean, I Grant, I spend all my time covering the Cowboys, yeah. so I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm an expert about the Saints, but I know they need it. You've seen them play? They need an edge rusher. Ah. And we were just talking about one who's sitting there. Uh, Dupree. You know, honestly, I thought Lyle Collins to the Saints was a really good bet until all of that unfortunateness came up in his way. I don't think that's a word. I was, I was, that's, that's not. That's, that's not something that I would say. Uh, so when you take that, I mean, they need O-line. It's a good word, though. They, I, like, I might use it later on. <laughs> they need O-line. They need a pass rusher. They could use a weapon for Drew Brees to play with now that Jimmy Graham is gone. And they, they also traded away Kenny Stills. Yes, yes. And they have a lot of picks to address all that with. They got two in this round. They got two in the third. So they, I think they pick five times in the first 80 picks, which yep. is not bad. And so we, we know they're taking Bryce Petty at 31. So if I we, mean, yeah. <laughs> it's a defense here. Uh, is that where we're looking? Any chance at a Devontae Parker offense, or you think strictly defense? I think it could be. I think it could be Parker. There's a big, there's a big heavy defensive coordinator in there that's fighting for a, a rusher. I mean, I'm, an outside linebacker is, yeah. rusher. You got Drew Brees. I think he can. I mean, he can make it work. He won a Super Bowl with Devery Henderson, Robert Meacham, and Jeremy Shockey. Quick question, though, off our uh, off at the uh, the draft show uh, page, uh, Sarah wants to know: Do you think that that Gordon is now going to go sooner because of Gurley being picked so high? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it really changes anything. I think there's a handful of teams that want a running back in the first round, and. Uh, I mean, we're. I think you know, your Miami is a spot. San Diego is a spot. We always thought those were spots where running backs could go. And then you talk Arizona, about Arizona, Arizona, and Detroit in the twenties. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it really Baltimore changes. Baltimore's another one right before Dallas. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to change their game plan based on when Gurley went because I think everybody assumed Gurley was going to go. All right, back in that room, the draft room, which we cannot look into what's, right now. What's the deal, is, guys? Is Gordon, the guy. If there was a running back that they would consider in the first round, is Gordon the guy? Yeah, you think? I think so too. I yes. mean, are, are we getting to a point in time where uh, we we threw out some ideas on the draft show about would you be willing to go up and maybe. Maybe some people, maybe going up might not more, be. We got a lot of few more picks. Yeah, but happen. maybe going up might not be as expensive now. Maybe there's a few more guys that are starting to fall down the board that teams are saying, you know what, I'm willing to go back a little bit. How and high they, are you willing to go? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, think he's got to. In order for me to even start thinking about a trade, I think he's got to fall past San Diego at 17. Yeah. Which is not, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. The, uh, the Saints. When we talked about them, let's focus. Oh, their though. pick is in for whatever. That's okay, worth. well, what about though uh, on the offensive side of the ball? They need a lineman. They need a receiver. tackle, tight end. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I think they need a guard. They they let go of uh, Ben Grubbs. They sent him. They traded him to Kansas City. Yep. Yeah, free agency. Can you pass on a talent like Devontae Parker? Which I mean, and there's Parker. I don't think a tackle would be bad either. They got Zach Streif, who's getting up there. He's getting long in the tooth. 
Uh, Teron Armstead is their left tackle, I think. The guard would definitely be needed. They talked about uh, that's I I thought outside would... rusher. We talked about yeah. we talked about receiver. Talked about tight end as well. I don't think they. I think they like the guys they have on the roster at tight end. Honestly, I mean, really? not enough that they're going to draft Max Williams. Could they? Could they? Could they wow you with something that? Again, this is to me. Sean Payton's kind of a little bit yeah. of a loose. Oh, he loves loose to do guy. crazy oh, stuff. He yeah. likes to take guys that nobody's ever heard of. That's his favorite. Well, not thing take in the world. somebody, but I mean, because we're in the first round, yeah, though. I know. But I'm, you mentioned offensive tackle. Wouldn't surprise me. Keep in mind, in the first round last year, they took a wide receiver in Brandon, Brandon. Cooks. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, true. they have Cooks, Colston. And boy, did Mannion uh, miss him watching Ingram. that tape? Yeah. Holy smokes! I, I just. <laughs> Bud Dupree seems very much a pick here. Mm-hmm. I would, it wouldn't surprise but, but it wouldn't be surprised if something wild happened no. with them. Not it really wouldn't. I, I mean, they, what about Randy Gregory? And, and by the way, what they have Ooh. at outside linebacker yeah. in New Orleans is Anthony Spencer, of yeah. course, and Junior moving, Gallette. Moving back to his so old position. So I would position. say Bud Dupree is a pick here. I'm not I'm counting just, on Anthony Spencer to be much of anything. I'm though. just saying this is a time when we start talking about Randy Gregory being a possibility. We knew he was going to probably fall out of that top mm-hmm. ten. Good point. But now we get to the middle part of the first round. Randy Gregory starts to maybe be worth it. And so I've never met. Don't rule him out. I've never met Rob Ryan, but he doesn't strike me as the type to care about. And Shane uh, Ray, red flags. What about Ray? That horse of a different color. What What do we? Do we think uh, probably the 20s is where we, we feel like Ray's going to be where do a you, possibility? Where do you feel best about Ray? 4-3 four, or 3-4? Three, 4-3. Four? Four, three. Yeah, to, to me, he's an end. That's kind of what know? I think, too, right. which is I don't really see him for the same. Gregory, you see standing up, being uh, right. loose, fluid, to Absolutely. play in space, where, where Ray, his best asset, first step, getting up the field, not someone necessarily you want in space, doesn't have that change of direction that you want. So I, I, How does Gregory compare to Vic Beasley? Bigger, longer. Um, Maybe you, you I don't see more. Uh, I don't think he wins the corner as much. Yeah, he doesn't have I that, Be- that Beasley, get off necessarily. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Gregory is he's he has a lot of what Beasley has athletically, just in a different body type. With Gregory, it comes down to how much weight can you put on him, and can he sustain that weight? Is it good weight? Is it uh, not only bulk but muscle, functional strength? So those are the questions, obviously. On the field. Now, off the field, we have other questions with Gregory. A lot of questions. Yeah. I, I just... Going back to Dupree. Um, we thought he a player that could go as high as six to the Jets. He's still on the board here at 13. You know, In a 3-4, he... Dupree, left side? I would rusher. say, yeah, I would say you could probably put him on the, on the left side and let mm-hmm. him go. Yeah. But but you got but you do have Anthony Spencer. Yeah, and Anthony Spencer, left side throughout Anthony his Spencer made here. a yeah made a Pro Bowl playing as a as a left outside uh, linebacker, Strong's linebacker here. So I I, I don't know. I mean I I just it, it, Rob Ryan <laughs> I think carries a big stick. Yeah, but I could also see Sean Payton basically saying, you know, you know Drew Brees. Drew Brees has been very vocal about losing. Offensive players. Yeah, am I am and I correct I mean, about that? I'm seeing a lot of Twitter chatter Looks that like maybe this, maybe Pete is the pick here. I'm not sure. Pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Andrus Pete. Steal at 13. Ah. So <laughs> can't Miami. believe he fell this far. Did you, did you, did you have block. him mocked to the Saints at 13? Uh no no not a chance not a chance not a chance not a chance I I did have him top ten though I had him ten to the Rams Brian not uh, a fan I I'm not 
I'm not, a, you know, but he was in my top 50. A second-round player for you, I, right? I had him as a second-round player. I, I think that the, the – the, Is he one of those soft Sanford tackles? Well, the, pro, the, the thing about him, outstanding getting away from the line. He, you, you could see the kick, the slide, the punch. You see that. The run-blocking stuff, I saw a guy that was heavy-legged, though, as far as run-blocking. I saw a guy that was on the ground a lot. I really wasn't, you know, the sustain. There's, there's Stanford offensive tackles and linemen that they would get in there, they get the hold of their guys, and they finish. I didn't see a great finisher here. That, that, that bothered me against some, uh, some really some good talent in the past in the, uh, in the Pac-12. And I just saw, but the pass blocking stuff when he could kick and get out, and it, he's got that link to, to hold guys off. But I worried about him in the running game being a strong point of attack that's that's interesting though i mean you just you brought mark ingram back he had a pro bowl year drew Brees, a lot like tony romo you probably figure you got a maximum of three or four more years to try to win with him you lose jimmy graham but now you've got a first round tackle and you got max unger who is not not bad not bad anchoring that offensive line so uh, i i don't i don't have a problem with it i I don't works for me and we're gonna see these tackles yeah you know we we, we've seen sheriff go five we saw Flowers go nine, and now we see uh, Pete go thirteen. So I had Humphreys as a better player in my mind, and as Humphreys was a second round player on my board as well. But I talked about Flowers, Humphrey, uh, Abuhi, and Pete were my second round offensive. Tackles. With Humphreys, he might have the best feet in this draft right, among right, offensive linemen. Right. With Pete, I, I see you know, and they're showing some stuff on NFL Network right now that it just does not look promising yeah. for Pete. It, it, Nate Orchard beat Nate him Orchard, up. Nate Orchard, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of bad tape out there on, on Pete, but again, I think you look at what he needs to work on. It's fixable to me. I, yeah. I, I really believe that he has what you can't teach with that that balance, that body control. Um, you have a lot to work with there. You know how these teams love bloodlines. His dad yeah. played in the NFL for a long time. We see this play. Well, here's D- uh, David Shaw, his coach, right. is uh, on the panel here on the NFL Network. And I'm sure David's uh, giving you a great insight here. We're trying to – I think Dane's done a nice job. I, I, He and I, that's one player, and there's several players. If, you, if you're a fan of the draft show, you know that we disagree on players. We've had guys that we've gone back. And I respect his opinion because what he's saying, though, he's right. They're fixable things but i just like to see a little bit better finish i would like to not see him on the ground sure. in the and it still it worries but, you a little but, bit. but i did compliment him on the past set yeah and getting to that point and you talked about the feet and he's going to get a lot of time to pass set in, in, in new orleans and obviously drew Brees uh, a little disappointed by what's going on you know, with losing some weapons, and they got to find a way to protect him now. He's, All right, we got uh, uh, two minutes left before the Dolphins pick here. He's in a spot, also a lot like we talk about with the tackle here. He's in a spot where he doesn't necessarily have to be the man right away, which is always, I think, good for uh, a developing player. Yeah. Um, with uh, the Miami, Todd Gurley's not there, so you kind of miss out on that. But Devontae Parker's there, and that's yeah. uh, that, that's a terrific. This is Parker, in my opinion. This oh, is it Parker. is Parker. You look at the needs. It's Parker. You know, well, they, acquired, they, they traded for Kenny Stills, and they signed Greg Jennings, but Jennings is they need, you know, next this to is, over the hill. This guy, Parker, is, is Des Bryant when he catches mm-hmm. the ball. He's a big man. He takes it. Okay, we're, oh, it looks like we're oh, going. Oh, we got movement. We got movement. We got move. We got draft room. draft room. We have here. war room. Hey, they Jerry. Know. Hey, Steven. Hey, Jason. So, as How's you can see, we'll go to it. 
And uh, finally, an hour. On. So Kent Garrison's giving me the thumbs up. It looks like we've got an hour and 40 minutes into the 2015 draft, and we have the feed. There you go. So uh, all principles. I did not realize. Like, people live for this thing. I've getting, been getting blown yeah. up on you Twitter. You mean they think that is more interesting to than us? Than I us. know. I don't understand. They like your tie, though, Do you Bill. See the, <laughs> you see my color combo here? Yeah. Come <laughs> I on. You can see it now. So that, that's uh, Charlotte Jones, Anderson to the far left on the screen. Of course, Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones, Stevie Jones. Now, Will McClay. Will McClay just took a seat. And, and, uh, yeah. You also got Rich Dalrymple in the yeah, back. Which exactly. You're not going to be able to see anything. I didn't know this until recently. Uh, this this room behind them is Chris Hall's office, right. which he he basically is the head of college scouting. Yeah, as you're looking at it, that's where the, the, the phone is for the back to Robert Blackwell in New York. So, uh, they will they will talk to Chris. They will yell from the table in through that hallway that where you see the window. Chris has his uh, shades drawn right there. But they yell to him and tell him the pick, and then he conveys it uh, to Robert Blackwell, uh, who then uh, t- turns the card in. So it looks like that and they uh, that the Dolphins do have their pick. And we've talked about this all along, though. We think it's Devontae Parker here, right? I, I see AJ Green. I see a player that plays above the rim. He can help you at all levels of the field. Um, he, Man. he, he's not AJ Green. He's, but he's a notch below. He's that type of style of receiver. And for the Dolphins, you lose Mike Wallace, you lose Brian Hartline, you gain Kenny Stills, you gain Greg Jennings, but you still need that number one guy, Devontae Parker's it. That is a pretty sexy receiver core. If they do in fact take Devontae Parker, I mean, you got him at the one. Stills is your deep threat. Jarvis Landry doing a little bit of everything inside and outside. Best hands ever. I think this don't have a really great running back, but this was my sixth best player on on my top fifty. Wow! I I, again, I I I just saw Des Bryant in the open field. If if this is the pick, and you know, and Tannehill hits him on the move, you're going to see a guy that's going to run. He's going to make life miserable. He's like the Randy Moss, just points up. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's yeah, it's like it's just down the field. It's it's running those inside routes. It's running slants. It's making tough plays. Kid plays with a chip on, and he's a big guy. Yeah, he is six, a big guy. Six two, you know. I mean, he's six three. I mean, six two and a half. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, two ten. Uh, yeah, thirty three over thirty three inch arms. I, I think the Dolphins, if they, again, he if this skies is, over eighty five percent of the corners. If in this the is a pick, if this is their pick, though, they they did they got somebody that will go that will help their quarterback. He and, scores touchdowns. Yeah, he had a touchdown on every four point seven catches. Wow. in his career at wow. Louisville, that's a great. That's stat. an outstanding ratio. That helps that's with a, Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback too. Yeah. Well, what about two? And they also brought in Nelson Aguiar. Now, again, I'm just uh, talking about uh, receivers that you know we've uh, they've uh, uh, that they've looked at. But we we've been all along, though. I'm just telling you, though, that Aguiar is on a lot of boards. Could be a late one, though, couldn't he, Dane? Four, yeah, fourteen's rich, right? Aguilar. Yeah, that's, but they, that's but, actually rich. Yeah, right. but I didn't think they were going to take. Uh, I didn't think they would take Pete at thirteen. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if it yeah. were up to you, Pete would be going like thirty nine. Yeah, that's so. okay. That's all right. But Devontae <sighs> Parker, though, I, I, I just love this guy. That's, I mean, if you're, and I, I mean, the Dolphins are believers in Ryan Tannehill. So, yeah. So, I mean, load them up. Need weapons. Load them up. You know, you need weapons. Yeah. And we get to, all these players, are, so, we, we're going to see this guy next year. Have to go see that. That's a great point. Have to go see back to back, back to back. Yeah. Jameis and Jameis Evans, and then, and then Tannehill and Parker. Yeah. Let's go. Oh. So Let's no go. Melvin Gordon Ooh. for them. 
Yeah, but the, 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 the highest rated players on my board, like I could say, were uh, Kevin Johnson, Bud Dupree, Byron Johnson. I mean, yeah, they, they're down to uh, – this This has got to be. Uh, they just they need a receiver. They need somebody. It looks like to me – let's see if the commissioner, in fact, is going to the podium. That's just – that draft time, that, that, that thing is cool like in uh, – they said they had 79,000 applicants to get in there. Here it goes. Wow. The commissioner on the call. With the 14th pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Devontae Parker. Yeah. There you go. Wide receiver, Louisville. Devontae Parker out of Louisville, 6'3", 209. I got you. Okay, yeah, uh, you know, we uh, I could say we uh, Parker's a guy absolutely love him, and then find a way to uh, uh, you know use him. He's going to help this receiver, uh, help this quarterback a ton. So yeah, outstanding pick. We take a little break here for a minute or so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We got sounds good. It, you know, it, it looks we got, like uh, San Francisco up next, the fifteenth pick, followed by Houston. We are still thirteen picks away from the Cowboys at twenty-seven. Okay, so we'll take a little break, and we'll be right back after this. Introducing AT and T rollover data. Your unused plan data automatically rolls over for one month. All Mobile Share Value plans now come with rollover data on the network with the nation's strongest LTE signal. AT and T mobilizing your world. AT and T reminds you to never text and drive. It can wait. Available only with AT&T Mobile Share Value Plans. Rollover data automatically expires after one month or with any plan change. Other restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash rollover data for details. Signal strength claim based only on average LTE signal strength for national carriers. Before Jenny met her new nephew, Wyatt, before she drove from Dallas to Marfa, and before she picked up a one-man rodeo onesie down the street from her studio in the village, Jenny got 1% back on tires. 2% back on snacks, and 3% back on gas using her Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. So Jenny got ready to do what she loved with cash rewards she liked. That's the power of the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. That's Bank of America. Life's better when we're connected. With the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card, you can earn 1% cash back on all purchases all the time. 2% cash back on groceries and 3% cash back on gas. Apply today at bankofamerica.com slash get cash back. Grocery and gas bonus rewards apply to 1500 in combined purchases each quarter. Call 1-888-224-8735 for details about credit costs and terms. Copyright 2013 Bank of America Corporation. I'm former Dallas Cowboy Everson Walls. As a four-time Pro Bowl player, I know the determination and will it takes to win. That's why when you've been hurt or injured in an accident, you need to call attorney Domingo Garcia. I've known Domingo since high school. When you need a Tejano tough attorney, call Domingo Garcia. 1-800-LEY-9999. That's 1-800-LEY-9999. I'm Domingo Garcia. Call us now for a free consultation. 1-800-LEY-9999. This is continuing coverage of the 2015 NFL Draft on DallasCowboys.com. And we are back on the draft show here on DallasCowboys.com. Bill Jones along with... Dane Brugler of CBS Sports and the Draft Show. And by the way, as you look live at the War Room and what's going on in there, which is nothing right now, Nick Eatman of DallasCowboys.com has joined us now. Nick, what do you think about the first half of the first round so far? It's kind of speeding up a little bit. It's uh, 
I, I wouldn't say there has been a lot of surprises, but uh, I think they're starting to come now. I'd I mean, say that a bit. we have our first surprise, really, with our first trade of the draft. Uh, the San Diego Chargers move up two spots, give up a fourth and a fifth Whew. to get that 15th pick uh, with the Niners. And we think this has got to be that other running back, right? You would think. It's- that's kind of surprising to me that they. I mean, I a fourth and a fifth isn't super super I think steep. They, they were worried about Houston at sixteen, possibly going Houston running back with Arian Foster. Yeah, and but he's Alfred getting... Blue and yeah, no, Alfred I mean, Blue. Hey, come on, <laughs> get out of here, LSU. <laughs> come on now. So yeah, I mean, I mean he, he's had injury problems. You got a, you got a point. So you know, this would be from an offensive standpoint. This would be if if Gordon does go off the board like you're suggesting. It, it seems like this would be one of those guys that the Cowboys could have traded up for. Exactly. And, you know, that now with Gurley and Gordon gone, I mean, there's probably not going to be a running back that they want to take at 27. I don't think so. I, I think this eliminates their first-round running back and here options. comes the commissioner with the Chargers selection. San Francisco 49ers have traded the 15th pick to the San Diego Chargers. With the 15th pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the San Diego Chargers select Melvin Gordon, running back, Wisconsin. So there are two running backs off the board now. Gurley went to St. Louis at 10, and now Melvin Gordon to San Diego at 15. How are you feeling about your bold prediction there, Dane? Which one? The one where you said they'd both be gone by 20. Oh, I guess I got one right. Yeah, <laughs> All right. There's one, one for five so far. Dane Brugler's gotten several things right so far in this so draft. Two two drafts where there wasn't a running back taken in the first round, and now you got them both off so, the board. By so two. on DallasCowboys.com, we have some yeah, that's, mock that's, drafts I mean, going. In my defense, I, di- I mocked Melvin Gordon to the Cowboys at 27. But you didn't believe it. In my analysis, I said I really don't even think the Cowboys are going to pick tonight. So maybe that can be my saving that's grace. True. I kind of went Always the other way cover around. Yourself. I well, went the other way around. I, I actually had them taking – a guy tomorrow. I mean, I don't know if Shaq Thompson will be. The oh, guy that's take. right. I that's like right. Shaq Thompson. But I also said eh, they could trade up for a guy like Gordon or Kevin Johnson. We were saying before you came on, if they were going to do a deal for Gordon, I think it would have you know, he would have had to have fallen to about at least eighteen or nineteen, and obviously that's not the case. I just think that the price is too steep. Let, let's clarify too, guys. I'm, I'm filling in just for a second. Brian Broad, this is doing some uh, uh, other radio. He's a duties. he's a man of many talents. Yeah, and so uh, he will be back shortly and uh, giving his analysis. But Dane, from just from a running back standpoint, from Melvin Gordon and and Gurley. How different do you think they are and, and, and from a, a talent level standpoint? I, I think we all agree that Todd Gurley was on a tier by himself in terms of running back talent in this class, but Melvin Gordon not far behind. And in a draft like this where we don't have those elite guys, talents like this are going to go high on the board. And so we haven't seen that running back two years in a row uh, go in the first round. This year we have two in the top 20 with Melvin Gordon. Production speaks for itself. Almost 2,600 yards last year. Uh, you just see it on 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 film. The the balance, the acceleration. It's elite. You see a little Jamal Charles there. Um, so Todd Gurley, an excellent, excellent player. But Melvin Gordon, a little different, not too far off. So the Chargers, they lost Ryan Matthews um, to free agency. Uh, now a Philadelphia Eagle. Melvin Gordon gives Philip Rivers in that offense a little bit of life. So now we go to what sixteen in Houston. Houston. This is all right. Safe to say the Cowboys now will not take a running back in the first round. I think that's a lock. Yeah, I I think you can bank that in. But 
this has the potential to be a really interesting. I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan trying to keep an eye on the best case scenario for your team, Houston and Kevin Johnson have a mighty strong uh, link there. I mean, you've been hearing it from a lot of places. We talked about it last or yesterday during the draft show when we talked about where's Kevin Johnson going to go. Mm-hmm. Sixteen was where I said I mean, that, look that's at- the first place where I'm worried he's going to come off the board if 16, you're a Cowboys. 16, 20, uh, 22. Yeah, absolutely. Now, they have been mocked at receivers for a, a lo- long time. You're the I can't say his name. Aguilar? Maybe? Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar. Right. I mean, he, he's a guy that, that's been thrown into the mix here. I, I think, think it's corner. We have to remember, too, Bud Dupree. Uh, that's a great point. He's still you, on the board. You probably didn't expect him to be here. No. And yeah. they, lost Brooks Reed. they lost Brooks They lost Brooks Reed. Whitney Merciless will be a free That's agent right. after this year. What he's a on the trading block. What a name. So you can't rule out Bud Dupree here. But I keep you know keep going back to Kevin Johnson. Uh, the Texans, they brought back Kareem uh, Jackson to a four-year deal. Jonathan Joseph, the other corner, he's going to be 32 years old next year. Wouldn't you hate to be a corner for Houston? You know, you just have to cover when, when Clowney and Watt are rushing the passer. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't sound bad. That doesn't I mean, It's sound a good bad. spot to, to get to. If, On the flip side, you do have Andrew Luck in your uh, division. But with, with those pass rushers, yeah, you have to, you and, have to feel good about and that. And Bortles. <laughs> That's very true. That's <laughs> very true. You could either be really happy about Bortles and Mariota or not so happy. And I guess Houston's we're pick out. is in. This is and I'm, we've spent so much time talking and prepping for the possibility of getting you know quote unquote wiped out, and this is where you could start to see it kind of okay, happen so, if you lose Kevin Johnson. So here. give me five or six cowboy, uh, five or six names the Cowboys were hoping would get to twenty seven that were reasonable outside of the obvious ones that weren't going to get there. Well, Kevin I, Johnson. That's, that's the tough. Is, that's the tough part. What's separating reasonable with you know what you were hoping for? Because Kevin right. Johnson, Malcolm Brown, you're hoping for, tackle. but not really reasonable. They'd be there at twenty seven. Right. Yeah, and you you look at the running backs. You'd love to see it. Not really reasonable. So it, yeah. it's it, it's it, it's a tough when you're picking at twenty seven. So late. So in the we first haven't round. seen one yet go off the board that was reasonably could get to twenty seven. I think that's fair to say. I think Kevin Johnson's probably that first guy. If he comes off the board here in the next few picks, whether that's Houston at sixteen, then we start Chiefs getting into that handful that the exactly. Cowboys had targeted. Right. Who are some other guys you think that the Cowboys have targeted there? And I guess Gregory would be one now. If, well, if let's indeed, talk about the pass rushers: yeah. Randy Gregory, Bud Dupree still on the board. Um, yep. Bud Dupree, I, I think you have to look at Cleveland at 19 is a possible scenario there. Uh, the 49ers who moved back from 15 to 17, uh, they could use an, another pass rusher. Uh, so with Bud Dupree, I don't don't think you feel good about him lasting to 27, but one of those names that maybe you didn't expect on the board here in the late teens. Where do you have uh, Oregon's Armstead? Where do you have him in this? Eric Armstead. He's, uh, you know, you thought about maybe the – to New Orleans at 13, you thought that was a possibility. Um, I like him in Houston. You like him in Houston? I think Kevin Johnson. I think they're pretty set there at that position. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we've said this before. O.C. Umanura and, and Tuck and Kiwanuka yeah. and Strahan were yeah. pretty set. And then that's all of right. a sudden, J.P.P. was pretty good. Yeah, so, pass right. rushers, you know, as what Parcells used to say about tight ends, keep them coming. <laughs> I use that in my day-to-day life so much. I, 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 I love it. It's, you know, it's at some favorite. point, guys, not, maybe not right now, but this is what people are seeing. I bet you there's a lot of people going, who is that guy? Yep. Who is he, this oh, guy? We were, yeah, absolutely. Have you all done this already? Not, I mean, not in a great – I mean, okay. Oh, that's Jason Garrett. Okay? If you didn't know who the big red guy was, that's Jason Garrett. 
Uh, the I, okay, so we got Charlotte Jones Anderson. That would be uh, Jerry's daughter and one of the executive vice presidents. Stephen Jones, obviously. Uh, this guy in the back that you're looking at, who's nobody seeing you point. By the way, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you appear to be reading something. That's Rich. We Dal- are. That's We're Rich Dalrymple, who is who is the Cowboys' head of public relations and is kind of Jerry's right hand man. That's um, one of the scouts, Drew Fabinich, that's walking walk in. And we mentioned, um, if you see a guy, he sits in the part of the screen that you can't see, but if you see a guy with surprisingly long hair, uh, that would be Chris Hall, who's the director of college scouting. That's his office behind the war room table right there. It's been there like 25 years. Yeah, no, uh, I interviewed him for a story earlier this spring. He started the year Emmett Smith was drafted. So wow. 25 years ago. He has been here for a Which, by the way, time. that is the draft that got me very interested in – researching draft hopefuls. Here's the commissioner with Houston's pick. With the 16th pick in the 2015 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select Kevin Johnson. There's one of the Cowboy targets right there. I think, you know, that we we talked about this being a a possible scenario where Houston has a need at corner. Kevin Johnson, uh, just a terrific player, a first-round talent. So it's, you hate to see it for, for Dallas, but Houston just got a heck of a and corner. In, it was in, looking at most people's big boards coming in mm-hmm. the last few days. It was not reasonable. Kevin it, Johnson was going to get to twenty-seven. It, it reminds me a lot of my first draft here, twenty thirteen, when Chance Warmack and Jonathan Cooper were the guys that everybody wanted to bolster that O line. And you know, the closer and closer it got to the draft, the more you just kind of saw the writing on the wall that that that's probably not a possibility. Same thing with Kevin Johnson. I mean, every mock you looked at have him had him off the board by twenty or twenty one, uh, which again maybe you could trade, but you're asking a, a big price to do that. Uh, so you know, not a huge surprise. Definitely, definitely disappointing for the guys in that room right there. If I had to guess. Um, and and another thing too is that you don't think that in ten spots or so, eleven spots, that you know, Byron Jones probably won't get get picked either. If that's another guy that the that, Cowboys right, absolutely, because he's right. probably the next corner that would go. Probably, you know. yeah. You're looking at uh, who's really looking at corner here? Philadelphia Philly, twenty, Pittsburgh. That, that's where Byron Jones makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shoot, if they if he gets past Philly and Pittsburgh, Baltimore needs a corner like nobody's well, And business. it goes back to what we discussed yesterday during the draft show about trade up options. We traded yeah. up to twenty one to get Ab- Kevin Johnson, and I would absolutely I would do it. And if if Byron Jones gets past twenty, Houston heard that. <laughs> you know so, what? That's we better we, hurry. We give these Sorry. things away that's with our, our fantastic access. That's what happens. What do you well, think, San Francisco? is going to do. And San Francisco's on the Coming clock now, next. having traded down from 15 to 17. Well, we're on Randy Gregory watch, where a pass rusher is yeah. possible. Bud Dupree's still available. Uh, keep it to the front seven, Eric Armstead. Uh, a, a five technique where, you know, we talk about the, the 49ers and front Justin seven. Smith is, is he retiring exactly. or is he not retiring? The front seven's yeah. aging. You're not getting any younger. So Eric Armstead has yeah. all the talent in the world. Wouldn't they? You would think they would want a linebacker if there was one that fit right here. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It, is there a linebacker they see that fits? That, all right, guys. I'm going to peace out, and Brian's coming back here. So it was fun to stop by. I'll come, probably come right, back soon. All right. Good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're going to need the break. DallasCowboys.com. You got Bill Jones, Dane Brugler, David Hellman. Brian brought us is headed in here. The pick is in for the San Francisco 49ers here to be followed by Kansas City. And again, San Francisco traded down from 15 with San Diego. San Diego took Melvin Gordon at 15. And Kevin Johnson to Houston and now San Francisco. And this is, we talked about this with Danny Shelton, just kind of being really logical, making a lot of sense. 
Armstead is kind of – you just hear about that a lot, especially like you mentioned with Justin Smith's future kind of being in limbo. Well, Jim Tom Sula – uh, the, he's an old the, NFL Europe yeah, guy. Yeah, too. old NFL Europe guy. Great guy, by the way. And, you know, he's got a great story. But to me, they need defensive linemen. I mean, that's something, you know, when you, when you talk, and Armstead, Dave, like you brought, that, that, I didn't put him on the Cowboy board. I didn't have him on my board because I thought he was a 3-4. A he's one of, he doesn't, he's, yeah, he doesn't, specific. he's scheme specific. He's going to be one of those guys that's going to play two-gap, talk about two-gap, extend, look inside, look outside, disengage, go get the football. Armstead is that type of guy. I, I, I think he is a perfect fit, in fact, if he's, uh, if, in, in fact, he's, he's the like, guy. If he fell to 27, I mean, I don't even know if the Cowboys would take him just because. No, I don't think so. It's, you know, and, it's just not a uh, you know, in San Francisco sitting there, they knew at 15 that Houston was not going to take Armstead at 16, so it was a very safe trade down for them, and they pick up a fourth and a fifth, if indeed Armstead is their guy here. And just a note, it's the longest we've gone the first round without a trade, uh, 14 picks in. Uh, so that's – I don't think anyone expected that. That that might be the the, fir- the first wow of this draft is the fact that we didn't have a trade the first 14 picks. All right. And the other big news for San Francisco this offseason, of course, is at the linebacker position with the retirement of – Patrick Willis, as well as Chris Borland, who was a third-round pick last year and played terrific at the end of the year last year. But inside linebacker in a 3-4 defense. There we go. Nope. Eric Armstead. Yep, there it is. Good job, Dave. Paying attention to the draft. I paid – I mean – you can see the when you start to see the same guy mocked by everybody on earth, and you can kind of see the writing on the wall. So Eric Armstead is a San Francisco 49er, and Kansas City is now on the clock at number 18, 10 picks away from the Cowboys. You know, what you have to think about here, guys, is Kevin Johnson, and I was overdoing radio with 105.3, and, and Dane, thank you for help because I called that. I just flat knew you knew you had some good intel on that. Houston. And, and I just said, Houston, this is Kevin Johnson. And sure H-Town. enough, it, it worked out great. We're starting to see these cornerbacks, though, go off the board here. We talked about, when you were away, we talked about how these corners are going to start coming off the board. And our scenario yesterday in the draft show when we traded up to 21 if Byron Jones starts to – is he still on the board there in the 20s? Is that someone you go up and get? Uh, how do you feel we're, about that? We're kind of – we're getting into territory where I'm not scared. I'm like I'm starting to feel confident that maybe they trade Let up. me ask you this. All right, we've, I know there's been a lot of talk about cornerbacks. Yeah. You hear Jason Garrett talk about the cornerstone of the team is the offensive line, defensive line. How much do you think that they really – if they map out how they work the strategy on this draft, they're looking at – First go defensive front seven, preferably front front four, then second round running back, then third round corner, because the depth of the cornerback position might be greater and the running back position. That's how that I matter. mocked it myself today. I, 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 I took Gregory, and then I turned around and, and drafted a, a, a corner. I actually went safety instead and then went. Which safety? Right, Took the took the kid from Arizona State. Randall. Yeah, but see, the thing about it is, I think you're going to have to go get Randall. I, I think Randall's, we might hear his name today. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's I, possible. See, Take that's what I'm in. saying. I, I thought, you know, you're going to. I put him in that round because yes, you got to go get this guy. But we're starting to see these corners again. And where's where does Peters fall in your mind here? 
Is he more talented than Jones? And with John Dorsey, I used to work with John Dorsey. John John likes those kind of those guys and hey, that play a little on the edge. Exactly. And we talk about Marcus Peters being brash and cocky. Yeah. That's not the worst thing that the qualities to have in a corner. Bring that on. But you what have to, as long as you're comfortable with him on the sidelines, off the field, being coachable. This is the center from from Florida State, right? No, no, the the uh, Kansas City. Oh yeah, can't, well it could, be, it could be it could be it could be Irvin. It could. I, that's I think another that's one. Irving. I, I can see convert to center. But Kansas City to me, they, they, that's secondary. You know, I, I and you, and you did a mock with with Irvin yesterday yep. where he was there, where Irvin was was, was the pick, yeah. and that's not that's not bad. But I'm starting to wonder about now where does Peters, where does Jones? Because as soon as as soon as Johnson went, I was like. You know, and check, I mean, if you're if you're watching the feed here, Jerry Jones has got a pencil and he's fiddling with some kind of chart here on the table. Well, so. he's talking to Will McClay to his left. Stephen Jones is uh, is right there as well. So uh, that they're all probably talking about maybe uh, maybe, maybe he that's looked, a yeah, trade value as chart. He, as he looks to his as Jerry, as you look at the screen, if Jerry looks to his right. Uh, Adam Pacifica and Todd Williams, who are in charge of the trade chart, are to his right, and his personnel staff is to his left. So right now, that's kind of maybe if he looks to his right, uh, he's talking about to them. Okay, what would we have to do uh, trade wise uh, to see how that uh, to, to works out? Maybe number numbers wise to maybe go get a guy. All right, you got Cleveland picking after Kansas City at nineteen, Philly at twenty. They're not a trade partner, right? Maybe Since they're they- worried about Philadelphia. If they're gonna yeah. maybe this corner, you I know, mean, with, I think if you want to get if you want your pick of the litter, so to speak, I think you would have to get in front of the Eagles. Yeah, that that's maybe and, then, and again, Jerry and Eagles have a need for safety too. Safety, yeah. com- and that Jones, maybe Jones take- could be. And, and Dane, correct me if I'm wrong. Byron Jones could be maybe a corner, maybe a safety. I think in so. The grand, I mean, they, they they signed they signed Maxwell and Thurman as two off. Maxwell, he's your starter. Thurman, right. you know, I, I don't think he's a. Uh, a clear-cut starter in this league, but it, it, it makes corner not an immediate need, but a, a direction they could go. And so I, you just look at Chip Kelly and the, the homework that he did on some of these cornerback prospects. He went to Utah to see Eric Rowe. He went to UConn to see Byron Jones work out. So I, I think that's you can obviously connect those dots with uh, Kansas City here at 18. We corner, uh, you, you know, they they like those press guys. Yeah, get up in your face at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, absolutely. You. Disrupt the route. Yeah, I you know if you look at That's their Marcus ne- Peters. if you look at their needs, they they, they like what they the, the Gaines kid is somebody they like for the future. Yep. Uh, Smith uh, will likely serve a suspension, and Cooper was replaced as a starter, so maybe some question marks uh, about really what's going on there uh, at cornerback for the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I, but I like what you're talking about, Bill, about the center. I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm Cam okay. Irving, they lost yeah. Rodney Hudson. Right. Interesting point. I mean, we're we're getting close to twenty. We've talked. I mean, we mocked trading up for a cornerback yesterday. Bud Dupree still there? Would you trade up for him? Yeah. We we talk about. I mean, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. I wonder if I wonder if Bud Dupree sits on their board better than Gregory. Like, what, what do you feel? First better? round grade. Yeah, first round grade, second round grades. I I'm just I'm just wondering. Which I know think? which one you would take. Yeah. I, I, I Who get do you that. think they value higher? It would just be a total guess. Yeah, it really would. I mean, but I, 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 I love Bud Dupree. The character would put Dupree above him. I think Bud Dupree as a left defensive end in the scheme would be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you I, need I, one. Yeah, I mean, okay. And, but what do I, 
Demarcus Lawrence is the left defensive end, right? Well, I mean, it's a rotating system. That's right. why you're ideally. Able, right? you, I don't but, think but, you I'm would. looking long term. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to continue to rotate? A second-round pick and a first-round pick on the I, left side? I think so. I think that's the way that Rod Mir- They do not want – Seattle is the model of, of taking eight, seven or eight guys and then rotating them throughout uh, to try and play 30, and then, and 35, 40 exclusively plays. exclusively have to be on the left side either. I mean, no. they, they move them around. Right. All right, here comes the commissioner with the pick. With the 18th pick in the 2015 NFL Draft – the Kansas City Chiefs select Marcus Peters. Yep. Ooh, we're back number yeah. three. Washington. Which is, I mean, I mean, he's a great, he's a talented player, uh, and he fits a need for the Cowboys. But I'm, I mean, I never, never thought that they really had a shot at getting there. Not sure they would have taken him anyway because of his character concerns. John Dorsey, Chris Ballard, two personnel guys in this league that I trust. Uh, my trust list among NFL evaluators, guys that do their homework, that just they know the game, they know how to scout. Those two guys are high on that list. So oh. the, you know they did the homework. Yeah. I, I, I worked with John Dorsey. John Dorsey and I in Green Bay together for five years, won a Super Bowl together. You're absolutely right about I that. I traded emails with Chris Ballard uh, last night uh, uh, in he was about three in the morning, and he was still up working. Yeah, it's three in the morning. He emailed me and said, "Go to bed." And I said, <laughs> I emailed him back, and I said, "You, you first. I, it's just there's these guys live to do this, and so I think they've done their homework. And Marcus Peters are comfortable with the player on the field and off the field. All right, Brian, I asked this while you were out of the room. What handful of players are the Cowboys targeting at, that they would take at twenty seven? That's sitting there right now. We we're talking about Byron Jones as a guy. I think they're surprised right now. I think they're very surprised that uh, that that they that uh, that Bud Dupree is still on that board. That's what I'm. That's I, I think they're saying. very. I think they're very surprised by that. I think that they're very surprised that maybe that DJ Humphreys on. I I want to say they probably got an off a couple of offensive linemen. I know Dane mocked Abue to uh, the Cowboys, and you know, and and Jerry Jones gave you a little bit of. There's a scenario where you could see us taking. An offensive lineman. I think they're probably sur- surprised by that. I, with all these linebackers still on the board, I'm talking about McKinney, Kendricks, Thompson. You've also got uh, the corners are still uh, intact uh, by, uh, as far as Byron Jones. They're looking at second-round corners, I think, if that's the case. so. And that's the other thing. All these names you're mentioning, they're not going to be the, anywhere near their picket in the second round. No. no. So yeah. if you're sitting there with still a handful of guys that you're willing to take at 27, then that increases the chances of a trade down because right. one of those guys would still be there if they trade down a few spots. Right. Jerry and Stephen Jones are up to something here. Yeah, they're looking again Jerry keeps looking Steven is trying to explain Steven's trying to keep the picks and Jerry wants to go I mean I, I've seen this look before Steven, we Cleveland, get up there. See, yeah. Cleveland is on the clock right yeah. now and so he's trying to figure out a way to get Johnny Manziel out of see, Cleveland and Garrett looks like Garrett's <laughs> trying to figure this out he's looking like okay if we move Jerry wants to go and, and he's feel like he's going to lose somebody here. And Stevens again trying to talk him into something maybe different. Every time they're looking across the table, Todd Williams is is giving him the math. He's figuring out what it would have to take. Now somebody on the Todd other Williams side, is on which side again? He would be as to he's, Jerry's uh, right. Okay. As you look at the screen, it would be to the left. He's uh, to the side of Jason Garrett over Near there. Charlotte over yeah. there. Yeah. So if they're going to work the phones, working the phones is coming from Stephen Jones' left. 
So that's what they're doing. Todd Williams leaning in right there and telling him something, uh, what's going on. Uh, with the, Here's with, he told him a good joke. There's yeah. a hearty laugh from Stephen Jones there. Yeah, I, these guys handle this way better than I ever could. I mean, they've been doing it for a quarter century. Can you so. imagine if we were there? Oh gosh, <laughs> I'd be running around, slamming things on the ground yeah. for the butt. For the Browns here at 19, um, I, for the longest time, I mocked Lyle Collins here. They liked Lyle Collins quite a bit. Yeah, obviously now you can't do that. Right, but I, I still think offensive line is the direction they want to go and. With Irving on the board still, the Chiefs mm-hmm. passed. Irving could be that pick. Alex Mack, you don't know what his future is at center. Yeah, Right tackle is in need. He's um, a versatile guy. Absolutely, yeah. Is, I, so. Yeah, he's played. I tell you what, when you watch him play, he's making all the calls. And he made him from the left tackle Smart spot. Guy. Yeah, he is one of those guys. I tell you what, you, you see he gets push. He's able to, to sustain, is a good pass blocker, gets a little wide at times with his base. But I'll tell you what, he has the power to sit down on people. I, I, think, I think Dane's on to something there about him. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, when you talk about players that could stand up in that middle, that's the most important thing when you talk about Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Keeping the middle of that pocket clean, Irvin is a guy that makes a lot of sense to me. Is if there they, a receiver for Cleveland here? Brashad Perryman's a player they've done work on, and I, I mocked – actually, in, in my mock, I had him taking Brashad Perryman at 19. But Irving was off the board in that scenario, and I, so I think with uh, – Could use a rusher. I mean, there could be a rusher here, it, too. It now. Is, I think Cleveland fans are going to be a little upset if they pass on Bud Dupree here. Yeah, but I don't disagree with you about the, about the, uh, the, the, the center because I think he can – Yeah, he's the best center in the draft. He's, and, and, yeah, and he's and the he, only center in this draft you really feel comfortable saying yeah. he's going to start for a long time. Yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally agree on that. And if well. you get him a little earlier than you want to, I mean, it worked out well for the Cowboys two years ago. So. And he would play right tackle. Well, Mitchell Schwartz is their right tackle. Yeah, he, he, he he's Thomas going to. I don't know. I don't know where he's going to play because Mitchell Schwartz is the incumbent. He he's a he's a. Uh, free agent after the year, so I think Irving's your long-term starter at right they tackle. They got Batonio at left guard and Greco. Greco, at right guard. I think that's where you're going to see a competition between Irving and Greco at well, guard. Well, there's the rumor is they want to do something with Swartz uh, to trying to this prove is, this the is Schwartz right last year yeah. at right tackle. Yeah, I, I think Irving will have a chance, every opportunity to earn that right tackle job. It'll be tough to supplant uh, Schwartz, who's uh, been in the league for three years now. But uh, Alex Mack too. They're worried about Alex Mack. His future in Cleveland. How long will he be there? So, uh, but Irving, that's what he brings. He brings that versatility. He can play tackle, play center. He can play guard. So, um, I, this pick would not surprise me if it ends up being Irving. That's the voice of Dane Brugler right there. CBS Sports. The you got God. Brian Broadus. You got David Hellman. I'm Bill Jones. As Cleveland is on the clock, should be getting the pick in here pretty yeah, soon. Pick is in. Yeah, they're well, just waiting. For they keep showing the Cleveland War Room here. I, I you know. If you're Cleveland and you come out of this this draft, especially the first round with Danny Shelton, and then you got Irvin, who you're talking about, I mean, you're talking about the best nose tackle in the draft. Talking about 650 pounds. Yeah. Talk about the polar opposite of the madness we were thinking they might pull off a couple hours ago. Oh, with with Mariota. With Mariota. And it's going to be something to watch. Way smarter, in my opinion. Exactly. Just my opinion. You, you build in the trenches. The scaredy. The scared, Billy. No. This is the scaredy GM. Smart <laughs> GM. Logical GM. No, you build from the inside out, and that's what they're doing. You haven't even given your troubled quarterback more than, like, three quarters to prove he can even do anything. Picks in. All right. Here we go. Roger. With the 19th pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select... Cameron Irving. There you go. 
guard. There you go, Florida Cam State. Irving. Florida State, now Philadelphia at number 20. This feels like a big one. I don't know. <laughs> no, it, it really does. I, I mean, okay, Pittsburgh and Baltimore need cornerbacks. Ideally, I think the Cowboys would like a cornerback. If Philly takes Byron Jones right here, then it screws up a lot of stuff. But I could see him trading into that 21 spot if they wanted to, if that was something they – whether it's for Bud Dupree, whether it's for Byron Jones, I don't know. But what the Eagles do right here could dictate a lot about what happens with the Cowboys. And Cincinnati's at number 21, followed by Pittsburgh. At yeah, 22. we mocked it. We mocked it where they traded to Cincinnati. We're smart guys. Yeah, well. <laughs> to take Kevin Johnson. Not to say you're that's not true. a smart yeah, guy. that's true. But this might be to take Byron Jones. If, 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 if uh, in fact, Philadelphia passes here. Then you know you got to think about that. I mean, if you can get and I, Cincinnati but I told, trade much? No, that's what I said yesterday in the mock draft. And, and, and it's calling Cincinnati. Sometimes you hear crickets. You know, it, it's like they just kind of haven't do, paid their phone bill. Well, they do. They do their own little thing over there. And so sometimes you're you're kind of at the mercy when when you know you have to trade to somebody. And Philadelphia is that team. Or, or excuse me, uh, Cincinnati's Cincinnati. that team. You kind of like you're thinking, ah, this is just not going to work out. Um, Look at the needs here, though. Safety, guard, wide receiver, Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia, there you in go. In Philadelphia. What do you think? I mean, could this be – could this be – we see Collins? Would they take Collins here? It's a possibility. Unfortunately – Marius Randall's a possibility. Collins is a possibility. And this is a bad timing, but I have to go run and do writer stuff. I'm okay. help out Nick Eatman and Rob Phillips while they handle TV business. Uh, but I hope I can – I hope I can make it back in. Come on back. Cowboys pick. I will do my best. But uh, I'll talk to you all down the line. All right, Thank David you. Hellman. Sounds good. Read his fine work on here, right here on DallasCowboys.com. So we got a division rival on the clock. Earlier at number five, Washington took Brandon Scherf, the offensive lineman from Iowa. And the Giants at number nine took Eric Flowers, a tackle from Miami. And now Philadelphia. Let me ask you this. Where's Chip Kelly come from? Where is, where is his background? So you got to think about these with coaches. This is really his first time with the controls of the personnel department here. Where it, it, when Jimmy Johnson, Bill, you were covering Jimmy Johnson, the players that that he knew. He was coming from a college program, mm -hmm. evaluating. I know that and Miami was, I think, was a big was a Big East team at the time, though. But and maybe didn't draft. But he knew the college Here's program. He knew him very well. I think that you have to think about when you're looking at these coaches, especially ones that are running personnel departments now, they will gravitate towards areas that they yep, know. Yep, yep. You know, and I mean, so where I, are you going with this? I'm trying to say, think about. I'm thinking about like Pac-12 players. Sure. I'm thinking about if you, you Did know, you if, coaching at Pac-12. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. But I'm thinking about, like, Pac-12 guys. I mean, that's something you have to think about when you have somebody that's running these departments. When you're going into the draft and you're saying— You're thinking receiver. It could. Jalen Strong in Arizona State. I'm thinking another Pac-12 receiver. You're thinking Aguilar? Aguilar. Aguilar? I always USC. say his name. I'm one, sorry. Of, one of those weapons that uh, Chip Kelly would just love to get his hands on. You know he's just kind of uh, – Steady. He, he, yeah. he wants uh, a playmaker. And so I think – And who did he lose? Jeremy Macklin? Yeah. Right. I, I think this guy type player. They, they drafted Jordan Matthews in the second round last year. Yes. Aguilar is more of a Macklin type player. Is that true? More that, up that's the, fair. Yeah. 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 That's, I think that's uh, a very apt comparison. 
Yeah, I, I just think that that when you start talking about coaches and that they're they're new running the department, especially young young as far as NFL, they go to things that they understand. They've seen guys play. That's where I mean, and I I, I think that you know you, you look at those Pac-12 guys. That that just makes I mean, but they could go again. They could go safety. They could go guard here. But who would be, you know, I mean, who would be the offensive lineman that you would like? I mean, maybe. Well, and if you're the Cowboys, you're, I think, you don't like to see if Aguilar is the pick, worries you a little bit, but I think you're happy that it's not Byron Jones because that gives you one more option. Well, who would you rather see? You'd rather see strong. Well, I'm just You'd saying, rather see strong than, than. I'm saying more along the lines of. From a competitive of, standpoint. Yeah. Right, at 27 options for you, I don't think Nelson Aguilar was a player you were going to take at 27. No. So you're happy to see. Uh, if that ends up being the pick, I think that that makes you happy that it's not going to be Byron Jones or a player that you would consider, a, a Bud Dupree, who is still on the board and we're in the twenties now. Yeah, I think that you know, to me, Chip Kelly, he he's dismantled his offensive. If you look at the weapons, McCoy, Macklin, you know, who is who are they throwing the ball to? Mm-hmm. Who are those? You know, who is you know the runner? They went and got a runner. You know, now they they think, okay, how can we help whoever plays two runners? Yeah, whoever can play quarterback. That's what you're trying to do. How can you help the quarterback? Plus, in that offense, you want as many receivers as you can get your hands on. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Come on in. It makes a lot of sense there. Steve Dennis is making his way here into the the SWBC studio. Here we go. The commission. The Philadelphia Eagles select... Nelson Aguilar. There you go. Googler's all over this draft. Yeah. Well, hey, it, Brian mentioned the Pac-12 connection. Yeah, and that's, yeah that's, you know that's going what back you off. That's right. Going back to what you know. Going back to what it, you're comfortable with. Yeah. Chip Kelly in that, in that Pac-12, he lost Jeremy Macklin, so he gets a Jeremy Macklin-like receiver here at 20. Nelson Aguilar, he's not necessarily a game-breaker. He's not necessarily a possession guy. He's just an all-around solid player, a guy that uh, you have to really game plan for if you're the Cowboys and the rest of this division. Bad news for the Cowboys. They have to face Aguilar. Good news for the Cowboys in this draft. That is not a player they would have taken in no, the first round. No, yeah. I don't think so. Their play. guys are still on the board. Yeah, but the, 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 when you watch USC tape, this guy, they line him up all over the formation. They throw screens to him. They throw it down the field to him. They run reverses with him. You know, Chip Kelly, I guarantee, is going to do a lot of the same things that uh, that they did, that Steve Sarkissian did at USC to try and get the football in his hands. This guy's. I tell you what, there's a lot of people think of, talk about one of the best route runners in the in the uh, in this draft. Nelson Aguilar is one of those guys. And, and I, to me, he reminded me a lot of uh, Marquise Lee, another former USC receiver. Uh, but with Aguilar, the production outstanding. One of the a few receivers who went triple digits in catches last year in the FBS. Um, a, a player that's just an all-around solid, uh, solid, solid option here for the Eagles. So you have to feel if you're the Cowboys, you hate to have to face him twice a year. But again, uh, like Bill said, it's it's an option that you weren't going to go at 27. So uh, a player may be moving back that you uh, might want to get. Bud Dupree still there. Byron Jones is still on the on the board. Gregory's still there. All right, Steve Dennis, how you doing? Six picks away. The yep. Gregory Ray discussion, yeah, uh, I mean, is going to come into play. 
I think. I think it, it'll be interesting to see what if Bud Dupree, in fact, is involved in this as well. The uh, the outside lineman defensive end uh, from Kentucky. Uh, this is something that we didn't feel like that he was going to slide uh, uh, this far. And uh, so I, I think and he that, was one of the guys the Cowboys brought in. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think that you have to uh, – um, who, who will be higher on their board? Will Gregory be higher than Dupree? Will be higher than – uh, than Shane Ray here. And so I, I think that's what it's Do they been. like those defensive ends better than a Malcolm Brown? I think so. Because I also I, like Eddie Goldman. Yeah, I think that they, I think they view Malcolm Brown like as a one technique. I don't think they would take a, a one technique. I think Carl Davis they've seen on tape at Iowa playing both the, the three and playing the one. So I don't know. Cincinnati on the clock. 21, yeah. Do we have any ideas about what this might be? That's your uh, – you, t- you mocked about offensive linemen. I think offensive line is where they want to go. You look at uh, left tackle, right tackle. They can use some upgrades there long term. Um, so uh, Humphreys is still available. And this, I think this was the first spot we looked at uh, Abuhi being yeah. a possibility. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's it's, it's a very possible uh, marriage here for the Bengals and Abuhi if that's the direction they, they decide to go. Yeah, they're a little bit different in the way they look at these linemen. So, yeah, and they've always they've done a nice job though uh, of kind of grabbing those SEC linemen as well over the years. But I, I, I agree with you about the problem I have with Abuhi is though the health. You know, how, sure. where where you know where is he on his recovery right now? And with Abuhi, it's not just the ACL. He's been banged up his entire career. He's he's dealt with nagging issues. So durability is something you have to factor in. Yeah. All right. You think the Jones kid is sort of this year's Shazier at this point that they're nervously hoping that he Byron comes Jones? at twenty-seven? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's what's going to be interesting is if Pittsburgh, who Pittsburgh takes, and and they, and they have two big needs: pass rusher, corner. That, that, Bud Dupree, so Bud Dupree Byron Jones. Yeah. That, to me, see, that's where that's where you look at Pittsburgh, and they could say they could take the outside linebacker, right. and they seem to always take a guy ahead of the Cowboys that yeah. they like. But I, I think to me, you have to be and looking just ahead. I think a buoy. I think that's a that's a possibility there. And then I would worry about Jones or Bud Dupree going to Pittsburgh. Right. I, I think they would be okay if Pittsburgh did take Bud Dupree. I, I think they would be okay with that. Because I don't think they expected a Dupree to be no, a 27. No, they didn't. Well, they're getting a little more nervous in here. I mean, Junior's pacing, and it's more intense. It's just like it was last year before their pick mm-hmm. came. So they're, they're sweating somebody. I think they're feeling pretty good about I do what's too. available. Yeah. Yeah, for um, staying there now, at 27. Uh, who do we say on Cincinnati's uh, pick is in? What did we say about their needs again? We thought it was going to be offensive linemen here. They, now they've, got, right. yeah. they've got Whitworth and Andre Smith at the tackle position, two veterans. And both about to be free agents. Yeah. Whitworth, yeah. 34 years old. If he's in the long-term We're, future, I think it's at guard. Yeah. Safety? Yeah. They have George Iloka and Reggie Nelson at no safety. No safety off the board yet. Well, tight end, offensive tackle. You know, and then safety were the three that they that they Landon could use. Collins is there. Yeah, I, I I just think I think I think Dane is right. I it, it, who, whoever it could be, it could be Humphreys, it could be a Bowie. I think it's going to be an offensive tackle here again. They do not want to pay 
guys. They traditionally, that's not their And that's right. fine with the Cowboys if they take those guys. Yeah, absolutely. In, in my mock draft, I had him taking Eric Flowers, but obviously that's not uh, – Flowers is gone, long gone by this point. So I think the next uh, likely possibility is uh, Abuhi. That's who I think we, we saw there's a connection there. And, again, Abuhi is coming off an ACL – Texas A&M product out of Allen High School. Probably locally. A, a top 10 pick, if yeah, not if he, for the ACL. And we're talking below the waist. says a lot about him that there, he's being considered uh, he in the first terrific round. Terrific feet. You love the fluidity. You love the change of direction for a big man like that. Upper body, you worry about the hand placement. You worry about the technique. He needs work. Here we go. We got the commissioner here. Commissioner up. With the 21st pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select... Cedric Abui. There we go. <laughs> and this oh. guy he nailed it. He has studied this draft. <laughs> I <laughs> hope so. <laughs> I crammed last night. <laughs> yeah, really. Where did you have Dupree, by the way? Why is he sliding? Where did you have him in your mock? Where did I have him? I had him early. I had him sixth. Yeah. Jets. Uh, What's going on with him? That is a good question. Uh, I you think know, his, talk, talking to some teams, they I know some teams had him as a second round player. Yeah, his uh, production wasn't that great. No, and you just you wonder about do teams see him as a three four backer? Do they see him as a four three end? Do they see him as a guy that can play both? Do they see him as a guy that's maybe a tweener? I, I think that's something that an opinion that's going to be different team to team depending on who you talk to. But with the Steelers on the clock now. I think this is where you look at Bud Dupree. Uh, yeah, this sense. this yeah. Bud Dupree. He's not. The Steelers are one of those teams that always cleans up the mess. Somebody slides yeah. down the board. Uh, it happened to us one time in the draft room. Kendrell Bell. We took we took Quincy Carter, and we had Kendrell Bell as a first round grade at linebacker. And the very Georgia, ne- right? Yeah, the very next pick, they took Kendrell Bell, and he made they made AFC Rookie of the Defensive Rookie of the Year. So that just shows you right there. The Steelers do a great job of drafting. I, I just don't I I just don't see D- Bud Dupree slide. He was the tenth best player on my board. All right, here's what they've got on their depth chart at outside linebacker. Arthur Motes, who is unrestricted free agent from Buffalo, James Harrison, and Jarvis Jones, of course, was a first round draft pick two years ago by yeah, him. And you hate to call uh you hate to use the bust word, but uh but so he's far, not listed First team there, James so far, Harrison. Jarvis yeah. Jones has been a bust for a top twenty. Georgia kid, either. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, yeah. that's what I, I think that, like I said, when you look at their needs according to my deal, cornerback. We talked about Jones being a potential there, and, but the outside linebacker, rusher. You know that that would be need number two in safety, being the fact that they lost Troy Polamalu. Uh, I think that you know that you'd have to say that that, that Collins could be a guy here, but I just. Bud Dupree, of, the, of all the guys that are left, again, Brian Broaddus, 10th best player on his top 50, Bud Dupree makes a hell of a lot of sense for me at that outside linebacker spot that could be a rusher. And uh, Dupree, for me, was 18 on my board. So yeah. we're getting into the area where I think he makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, it's hard to find players that are better d- than Dupree at this point, especially pass rushers, right. a position we know that uh, not too many teams are set and say, eh, we, we don't need a pass rusher, so... Pick is in for Pittsburgh. Be interesting to see what they do here. 
Landon Collins is a guy, you know, safety from Alabama, who's sliding on down here. Still out we, there. we felt like, though, I did that. Landon Collins he's is strong really, he's a strong safety. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's where you know if you want to draw, if you want a guy, I'd play him an outside linebacker. I agree. If it he's was a, me, definitely in your nickel as yeah. a linebacker. Put him, put him as an outside you're, you're linebacker. Dayon Buchanan yeah. there uh, to start Arizona, off with. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the Steelers, and they're showing a graphic here about the secondary and guys that that they've uh, you know that they've. Uh, gone through and stuff now so yeah i, I think along that, those lines with landon collins there's the role that you have for him his, his rookie year and then he becomes your strong safety i mean even in a, when you've got to in the cowboy situation you got two safeties in church and wilcox but you but the cowboys have been in search of that free safety forever yes and and the, the free safety might come from a kid at arizona state yeah, marius randall yeah that might be the best free safety and, and yeah. depending on you know if you want to move some guys around uh but uh he's but, got some corner skills too doesn't absolutely he? Yeah. Nickel, he does yeah like him in the nickel yeah, absolutely we, we talked about the safety class if you don't get your safety early you're not getting your safety in this class it's mm-hmm. just a weak position so that's why landon collins demarius randall good chance we could hear their names here shortly um in the first round later part of the first round yeah well, they're just kind of talking about things right now this pick's been in for a while though hadn't it <laughs> is it are they still on the clock I, I, I felt and like that they'd already the pick had been in. Pick is, there we go. Pick is in. Yeah. And they're making their way. Here comes the commissioner. Yeah. With the 22nd pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Bud Dupree. Yep. There you go. Linebacker. There we go. He knew he wasn't going to slide much longer. No, sure wasn't. Sure wasn't That's at all. Perfect pick for Pittsburgh right there, considering their situation at outside linebacker. So Detroit is up. It's Detroit followed by Arizona at 24, Carolina 25, Baltimore 26, and then Dallas. So four picks before the Cowboys. Now this is interesting. 23, the Lions, we have a trade. Yeah. Denver. Yeah, Denver's now on the clock. And who's Denver going up to get? Ahead of Arizona, it's either a tackle or it's uh, someone on defense. It's 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 a de- it's got to be a defensive player. They've got age at that at their you know maybe could this be where they're talking about you know uh, looking at a guy with those outside linebacker? They lost Dupree just then, right? Maybe right, who right. would be the next best uh, edge rusher that's potentially could be an outside linebacker? Did they feel good about Randy Gregory? How about Shane? How about Shane Ray? To Denver? I, mean, it, it, I, I had that in my mock draft. So did you? Yeah, you'd be all for that. Yeah, <laughs> I, fine with me. <laughs> I think. I mean, to me, you've got to look at if you're if you're they're, they obviously when 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 Bud Dupree went off, they're thinking about okay, wait, we can't lose the next best guy. So let me see here. And I think the bigger concern for teams and it yeah, outside that, rusher. I mean, that would be one of Denver's needs if they go on the clock. The incident for Shane Ray this week is not something that is a concern. I don't think to NFL teams. It's one of those things where if you were on the fence with Shane Ray, it worries you a little bit. But if you are, but if you're sold on him, then yeah, if you know his background. Exactly. It's not the greatest background to what, begin with. And what what sets up really interesting though too here, guys, is with Detroit now getting out of that pick. That was a team that could look at a cornerback. Yeah. So, you know, you look at with with the, the pick now going to Denver, you know, not needing a cornerback, but that takes Detroit out of the mix, puts them behind Dallas at 28. So, 
that's got to be something that you got to maybe dodge a little bit of a bullet there. Detroit not making a pick. Do we have we have the do terms you, yeah, of the trade? What what Denver, Denver gave I have up? Not, I've not seen that. I've not seen that. It was a small move. Small move from twenty eight to twenty three. Uh, third our, rounder, probably. Third. Let's see what you the think? my man Dave Helman took off and left our uh, lefty. Bill, you got that right in front of you there. Let's see, Baltimore. I mean, uh, Denver six sixty moved up to seven sixty, so a hundred points. So they would be a fourth, early fourth, and yeah, a late third. So 132 is 132. Third. Would that be the number that they now, would go with? 100 is the, is the value to move up. So they just need 100 points there. Yeah. And that's 132 for their third round pick. What was the and what was in the trade to go up two spots to get Gordon? We never saw it. What did they get? That was up a, and a fifth. Fourth, fourth and a fifth. And a fifth, fifth okay. next year, right? The fifth went next. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah, okay. fifth went next year, I believe, okay. is what it was. So anyway, but uh yeah, that's uh all right, so so the players the Cowboys are looking at right now, which what guys are they? Byron in Jones. On? That's Byron Jones is their guy right uh, now. Uh, you'd How, love what, to see what's him the at pecking 27. order? You think? I the, think that that Byron Jones would be their number one guy left on the corners of the PJ Williams, Byron Jones, okay, Jalen Collins, and Darby. I think that would be their order. Did Byron Jones have a first round grade? Yes, he did. Well. I mean, on my board, he did. I don't know about their board. What do you think? Well, let's put it this way. Randy Gregory, who we think is a first-round player, right? and Byron Jones are there. Which direction do you think the Cowboys are? Although you had him in the second round. I had Gregory Gregory in the second round. I had had second round. Well, I think Gregory and Jones are both two guys that you can see some first round. You you see second round. I, I think those guys are very close. So if it comes down to Byron Jones or Randy Gregory... I, I'm, I don't feel confident picking one or the other yeah. for the Cowboys. I, I think they might. Which is why they're not doing anything. Mal- yeah. They're Malcolm not going to pick tonight. <laughs> Malcolm Brown at defensive tackle. I just DJ don't think... Humphreys at yeah. offensive tackle. What about tackle. the Herald kid? Eli Harrell, there's another name. See, I just don't think that they would. I, I think it that seems early. The, hi, the highest. I Do you think, have him second round? I, I just yeah, believe that. Round. Yeah, I believe the highest rated guy on their board potentially, if you just talk about top 10 player. Here's the terms of the trade, so right? Two fifths and Manny Ramirez, so a player. Oh, Texas Tech. So a fifth this year, a fifth next year, and a guard. So does that key in on who they're taking here? So interesting. Denver, a team that needed some O-line help, traded away an offensive lineman, probably for defense. Yeah. I hmm. just think that, to me, it's... Any know, of these linebackers, the Cowboys would consider at 27. Those are the wild cards. I think that's the direction where if you get wiped out, then you look at the linebackers. Yeah. And if they go, I think McKinney, Shaq Thompson, um, Kendricks, I think, you know, it's anyone's guess which linebacker they would prefer at that point. Bronco selection, here we go. The commish. Detroit Lions have traded the 23rd pick to the Denver Broncos. With the 23rd pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select Shane Ray. There it is. Went up to get him. Once again, Brugler is on his game. He mocks Shane Ray to the Broncos. Brian said it, too. It's uh, Shane Ray. It's it's a little risky, but they went up and got him. And went up to get him. A player that a week ago we, we had mocked in the top 10. Yeah. Now you get him at 23. Now, when we look back at this a few years from now, it could be a heck of a value. 
could look like they gave up a little too much to go get a, a, a player with some red flags. Okay, now what does Minnesota want with the 24th pick? Or Arizona. Arizona. No, Minnesota. Here comes here comes the big <laughs> AD trade. <laughs> what does Minnesota this. want with his pick? I, I He's been I, waiting on this all night. <laughs> Arizona, Arizona's going to stand in there and make a pick. I, I don't think now they're they, uh, Doc, it went to San Francisco in free yeah, agency. I, I, and they haven't, I don't think they re-signed Tommy Kelly. No. Yet, so defensive line. Yeah, Malcolm I think Brown. outside Although linebacker. Brown doesn't fit in a 3-4. Well, here, here's possible needs. Uh, it's outside linebacker, offensive line, inside linebacker. So I, I think that, to me, Arizona has always struggled with their offensive line. Now, yeah. That's a team they that – made a board. Yeah, I mean, I, I evaluate – The guard they picked yeah. out of North Carolina didn't yeah. pan out. I, I, Cam Irving was a player I, I thought made a lot of sense there, but obviously he's off the board, so – who would be the best tackle on your board still, Dane? Humphreys. Yeah. Um, that makes – Humphreys, could they go guard with Can? Would that be a surprise shock pick? It, it would be a surprise. That's a little early Cowboys for Cowboys would be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> They're fine with Humphreys too. And if you talk about outside linebackers, Kendricks, Thompson, those kind of guys – I just think that they see, they've already got in Buchanan. See, I think Thompson right now to start off with, especially in a three, well, three four playing inside, I guess. But he's, I think his rookie year, he's your nickel linebacker. As and I'm, I'm picturing him here in Dallas. He would be right in the nickel, and as he work, works his way into the league I mean, playmaker. What do you guys think the Cowboys are going through right now? Three picks away. Are they looking at trading down? No. already. No, I don't think or, so. Or not with Byron there, Jones there. Is there a chance they're looking to? We might be overrating Byron Jones on their board. It, it's possible. Yeah, we it might is. we might be overrating what Byron Jones is on their board. See, I think they like Malcolm Brown. Do you? I, just, I just have a feeling they like. I don't Malcolm see them Brown. taking I think a they one. They look at him as versatile. Yeah, where but, he, can play but he's all a, he's really a, like, he plays as really the best as a one technique. I, I, I mean, I agree he's versatile. I think he could play anywhere from the zero to the five realistically. But the Cowboys obviously they don't have him as a one and a three. They have him pegged. I right. think probably as a one. I, I yeah. think they probably yeah. do. And so, isn't the rule though if you don't have anybody left on your first round board that you get out? possible is it possible they don't have anybody left but they're picking second round guys anyway at, at 27 yeah if, they're, know, they're, they're, there's only there's not typically they only have names. 18 first round grades yeah right so yeah so you're picking so a second round guy anyway when when uh the noise was made about travis frederick well they had a second round grade on him well yeah, yeah. because yeah their first they had round, very few first round first grades. round grades ended before 20 yeah I, I I'm just if you're, if you're the Cowboys, are you thinking about moving up a few spots to get a guy? That's that you what want? I'm wondering. If it's Byron Jones, Byron, jo- yeah, Randy Gregory. Well, I, the, would you move up a little bit to get him? Guarantee. Well, the teams between you now, Baltimore it, at 26 worries me. Car- I, I think they have a lot of the same needs. Could go corner, could go pass rusher. So, do you move up two spots to get to Carolina? I think I think they're sitting. I think they're going to sit this one. I don't see. I don't see. I see Carolina standing in there and making a pick. And if that, if that's the case, then that tells you that they feel comfortable with multiple guys here. They feel comfortable with multiple players. Jones, Gregory. Who, I got two. Okay, who behind them? Who behind them could jump them and get and get Jones of the of the guys left? I mean, you look at the teams: New England. Uh, Indianapolis, uh, New Orleans, Green Bay, Indianapolis, and Detroit. Detroit's behind you, and they could use a corner. But I, I just don't see the only team I see potentially diving out or getting out of there could be Baltimore. 
I think Carolina stands in there and makes a pick. I really do. Well, we've talked about DJ Humphreys for Carolina, but if he goes off the board here at Arizona, maybe things change for Carolina. Yeah. We'll, we'll let's see who this Arizona pick is if it ever gets announced. <laughs> Somebody just said something hilariously funny in the, in the Cowboys room. <laughs> well, I think that – again, I think – They're that, talking about Randy Gregory on the draft show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder I, if they're listening to us. Do you think they're listening to us? I just think that, you know – Steven, did you hear that? Those idiots are talking about Randy Gregory. <laughs> they haven't even mentioned the guy that we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Drew. Drew looks serious. You know, the other thing, when you're con- considering either Byron Jones or Gregory – just the difference in makeup of the of the two players. Take the position away and all that. I mean, it's a squeaky clean Byron Jones. Thirty three on the Wonderlick. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. And then Gregory is sitting there with a. He didn't baggage. know who Darren Woodson was though. Let's oh, that's rem- right. Let's keep you that saw in mind. him here. Yeah. Uh, Can't be that smart, can he? <laughs> Which is better value, Dane, at this point? Gregory if, or Jones? Gregory or Jones, if they if they both get to 27. And I've been on record from the start of this draft that Gregory's going to be a bust. Yeah. Well, he's already been busted. Yeah. <laughs> With Gregory, if you're – I like him. I like Greg, I like the talent better, but I also like him better in a 3-4. Now, if Marino, he's Marinelli – He's pounds. On a good day, soaking wet. Now, can he play strong side linebacker and – uh, like be, like like rush. Anthony, the, the Vikings use Anthony. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry. 15 NFL draft. The Arizona Cardinals select DJ Humphreys. There you go. Yep. One of you called that. Who called that? Brought us. <laughs> we're both talking about them. They both. They just nail every pick. It's all they do. <laughs> so now we're talking with uh, two picks away. Yeah, and, and we, I I told you guys. I think Carolina stands in there. I, I, I think so too. I think so too. What do they need? Well, and. We, we look at offensive line, we look at defense, and on defense, uh, they've brought in a few players, uh, Shaq Thompson at linebacker, who uh, could be a Thomas Davis type of player for them. Yeah, Carolina looking at offensive tackle, safety, wide receiver, linebacker would be uh, something in the sub. They're looking for like a sub linebacker. Right. Shaq Thompson makes some sense playing well, as a sub backer. They brought they brought him in, and so I think you have to keep that in mind. Safety's a possibility here, but no, I'm with you. I think uh, if they're not going to go offensive line with with DJ Humphreys, I think DJ Humphreys would have been the pick. Yeah, a Charlotte native, they need offensive line help. Um, but with him off the board here in Arizona, I, I, I agree. I think Shaq Thompson makes some sense, and I think some Cowboys fans would be. Uh, more than okay with Shaq Thompson going off the board. I just four twenty seven. So you got Malcolm Brown, Byron Jones, and Randy Gregory. I, I tell and you one what, of those three. I'm sitting. I, I'm. I mean, Dallas. I mean, they they could try and be aggressive here, and and, and maybe make Baltimore. But I I, I think they're going to get their guy. It, 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 depending on who their guy is. Garrett's on the phone. Yeah. I mean, they, they might they might be. See, I think Dallas makes a pick at twenty seven. Then I like them trading up in the second. Instead of waiting all the way to 60. To get to running back? Yes. <laughs> you know how bad I want a running back. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I mean, Baltimore, you know, I think Byron Jones definitely, you know, they're sitting on Byron Jones. They're, I think they're sitting on Byron they're wait, Jones. They're waiting him out. And yeah. if, 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 if he falls to them, that's a, that's a heck of a, a pick if it happens. I'm, yeah. I mean, I think that they're, I think they're sitting – 
on Byron Jones right now and hoping that he makes it and hoping that Baltimore, uh, you know, or the, or the in front of them doesn't, you know, get taken. Well, I mean, there's some high fives going on in this war room. What's what do you think's going on here? We we've talked about. Uh oh. We talked about the see anything about a trade. The first round board getting wiped out. Your options limited, but if one of these guys fall to you. Yeah, they've got their guy. They know the Carolina and Baltimore. Handshakes all around. Have they made a trade? No, they know what Carolina and Baltimore are doing. Okay. They yeah. got their guy. Yeah. I, I think, to me, once so, it, once that they, it was – once that, that they kind of saw things sliding down the board, and it would be interesting to see what Carolina – It's fact, defense, too. It's, it's yeah, Marinelli. Yeah. It's got to be Byron, Byron Jones. Jones. Yeah, Byron they, Jones. they got Byron their Jones. guy. Yeah. This is going to be uh, again, uh, but we got who do we have on the clock right now? Carolina, still Carolina picks in, and they must have got wind of what Baltimore's doing somehow. Well, yeah. he probably called Harbaugh. Well, let's talk about let's talk <laughs> about know? let's talk about Baltimore though. John, they, Baltimore, he was, he was on, Garrett was on the phone with somebody. He probably was on yeah. the phone with Harbaugh, and Harbaugh said, "Yeah, we're taking this guy." Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I, or I, somebody else he knows there. Yeah. I think that I think that that heck he interviewed for the job he may not, <laughs> he may have talked to the owner. They sat right there. We <laughs> talked about having to make a move up. Now, if in fact this is Byron Jones, now they still got a sweat. Evidently, they got their guy. Yeah, just looking at War Room Cam. Yeah, they've got and, their guy. And, and we've talked about Carolina needing a sub backer, mm-hmm. maybe Shaq Thompson, maybe Kendricks, one of those kinds of guys. Uh, an outside linebacker to and, play, and this clearly means that Orlando Scandrick will show up to practice the off-season work on Monday, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That that's over. Yeah. So I mean, I I would be, uh, I would be, uh, you know, if, if in fact again, everybody in the world, that to me, they sweated a guy just looking at this right now. I know we got some picks to him, but just looking at it right now, they sweated some guys, and they and evidently they got their guy. So we'll see how that all plays out. But uh, it looks like, to me, uh, a lot of happy folks in, in that war room for sure. I like Malcolm Brown. Who do you who – do you, do you, Byron you're Jones. You're thinking Byron Jones. I think it's Byron I, Jones, yeah. Myself, I, I prefer a defensive lineman, yeah. and I prefer Malcolm Brown. I'm just on record. This Oklahoma Sooner is on record saying I prefer the Texas Longhorn. I Although pre- I like Byron Jones a lot. I say I prefer – a world record broad jump. Yeah. I think 12, that. 12 What was it? 12 3. 12 3. Uh, yeah. 44 and a half inch vertical. And, you know, we, we talk about workout warrior. And is Byron Jones just a guy that has the measurables, but his tape matches up? He can play press. He can play zone. The way he stays in phase with receivers is terrific. And he can play with any type of receiver. Doesn't matter if it's a small guy, big guy. He can play with any type uh, type of receiver. So. They just got a heck of a corner. And I, another wrinkle with this. and wa- Go to the pick. Yeah, Carolina. here we go. Yeah, Carolina. Well, this is interesting. Named in his honor, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award recognizes a player's community service and playing excellence. It is the most prestigious award a player can receive. To announce the selection for the Carolina Panthers, we are proud to have with us tonight the 2014 Man of the Year, Thomas Davis. Thank you, Commissioner. Winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award was truly the highest honor for me and my family. 
What it did, it gave me an opportunity with my foundation, so much support from co the commissioner, from the Carolina Panthers, and from Nationwide. And with their support, we've been able to excel and take my foundation to new heights. And again, Commissioner, I thank you guys for that. And now, with the 25th pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Shaq Thompson, Ooh. linebacker, Ooh. Washington. Yeah. Nope. Thomas Davis's uh, maybe replacement down the road. Yeah. Exactly. Not surprised. We talked about you know guys needing a. No, meeting meeting a sub linebacker. This guy is, I mean, he is a run, hit, cover guy. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Shaq Thompson, a guy I think the Cowboys liked as well. But uh, now you got it. Byron, Byron Jones, where, so where do they play him initially? I mean, he's a corner. He's a corner. He's, I, and so I know he, he did play a little safety um, at UConn. I like him at corner. I'm not moving him. He's, yeah. he's a corner. Um like I was saying before, he can play with any type of receiver. And when you're playing in a division with uh, Odell Beckham, with Nelson Aguilar now, uh, I think you need a, a player like this. And we talked about the Cowboys selecting players that are clean off the field. Then. And Byron Jones is Captain America. He's uh, he's a Boy Scout. And so I think it goes along with... Keep in mind he played for Paul Pasqualoni at UConn there yeah. earlier in his career. Right. And I, I, we're going to hear a lot about Workout Warrior. We're right. going to hear those two words associated with Byron Jones. I, I promise you it's not that. No, not at all. Uh, we're, we're talking about a player where the tape matches up. Now, we haven't heard much about him. We didn't hear much about him in January because he was hurt. He, he was invited to the Senior Bowl uh, but he could not participate because of the shoulder. He uh, was at the combine, couldn't run uh, the 40, but he did do other drills. Um, and he played for a team that was terrible at UConn. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's why he went under the radar a little bit. doesn't mean it's not a good player. Yeah, I, I totally agree about that. I mean, to me, you know, when you watch him play, and he's, a, he's one of those guys, he's got size. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's this guy, he's got some size, he's physical, and he's a hard guy to run away from. I mean, when, it, when, you know, when you're trying to get up the field on him, he's one of those guys that can stay in position. Yeah, and st run he with, stays in phase. And, and, I, and, yeah, and they go across the field on him, he can burst. You know, a lot of guys, when you watch a guy like Brandon Carr play, and Carr, there's separation. This guy can plant and run and stay in position and make plays, deny the football. So I, I think that that's, you know, I, I think that they, they sweated the pick. They, they caught a break. There's probably some people that thought maybe that, you know, some Peters was a, a better corner. You know, obviously he went earlier to Kansas City. So the Cowboys, I think, got the guy they exactly wanted. I'm I, frankly, I'm surprised that he's available for the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I think you're talking about. And that's a, why I think they're so elated in that war room right now. I they don't probably think, felt the same way. I don't think there are 26 better players in this draft than Byron Jones. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. I read some opposite opinions though, which is interesting. There, there were some. Uh, in fact, I saw another team's draft board, and they had Byron Jones considerably lower. Yeah, than, how, than you know how many corners think. they had ahead of them? Uh, uh, a good amount, a couple, a couple. Yeah, a couple. And that's what well, this, see, this that's cornerback what, yeah, class. That's, but that's so... the thing about it is, is it going to be? Is he? You know, was was sort of teams had Peters off the board? You know, and he went to right. Kansas City at eighteen. 
So, you know, if you who who did you like at corner? You know, what was your order? Everybody seemed to like the Waynes kid from Michigan State. And then it was Kevin Johnson. And then, okay, who was it after that? Was it Peters? Was it Jones? You know, again, this guy's a, a physical football player. All right, now you trade Orlando Skandrick and your second <laughs> rounder for Peterson. Who's with me? He's still on it. Wait, Minnesota got Wayne, so they already well, got a corner. Well, Bill has yeah. to be happy, though, that – Pete Jones. That, that, oh. Yeah, that you know, no, that you didn't get the Gregory. You know that it yeah. didn't come yeah. down. I, I did to not Gregory. see them taking Randy Gregory. I just did not see it. This falls right in line with the same type of players that they have been drafting here recently. Uh, just a high character guy, Zach Martin last year, Travis Frederick the year before. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a Jason Garrett right kind of guy. Last, pick. last summer, uh, a lot of players are kind of relaxing, doing their own thing, working out. Byron Jones was serving an internship at the U.S. Capitol. Yep. That's wow. the type of player that he is. Um, that's that's uh, the type of individual, very motivated individual, uh, high character kid. So, uh, we're, we're, I mean, twenty six hasn't picked yet, but no, I mean, we is, keep talking about it. No, it's I, done. It's done. Yeah. Well, I, I, just, I believe it now. It's done. Well, uh, that you know, but okay. Well, thinking about Baltimore, yep. you know, we we've looked at Baltimore, and and I know I've looked at Baltimore, and I've always thought about wide receiver speed, right? You know, somebody uh, somebody that could go get the football. You know that I uh, the Ravens. You look at their team needs corner. That might be. <laughs> I know we're kind of celebrating here, but the selection's in. I, I think you're that, nervous. I, I, it's in. I, I think it's is. a receiver. I, I really Perryman? do. Corner receiver, running back with their needs. Devin Smith, Perryman, I believe. Yeah. NFL draft. The Baltimore Ravens select Brashad Perryman. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guarantee you, Garrett was on the phone with somebody in the Baltimore organization, yep. and they said, "We're taking the wide receiver." That's right. That's and how they knew. That's when yep. they knew that they had their guy. Yeah. And someone was talking to Carolina too. Well, that means Dallas is officially on the clock, yep. and so and we are all speculating here, like the what is the this, they could do in the the the, uh, the election night. <laughs> the state, we're we're giving the state of Florida to. You know, I but, tell you, I what we saw in the war room cam a few a few minutes ago. They got their guy. is what yeah, we're yeah, feeling yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Byron Jones is on uh, is still available. Cowboys are on the clock. Yeah, that, that's a it's, it's going to be a great. A great marriage if that's what happens. Isn't it funny how this happens where they celebrated 10 minutes ago? I mean, yeah, how they have know. intelligence where yeah. they can make a call, and it's easy enough. I mean, it'd be like you calling another TV station. So who do you, who y'all gonna, <laughs> what are y'all doing today? Now, well, Nobody <laughs> takes my calls anymore, <laughs> yeah, Jones. Something that I, I'm sure will be asked of Jerry and uh, you know the brain trust, if they got any offers, and I'm, they're not going to give away particulars, but if they got any interesting offers to trade back, but with Byron Jones on the board, I don't clearly it, unless something blows you away, you take the player. Clearly, there's nobody. They're not yeah, even interested. They're in not. That. There's nobody's answering any phones here or anything like that. They got to trade up in the second, though. They're going to wait all the way to Think? sixty uh, to get that running back. They're going to wait all the way to sixty. They're not going to get well, Tevin Coleman there. Well, they, they, are they going to get Duke? What about Duke Johnson? Are they going to get him there? Yeah, that, I think that to me, I, I mocked Abdullah thinking that maybe if it didn't well, stretch. But see, that's the thing about it, and we'll know tomorrow. We'll know tomorrow night too that what you have is teams really don't like short running backs. And Duke Johnson, I, I don't falls into that category is. of a short guy. Pick is in. 
That would be Baltimore's pick, right? Or is that Dallas's no, Dallas. pick? Dallas's oh, pick is yeah. in. Height is maybe the least important quality for a running back. Right. Build, okay. You know, you can you can talk me into that. But height, look at Barry Sanders. Look at look at Emmett. Look at some of these uh, great running backs we've seen in the league. If anything, it's it helps you because the, the you run closer to the ground. The only you can thing hide would behind be blockers. pass protection if well, and, a Darren and, Sproles type. You and know. I think it goes back to build. Yeah. You know, your overall strength, right. your growth potential. Um, you know, obviously, if you're shorter, that probably means you're you're going to max out at you know two ten whatever it is. And that's what, and that's a worry with a, a player like Duke Johnson and Mir Abdullah is. Uh, they are shorter, but they are leaner, too. There's only so much build you can put on them. Boy, Abdullah is another one that fits right into this Byron Jones type, a high character. Well, yeah, and, and if you look at Abdullah, though, I felt like that there was two teams that I watched where there were huge holes every time they ran the football. And that would be, <laughs> that would be Nebraska and Wisconsin. So, you know, when you watch Gordon play, you know, he had huge holes to run through. And, but Duke Johnson, boy, that poor guy, other than the left tackle, it was, it was tough sledding for him. A lot of creating on his own. If, if, if Jerry's right and they don't feel as urgent as some of us do at running back and it goes to the third round, beside Langford from Michigan State, who, who's there? The third round? Yeah, if, if you wait to the third round to get the running well, back. Well, okay, what about – Northern Iowa kid? Yeah, what about, you know, yeah, it's David Johnson. What about Yeldon? Would you think Yeldon would be a third? I think he's going second. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, you feel comfortable uh, waiting at 60 and see who follows you. I think a running back will follow to them. I do. I, I didn't think Byron Jones. How about Jay Ajayi? You yeah, he's second, isn't he? You, well, you consider him the third with a knee, right? Yeah. I, 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 I'm not taking him at 60. No, no. I don't think this team would either. Yeah. Cowboys. I yeah. don't think the Cowboys would at 60 Yeah, with that knee. But at 91, you consider it. And that's why right. you don't feel pressure to take a running back at 60. I didn't feel like it because I – I, I took Abdullah, and, and I and I knowing damn good and well that he would probably be gone, you know. But again, I'm I'm banking on the short running back. That's why I think Duke Johnson makes it to sixty, because of the short running back. I I just I kind of I know you're you're grimacing right now about it. You think Coleman makes it to sixty? No hey, way. No, There's no way. I mean, I think you look he, at yeah the, the Jags in the second. I think they're going to take a running back. The Lions are a possibility. The Cardinals. Um, so I, it's going to be a long shot for Coleman, uh, and probably even Duke Johnson. Let's be honest; it's it's going to be we're, we'll be sweating that out tomorrow. How, how that plays out? Yeah. By the way, as soon as they make the pick, I'm going to have to run out of here. It's, it's ten o'clock. Yeah, it's you, ten, know where, you know where you know where your live shot is. You know where your sports anchor is. Yeah. So I'm going to have to head down to the interview room here in just a second. But I want to hear the pick. Yeah. I, 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 you know, again, that they, you know, if you look at the war room cam, everybody's very excited. This is a player that obviously they had uh, sitting on their board that they felt like that probably was the third best corner there, you know, and the fact that, that you know, there was a lot of people didn't think that the cornerback would stretch that far. Yep. You know, I know that we, we trade, made a small trade up to get a guy. We made a trade up 21 and Byron Jones is already off the board. Yeah. I mean, we, mm-hmm. Byron Jones is a player that, Again, I don't think there are 26 better players in this draft than Byron Jones. Right. So, you know, that's uh, that, and that's good. And, and if that's, again, if that's the pick, again, we're and, speculating. Here, here we go. Here comes the commissioner. With the 27th pick in 15 NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Byron Jones. Defensive back, of a pick. Connecticut. 6'1", 199 pounds. And the, here are the combine numbers from Byron Jones. 
44 and a half vertical, a world record 12-3 broad jump, a 3-9-4 20-yard short shuttle, and a 6-7-8 three-cone drift. But, but he plays athletically. That, he does. That, that's not That's not a, a uh, uh, like a guy four, four, that – 4 3 with a 150 split. Yeah, that, that's and not. That's, we've been. I mean, okay, we've been. <laughs> we've been singing his praises, but uh, I'll read you some of his weaknesses. Just to, yeah. let's even this out. Let's you know, uh, with with Byron Jones, you have a player. He can get cl- caught flat-footed at times. Uh, he allows his eyes to pay rent in the backfield. I mean, he's not a flawless player. He does have his flaws, but uh, I think the strengths far outweigh the weaknesses here. You're, it, really. The surgery with his shoulder is something that obviously they they were comfortable with too. He missed most of his senior year after shoulder, uh, shoulder surgery. Um, it was what the right shoulder, I believe, and so or no, the left shoulder. At his pro day, he was able to do uh, 18, eighteen bench reps. Bench yep. reps so. And so, Cowboys aren't afraid of guys coming in injured. Never, <laughs> never have been. Now, uh, in his career, his uh, in. 2011 and 2012, he played safety, making 20 starts, and then the last two years at UConn played cornerback. And I think we can – I'm sure we'll get these questions, but I think we can put it to rest. Byron Jones will be a cornerback for this team. Yeah, I agree on that too. So what does this mean for Brandon Carr? Some of that leverage moving back over to the Cowboys' side. Mm-hmm. They could take another corner in this draft. Sure. And then what does it mean even more to Brandon, for Brandon Carr? Uh, right, I got to run out of here. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I just awesome you know, stuff. Yeah, thank you, Bill. I, I I tell you what, I mean, the things I was just going through and, and kind of piggybacking on what Dane uh, and we'll have a report up on DallasCowboys dot com about Byron Jones and my notes and stuff like that. You know, I said physical in the press, moves well to get in position, uh, nice power to hold receiver up, can mirror receiver, high point ball, pedal turn, goes smooth. Not much wasted motion with this player. Plays with knee, knees are bent. You know, thought maybe if you look for a little bit of weakness, I was talking to some people about his balance. There was some times when you might see a little bit of a, uh, some stuff with his balance. But other than that, read the route quick, all that. So, as you can see, they put the, uh, the cover back over uh, the uh, the screen, so we're back to uh, looking at us. Because they're doing tequila shots. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, Cigars are up. But I, know, I, I, let me reintroduce I'm sorry. Uh, Steve Dennis, uh, one of our uh, trusted allies here uh, on the break, does a lot of great work on the television side. One of my favorite guys, by the way, uh, my roommate at training camp. <laughs> but one of the, the guys here at Valley Ranch, and I'm going to say this, that I always believe – one of the guys that comes here and did and, and worked hard every day and asked tough questions, and I always respect you for that. So thank you for joining well, us today. Well, that's nice of and you. And then Dane Brugler from CBS Sports, who's been sitting here all night, uh, filling your head full of knowledge, uh, picking these players, giving you an idea, you know, going back and forth, part of the draft show. Love having him. Uh, Kent Garrison and uh, Lauren Sokol in there as well. So everybody's here uh, as the Cowboys have made the pick. The Lions, uh, selection for the Lions is up, and we'll Lincoln go to Thompson. it. Most people had him in a second. Some even Sorry about around. that. I was cheerleading there a little bit. L- Lakin Tomlinson is that's, the – It's interesting because yeah. they just received a guard from Denver in that trade, right? Right. And they have uh, a kid from Kentucky that we liked a couple years ago out of the draft. Um, blanking right on his name at guard. Wolford. Yes, Larry Wolford. Yeah. So it's an interesting pick right there. He, yeah. He's a very clean. Uh, he might be the cleanest player in this draft. Uh, you know, one co- one comment. About I had him in the third round, though. I was a little nervous about that. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't have too. him that. I didn't have him that high. So yeah, I did. I thought this again. You talk about a guy. He's going to go to med school. 
He's one of those right. med school guys. Born, that, like, he was born in Jamaica. Right. You know, just, Interesting story, yeah. but again, you're, you're talking about a powerful guy. I mean, you'll see a powerful guy. I, don't, I worry a little bit about his uh, pass blocking overall, but he's a big physical guy uh, inside. But I, I myself uh, did not have him but in the uh, third round. So, Qu- Quick comment on Byron Jones, because you guys broke down his abilities on the football field yeah. really well. Uh, I got stuck. Back here in the hallway at Valley Ranch when Mike Wojcik was giving him the, the tour. tour of the building. Right. And, and I ha- I couldn't move, so I mm-hmm. had to listen to the conversation that Wojcik and Coach Henderson had with the kid. You talk about a mature kid. Right. And not afraid. I mean, he was cracking jokes with these guys with a big smile. Uh, this is not a, one of those young kids that comes in and, and it all seems like, oh, my gosh, I'm with the Dallas Cowboys here. Uh, huge personality and very mature is, yeah. is what I gathered in 10 minutes of listening to a conversation. You're, you're always very critical, Steve, of the Garrett guy. Not critical in the negative way, but critical of, like, is this a Garrett guy? Is this a Jason Garrett type of a player? Byron Jones, you sound like listening to your interaction with yeah, him was a, a perfect. Jason yeah. Garrett. No, much, the only time I more, get critical of the Garrett no, guy I, yeah, is say, when yeah. he preaches that and then they sign Greg Hardy. Yeah, <laughs> That's that's the only time I get critical right. of that yeah. because there's a disconnect between the front office and Garrett, in my opinion, sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah, this is definitely the right kind of guy, yeah. Byron Jones. Uh, I'm telling you, big personality. Big personality coming in here. Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm excited that, you know, again, I, you know, this captain. team needed a quarterback. I'm, I'm just kind of going through uh, the, uh, the the notes here, the people tweeting in here uh, on at the draft show. Uh, you know, seemed very uh, happy about the uh, the pick of Byron Jones, telling him welcome to Dallas, all those things. Uh, Greg Bailey said, I called it Byron Jones. Remember discussion on my question on the show? I'm sure we'll get a lot of folks that uh, revision is history. But, well, uh, I, I think, Greg, congratulations, though, if you, in fact, made that call. I, I think without the draft show, uh, we might be – who knows what the reaction might be. But I right. think we, you know, we've done a good job talking about this player as, as a, right. a, a likely possibility. Yeah, and, and, again, thank you, everybody. It's kind of followed along with us. Uh, we still got picks to be made to finish out this round uh detroit again if i could just uh, recap going up to uh let me go up to there was a trade by denver uh to uh to detroit at 23 to grab shane ray uh, arizona then took dj humphreys carolina followed up with shaq thompson and then baltimore took uh brashid uh, uh perryman and the wide receiver from Central Florida, and then that left the Cowboys with Byron Jones, who we've been talking about. Uh, Denver now back, excuse me, Detroit back uh, in the round with uh, Denver's pick, and they take Lakin Tomlinson, <laughs> the guard from Duke. And so now it means that the Indianapolis Colts, Colts uh, would be on the clock. Dane, uh, thinking about maybe receiver here. You're, I think with the Colts, I think all along we've been thinking secondary, maybe pass rush. But I'm with you on receiver. I'm with you on maybe adding some speed here. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with you at all right there. Uh, I really And for a, a team that has our, already on the roster, T.Y. Hilton, plenty of speed right there. Uh, they drafted uh, the old Miss receiver last year early. But they could go receiver again here. You want to get Andrew Luck weapons. You want to be able to surround him with uh, playmakers. Perryman's off the board. Aguilar's off the board. Thinking Phil Dorsett here. Yeah, I, I think that you're talking about, and, and they've, and, they, and this, this team has a history 
of taking Miami receivers. Yeah. If, if you go back and look at, and I, I know uh, Reggie Wayne, well, one of the greatest ever to, to, to lace him up there for the Colts. Uh, this is a kid, when you talk about, and, and I, I love Dorsett for the reason of he plays to his speed. He is a guy, when you watch him run, when you watch him run those routes, he plays to his speed. And, and that's, that's impressive. That, that, and and I, you see him, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's going he's gonna to run through tackles. He's going to also uh, you know, separate. This is a really an outstanding, outstanding player. We've seen a little run on receivers here. If this is who we think it could be, I'm talking about, what, six receivers now? Well, if you go back and look at it, started really with uh, Devontae Parker at Miami at 14. Then you had uh, Aguilar at uh, Philadelphia at 20. And then now uh, Perryman at 26. 26. And potentially, if you if you are right, Dane, uh, Philip Dorsett. And I, 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 see, I see nothing but, but positive about him uh, as a as a receiver. Again, I love I love the player. I love the way he plays with a chip. I, I think he's got a little bit of one of Miami. Those kids, they've all got the swagger. Of course, we've all known that. Right. But this kid, man, you throw it to him, and he is going to get it done. Oh, he can fly. There's no yeah. question about I mean, it. He, he worries spin, me. It, yeah, he worries me somewhat. Um, it, can he stay healthy? Uh, he worries me he's a little a smaller bit. Smaller guy. The ball skills are okay. Yeah, they're not great. They're not horrible. So, but but for a guy that runs that fast, and, and you're talking about potentially down here at at, uh, at down here at uh, at 29, you know, mm-hmm. I I think that that's where you know you have to you start thinking, okay, what are are we going to get a shot at this guy in the second round? You know, is that, that that's where you start now having to uh, educate yourself of okay, we're not going to get this guy in the second round. We got to hit this pick right now. Oh, I thought uh, I thought Dorsett at 31 of the Saints that would be the pick, but. Yeah. Maybe not. I can run do TV real quick. Okay. I'm going to leave you this tweet from Des Bryant, who said that Byron Jones, he better be a dog. Congrats. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure Byron Jones will uh, be happy to. You hear guys it. want me to run anybody in? Nick Eatman or anybody? No, we're good. Okay, we'll, we'll finish this. You thing guys out. go. Yeah, we'll finish. Thanks. This. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Steve Dennis from our uh, television department. Uh, Dane Brugler again joining you here uh, with me. Uh, uh, finishing out uh, this draft, uh, we've only got, um, let's see, uh, four more picks uh, to be made. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. We were trying to speculate who uh, they potentially could take. Let's focus ahead, maybe. Uh, Green Bay would be the next pick at 30. You talked about Randall quite a bit. Well, and, and Could this be? You've talked about him potentially as a, a first-round type of a talent. And here I am. I mocked him as a 60. I, 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 my gut tells me I'm not going to be right about that at all. Well, and one of my quote-unquote bold predictions was Demarius Randall would be the first safety drafted and in the first round. Yeah. So we've, we're running out of picks here. We'll see. Um, I'm not feeling good about my Bryce Petty. Okay. Okay. Well, Kent uh, Garrison was telling me we're about to go to the press conference. Are we ready to go now? Or Okay. In about one minute, we're going to go wow. and hear from uh, Jerry Jones, uh, Stephen Jones, uh, probably Jason Garrett, uh, all going to talk to us about uh, Byron Jones and uh, where they had him on the board. I'm sure Gary will, uh, excuse me, Jerry will be very uh, giddy and happy. I'm sure we'll hear all the great things uh, from Jason Garrett about the right kind of guy. Okay, Kent, uh, we got the Colts selection is coming up right now, so let's go to the Colts.
The Indianapolis Colts select Philip Dorsett. There we go. Wide wow. Sixth wide receiver Miami. off the board. Yeah. And, and a player that, heck, if you're the Colts, you're just put speed out there, let Andrew Luck you know, distribute the rock, and uh, good luck. Uh, and good thing the, tux, the Texans drafted Kevin Johnson because <laughs> they're going to need all the corners they could they they can use to cover these guys. And look look at poor Jacory Shepard. Uh, yeah, there. this oh. and we were oh, there. No. The, we we're watching. Oh, no. We're watching Senior Bowl uh, uh, tape right now. And uh, yeah, he he was. You could definitely see the separation. It's that blur. Speed. I was I was sitting with Bucky Brooks. Uh, with the uh, you know with the NFL Network and Bucky, the old former scout, and he and I were talking. He goes, he goes, Broadus, you ever seen this kid? I said, no, I don't know much about him. You know, I was just getting into the draft, and he goes, watch this kid run, and and it was there was some serious separation. Honestly, uh, I I gave him a second third round grade. I, yeah. I did because I I worry about a lot of things, the ball skills. I worry about him staying healthy, but with that speed, I understand why you're taking him late first round. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, I, I was I was. Luckily, I had him in the second round. And again, you're looking for guys at this point. Uh, at the end, this guy's got a lot of talent, and mm-hmm. he does. So, all right, we go forward now to uh, with the 30th pick uh, with the Green Bay Packers. And I, you, as one of your five, you mentioned that you talked Randall about Randall as being one of the in, first safety in the first round. Yeah, and I think that's when we talk about Randall. I think we could be talking. We talked about a, a player that's in the nickel can play corner. And for the Packers, I think that versatility is awfully intriguing. Um, they have a need at corner. They need some depth there. Yeah. I think uh, you know this makes some sense. We could look at linebacker here for them. Malcolm Brown's still on the board. Uh, defensive tackle. Right. Uh, if you look, let me just read. Uh, I'm scrolling up to the uh, team needs uh, here for the Green Bay Packers. But uh, safety seemed one. And, again, that was a team that I got to study at the end of the year uh, because of the playoff uh, game, and it seemed to me that the Packers uh, were thinking about it. So let's go to the press conference for the announcement. Damn goose is quiet in here, isn't it? Okay. We'll be short with our statements and then basically uh, go questions more than anything. But uh, uh, we've got a guy here that uh, uh, – uh, we probably knew as much about as anybody in the draft. Pascaloni coached him. Uh, we had a scout that uh, knew uh, his position coaches and uh, spent a lot of time with him. So we felt real good about our evaluation of Byron. And uh, uh, and I'm talking about the evaluation of him as a player. Uh, he did play two years at safety. Uh, as well as uh, his, uh, uh, what he can do at uh, corner. So uh, uh, that was pretty uh, prominent in our decision to take him. Steven? Well, I just think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think, it, you know, our work paid off. I think we, you know, had really done our work on this. We knew it was going to be a long wait when you're down at 27. And uh, But uh, we felt really good about uh, what might happen for us. And, you know, we're trying to get linked in the secondary and uh, obviously he fits that, and uh, he's a really good football player, a really good person, uh, both on and off the field, great character, and I you know, obviously think we made a, a good, solid pick here. Yeah, certainly the right kind of guy, uh, a guy who um, is just a really impressive uh, football player. He showed that as a starter for two years at safety and then starting a corner uh, for two years, uh, productive player, uh, a guy who plays the right way, 
uh, a guy that has a tremendous amount of potential, but also has a chance to, to play early because of his athletic ability, his versatility, and frankly, his experience. So we spent a lot of time with him. Coach Pasqualoni uh, coached him, and we got uh, an up-close view of him uh, from our conversations with, with him and uh, had a chance to bring him in here, had great visits with him. Uh, we worked him out, spent a lot of time with him. Uh, we think he's going to be a good football player. Was it hard waiting and then seeing if he was going to fall? Were there any moments where you thought he could go here, or did you have pretty good intelligence that he would be there at 27 for you? No, we did not have any intelligence that made us think he'd be there at all. And uh, it was hard waiting, uh, for sure. And uh, uh, But uh, uh, it, uh, it worked out for us. I think we were fortunate for... Uh, when you uh, put in the crosshairs, our team needs, uh, the type of player he is, uh, our coaches. Uh, not only uh, did uh, his coaches, but our coaches were uh, particularly on the table for him uh, throughout our evaluation process. All position coaches I'm talking. Did you ever get antsy and think about moving up for him or, I mean, as he was falling or, or coming to you? Did you ever get a point where you wanted to need to move up for him? Uh, there's an urge. There's an urge as you as you watch 26 other players roll out of there. Uh, there there is an urge, but uh, that is the art uh, of uh, of uh, the process of so to speak, uh, to use your word. But seriously, uh, there, there that's the anxiety that is involved there. Uh, we didn't. Uh, really uh, see a lot of uh, trading uh, possibilities, but uh, uh, we certainly uh, uh, were keeping our eyes open in case uh, a real bargain had come along regarding a trade. Was uh, Randy Gregory a consideration at all at that pick? Uh, we we uh, uh, have him, uh, had him rated uh, high on our board, uh, but uh, uh, we also uh, 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 from the get-go have pinpointed uh, if we could not reach for a player, but if we could find a player uh, with uh, Hardy, uh, having brought in Hardy, but if we could find a player that could potentially uh, be a, a corner that uh, if we get uh, Claiborne uh, back like we are anticipating and hopeful that uh, could also be a free safety uh, and an excellent free safety, then that was the ideal fit as far as the position to draft for us. There was no question. And so uh, uh, we, we, we uh, were never tempted to do anything moving around to uh, uh, do anything about any other player up there, uh, especially the player you're talking about there. And then when we were able to get uh, the player that we really wanted, the position that we wanted, then that made that uh, non-consideration to get her done. In other words, we waited on a chance to see if we were going to be able to get this uh, corner safety. Can you talk about him playing corner safety and, and his ability to do both things? Yeah, again, a lot of times you'll take a player and you'll project him to another position. Say he has the physical traits to go be this. Uh, he has the physical traits to go play safety, even though he's played corner the last couple of years. But what gives us a lot of confidence is you see him play free safety for two years as a starter. 
They had two real good corners when he was a young player coming into school there. So they wanted to get him out on the field, and he played safety. So you see that tape. You like what you see on that tape as a young player. So I, I do believe it's a realistic uh, projection for him to play corner in this league and also to play free safety in this league. He has the, the athletic ability. He has the experience. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that you really think has a great upside. Your first tournament, one or the other, as a rookie? We'll have those conversations. We do anticipate him starting out as a cornerback. And then, uh, depending on how the health of the secondary is, you know, the, the opportunity to move him to safety is, is certainly realistic. And, uh, you know, again, Mo Claiborne, someone who's worked very hard, we're hopeful that he can come back and get, get to the level that, he's, that, that he, we think he's capable of playing at. And, uh, and again, his flexibility, his athletic ability, his experience, talking about Byron Jones, gives you a chance to, to play a couple different spots. Steven, he had this crazy broad jump at the combine that, that they call him the world record. Did, did that jump out at you all? No pun intended on jump. When he did that at the combine, I mean, did he, did he kind of pop out? Well, there? that's one of the reasons you go to the combine. You want to see these guys move around. You want to see them run. You want to see them jump. You want to see them change direction. And certainly that was something that was very impressive. Uh, not only was the broad jump great, but the, the vertical leap was outstanding. But we also thought the movement was really good. So he had an impressive combine workout. But let's go back to his experience as a player. Two-year starter at safety, two-year starter at corner. This is not a workout warrior that we drafted. We drafted a football player who we really think plays the right way and has a chance to really develop at a couple different spots for us. Did you have him as a first-round grade prior to the combine? We don't uh, get into our grades, but he was certainly in uh, our top uh, uh, 15, 16 players on the board. Stephen, after seeing how this first round went, obviously, you know, you can't really project who's going to fall to 27. Does it give you confidence going into tomorrow that, you know, some guys might slip to you guys there? Yeah, I think it does. I think we talked about it, and I think this was going to be the hardest part of the draft. I think once you get into the, you know, you get into the second round, you know, the the opinions start to vary in terms of what people want and what fits their systems and and that type of thing. And I think there's a better chance that, you know, some of the guys that we think might really work for us that we have on our board, uh, I think it gets easier to feel like they may come to you uh, where we're sitting. So. Uh, I do think, and I think we thought coming in here that this would be the toughest part of it is waiting, you know, when everybody has a lot of these guys sorted pretty similar in the first 15 picks, and then you start to see some variations. But, you know, I think uh, from here on out, uh, uh, you know, we could see some guys that uh, we'll feel uh, really good about and maybe not have to sweat as much. Maybe we're choosing between two or three guys. You mentioned Mo. How does this decision affect uh, the opinion decision you have and the situation you have with, with Carr and Scandal? How does bringing on Jones? It does up? not. It does not. Uh, we were so fortunate last year to uh, play uh, and have Carr and Scandrick and uh, without Mo not to have had an injury there with our corners. This was the closest thing to a position that we thought we could get in trouble with was our corner. The next thing that we thought we could improve the defense as much as any place and do some things we uh, haven't done is to have a free safety type roaming 
so to speak, that you really would think of a free safety. So a combination of things happened here. It, it, it really did address a, a, uh, uh, some pretty dire circumstances, numbers at corner. But it also allows us to uh, uh, possibly do some things uh, at safety. So it had two or three things. The most important thing is that we thought we could live if we didn't strike well at uh, pass rusher. We thought we could, in this draft I'm talking about, we thought we could live if we didn't strike well at running back, a place where we did not think that we would feel good and sleep right is if we didn't do something there in our secondary at corner in case Claiborne doesn't come back, but also at the same time maybe give us a chance to do something special for our defense at free safety. The option of moving to free safety, you're comfortable and you feel good about Carr and Scandrick being on this team next year? Well, I, I, they're on the team, and when, I, when you say I feel good, uh, they're, they're certainly on our team. And as it sits right now, uh, we uh, plan on them being a part of the team in the future. Stephen Jones, Jason Garrett, uh, walks you through uh, what they feel like with uh, Byron Jones, his strengths, uh, where he was positioned on the board. Anything surprise you, Dane, as far as – uh, talking about him potentially playing, he'll start off as a corner, uh, possibly a playing safety. You know, Jason Garrett talked about that. Yeah, I think we we both believe he was drafted to be a corner, but having that versatility to play safety if needed is just a bonus. It, it gives you, and that's why versatility. We talk about it. It's more than just a buzzword. It's it, it's something that these coaches really buy into. If you have a chance to have a player that gives you value at another position. Uh, in case of injury, who knows how uh, the secondary will play out. But for Byron Jones, a player, I think we both think his future is at corner. But if uh, something happens at safety, that could be the direction he goes. Yeah, and, and that's I, I totally agree with you on that. You know, the I just like the the size of the player. I like that. You know, the athletic ability is rare when you look at uh, all the things uh, that Byron Jones uh, does. Uh, you know, when you talk about working out and things like that, I think too. You know, Bill Jones even brought up the uh, the the thought of him 18 times with the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very positive sign. Definitely, that you would you would not if you're coming off a shoulder and all that. You, usually, those defensive backs shy away from that. They, you know, they'll they'll do anything in their power uh, to keep from having uh, to uh, to do anything bench press wise and the fact that right. he stepped up and was able to show the scouts something i worried with kevin johnson right he, he chose not to do the bench press at the combine chose not to do it at the pro day yeah and so now you have those questions that, you know but i i think that when you look at the the fit and you know it, it was it was very clear though uh that the cowboys once they saw uh the board uh, i was a little nervous myself at 16 uh, when and, and you rightfully so uh, predicted uh, Kevin Johnson would be uh, a Houston Texan. Right. That okay? Would the Cowboys have to be aggressive here? And if you look at the picks, uh, only Marcus Peters, who the Cowboys we don't know. We'll eventually find out. I'll find out. You'll find out. Either had him on the board or off the board. And my my guess would be that uh, of their first round grades, that that. Waynes, 
Johnson and then Jones right. uh, would be the guys that they that they were looking at at the, at the cornerback spot. And so you know as soon as, like you said, when those corners started coming off the board in the teens uh, at 20, that's when you start really sweating it. And, you know, they resisted the urge to go up and, and get that player. They waited it out. And you know what? It's a risk, but it's a risk that paid off for the, for the, this team uh, getting their guy at 27. Well, and, and, and we will uh, go through uh, some of the picks that uh, have been made uh, while the, uh, the press conference was going on. Uh, we talked about Lake and Tomlinson. Uh, the, went to uh, the Detroit Lions, the guard from Duke. First Duke player picked in the first round since 1942. How about that? Anyway, the, after that would be Philip Dorsett went to uh, went to the Indianapolis Colts, the wide receiver from University of Miami. Green Bay Packers took, and I thought it was an unusual pick here, Demarius Randall, the safety from Arizona State, starting to hear some things that Randall potentially could back uh, here uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Your thoughts on that? We talked about all along him being probably a nickel corner uh, to begin his career. Uh, you see that type of athleticism, um, and I, I, I get it. I certainly understand if that's what the Packers plan on doing. I think he can help out right away as a nickel. So uh, I, I like the pick, and uh, it, it's something that I, I think we – not really a shock. You thought maybe the, the Packers were going to go secondary there. So Demarius Randall, uh, it's a good pick for Green Bay. Yeah, it is. And, I, and that was, a, that was a, a guy that I mocked uh, to, uh, the, to the, uh, the, the Cowboys in the second, second round. round. Right. So, yeah, it was uh, kind of that uh, Nick Eatman joining us now. What's up, guys? Not, what is, uh, we got a secret call coming in or something? Not secret call. I think but he's, he's going to call soon. I know um, he's supposed to. Okay. Mr. In about Mr. five Jones. minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, Kent Garrison told us that he will be in five minutes. Uh, talk about uh, – we were visiting about uh, Byron Jones. We have our thoughts about what we saw on tape at Connecticut, Jason Garrett. Stephen Jones. Everybody had their opinion about him. Some of the thoughts that you have about the particular pick. I, and, I, and again, I don't even dare to say that I, I study these guys anywhere close to what you guys are. But I, I'm just a little surprised when I hear about how much his versatility comes into play. I mean, I know he was playing corner, but they, they, they keep talking about how he could play safety. Excuse me just a second, Nick. I think we're going to go. This is the Last final pick. pick of the round. Uh, this will be the New England Super Bowl champions. Pick New England in Patriots. The 2015 NFL Draft. The New England Patriots select Malcolm Brown. Yeah, you got it right. Come on. Defensive tackle. Okay, Commissioner Malcolm Brown, the defensive tackle from the University of Texas. So some people thought that maybe the Cowboys at 27 would have been consideration there. I see him as a one technique. That kind of takes him out of the loop as far as those guys when they say, you know, we, I learned my lesson. You know, with with Sharif Floyd and, and saying he could play a three, I, I think these guys probably see Malcolm Brown playing as a one technique. So uh, Malcolm Brown is a New England Patriot. Uh, that means the the uh, first round has come to an end. Uh, the start time of the of the round uh, at seven oh six p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time and ends at ten thirty p.m. So first round over with in the books. But we talk about again getting back into the versatility with yeah. uh, with and, and with you guys. I, I know you guys knew that he uh, you know has played safety there, but, but it just sounds like to them it, it's not just something that he's done. But but you know if Carr 
and Claiborne come back and Skandrick's back, that if he's better than Wilcox, there's a chance he can get on the field right away and play play safety. He actually has more starts in college at safety than he okay. does at corner. So a, a player that you do see the versatility, and I, I think we all agree that you like him. We like him at corner to start off. Yes. But, yeah, that versatility is just so clutch, and that's why he's such a high-value player because you don't, you, know, you have that option if, uh, depending on uh, durability during injuries, something can happen at safety. You can do that if you want to. This is a team that's starting to be built on flexibility. This yeah. is a team that's starting to uh, – how many guys can play uh, tackle or guard or center or guard, whatever it matters. I mean, how many guys can do other things? And especially on defense, if you look, example, uh, with with Hitchens and what he was able to do last year and how he played all three linebacker spots. Yeah. And now you're talking about guys, you know, here's Byron Jones. You look at single high safety stuff. They could take Wilcox off the field, put Barry Church down in the box, let him cover. But you say if you if even if even if Byron Jones is not one of your corners on the field, you put him at the safety spot. You know you can yeah. get you can get a lot of guys covering on the field. And, and I just uh, got a chance to talk to to Jason Garrett after the with the press conference. We were walking back. I guess they were going to the war room, and I asked him about how tricky it can be with the versatile versatile guys like that. Right. Tyrone Crawford was one where it's like, yeah, you know, he could play this, he could play that, and he ends up not even you know excelling in one craft. Right. We've seen that with Wilbur a little bit. So he said that can be um, dangerous, but it is good to get him on the field well, quicker. Well, look at Zach Martin last year. We all thought right. Zach Martin would play guard and then move out to tackle. They just said no. Zach Martin is all a guard. Pro. Yeah, he's just going to play but and the way you go. The option is there. You yeah. know, that versatility yeah. having that flexibility, that flexibility that key word there. And real quick, we just finished the first round. Some guys that are still available on the board. Randy Gregory, yes. a player we talked as a possibility. T.J. Clemmings, a, a, a tackle we both like. Uh, Ronald Darby, a corner. Odigi Zua, uh, a, a pass rusher we like. Doriel Green-Beckham, Landon Collins, uh, Eric Kendricks, Eric Rose. So a lot of good players still on the board uh, to start the second round tomorrow. I tell you what. Shaq I, went. Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson. Carolina. Carolina did. And, and okay. again, that was where that, that point of the draft where, you know, you looked at uh, uh, Carolina, Baltimore, teams like that, Pittsburgh – if Bud Dupree doesn't slide down that board, I think that Dallas loses a shot to draft Byron Jones, to be honest with you. Yeah. Here. I think they go ahead and they say, we're going to take a corner who potentially could play safety, well, you know, that, that kind of thing. And that's why the draft's so fascinating, because one pick has a, 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 a ripple effect that changes everything down the line. So yeah. if one pick is different in the top 20, then maybe Bud Dupree goes earlier, Byron Jones goes 22 to the Steelers, and then who knows what's at 27 for the Cowboys. So that, the draft is so fascinating, even when you look at past drafts, how it could have played out. Um, so, but the first round's in the books. Byron Jones, the Cowboy. Yeah, I, I was uh, I, obviously I was missing some of the picture. Carl Davis, did he go? No, no, he did not. He's still, yeah, he's still on the board. Still so, still on the board. Yeah, there, there's in in uh, yeah, real high on him. Dane. Dane's absolutely second round player to me. Okay, yeah, solid. Th- yeah, there, there's some guys like, like say I I had myself the unfortunate one, and Dane and I were talking during the press conferences. Collins, the LSU kid, yeah, not cool. able to uh, a first round player on a lot of boards. Yeah. Uh, then all of a sudden, the unfortunate and news Pete goes higher. Yeah, probably. It, exactly. So uh, yeah, the, to me, uh, you know, when you talk the two guys that I had in my own first round, and looking at my board, uh, Clemens and Collins were the only two first round guys that did not get selected. 
uh, by anybody. The lowest uh, ranking uh, player I had was Lakin Tomlinson, uh, the guard from, uh, and I think Dan, you and I agreed uh, that he was a third round guy. So um, we're going to get we're going to get Byron Jones here in a little bit and have a chance to visit with him I, though. Uh, but the, the Cowboys talk about if you would. You know, they sat there. They 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 trusted what was going to happen. They didn't panic. Mm-hmm. You saw Jerry on some of the war room cam stuff. Nick, he was he was working the notes pretty hard. He was trying to figure out where he needed to be, and just in case they had to go. Todd uh, Williams, Adam Pacifica to his right, talking to them, trying to get the numbers right. Will McClay, everybody saying, hey, maybe mm-hmm. we need to go. But Stephen Jones seemed to be a very calming voice in that room. Maybe, hey, let's just sit down and let this thing happen and see what happens. Yeah, and play, how it plays out. And they had said that that you know you heard Jerry just say corner was the one position that they probably wouldn't have been that comfortable with if they didn't get. So I think this is as close to a need pick going into it as they've ever had. And so you know, not to the point to move up, but at least to sit there and not try to move back. I think the question is is. If he's gone, who do they take? Do they try to move? I, I think Gregory would have probably been yeah, the guy. I, I think that it, and, I, look, and looking back at, at what I'd mocked, and, and Gregory was one pick away from making it. Uh, to, uh, he made it to them. Uh, but the fact that Jones was there, I, I, I do believe that was a no-brainer yeah. for them. I don't think you thought Jones would be there. No, I oh, didn't. No, no I didn't. And, and we actually did a little mock draft before we came on the air, and it was a pretty much a wiped-out situation and it was Ray, you know, that was taken at that point in time. You yep. know, we were trying to weigh mm-hmm. who would be. I mean, we were just having a little fun, like, okay, who's going to be there when Dow's picks? You know, and, and we talked about Ray. I so. think it's really important to, to, to point out, you know, and, and you guys cover the draft. You're draft experts. The Mike Mayox and, and McShay, that's what they do. And, and they rate players generally. Right. But but you'll find, and, and a guy like Anthony Hitchens last year, and probably in this case, you know, these guys are rated for their own team. Like, Anthony Hitchens right. would fit this team. It doesn't matter what Mike Mayock thinks Hitchens would be, what, what Byron Jones. And so, uh, Tomlinson from, you know, Lakeland, Tomlinson, you yeah. Know, you're generally, he's second or third round. But, but you know, the Lions are like, we get Warford, we get Tomlinson. Right. You know, they so build, yeah, exactly. they have a plan for him. So, it, it it's it's great to, to look at this, but at the same time, teams look at it, and a guy like Marinelli says, he will fit what we're doing. Maybe more than generally he would fit teams. Absolutely, and that's yeah. From the outsiders looking in, that's that's a tough thing because yeah, you don't have a specific team or scheme fit that you're projecting these guys to scouting them for. So uh, for Byron Jones, though, uh, I scouted him best, and I put this in my in my profile on him under the summary. Uh, he's best as a press corner. I think that's what yeah. his, that's what he projects best in the NFL. I think that's what he will succeed at. Uh, yeah, and I think that's what he could be here for the for the Cowboys. Is yeah, it? I just I, to me I I was just so impressed with how physical he was, and you know, and Jerry even talked about it. You know uh, how well he moves. You know that, that J- Jason Garrett, I believe, as well. But how he was able to you know stay in position, move. You don't see a lot of wasted motion with this guy. It, he's know? always in phase with right. the receiver, and that's something that you see a lot of these corners get beat but not Byron Jones. And, and what I love about Byron Jones, it doesn't matter if the receiver is you know, 5'9 and runs a 4'3", or right. he's 6'4 and he's nice. a little slower. He can cover any type of receiver, which not you can't say that about every single corner. Was he a senior bowl guy? He was. He was invited. But, but the he, shoulder. His shoulder, he could not yeah, participate. Yeah. And, and, and a the, senior captain, uh, yeah. all those intangibles, check those boxes. Absolutely. Well, you know what Jason's first words out of his mouth? 
right kind of guy. Yeah, That's... right. He's the absolute right kind of guy. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to take a, take a little break right here. Kent's giving me the thumbs up on a break. So let's take a little break here, and then and hopefully we will uh, come back and we will have uh, the newest member of the Dallas Cowboy, uh, Byron Jones. Uh, you're listening to the draft coverage on DallasCowboys.com. Introducing AT&T Rollover Data. Your unused plan data automatically rolls over for one month. All mobile share value plans now come with rollover data on the network with the nation's strongest LTE signal. AT&T, mobilizing your world. AT&T reminds you to never text and drive. It can wait. Available only with AT&T mobile share value plans. Rollover data automatically expires after one month or with any plan change. Other restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash rollover data for details. Signal strength claim based only on average LTE signal strength for national carriers. Before Jenny met her new nephew, Wyatt, before she drove from Dallas to Marfa, and before she picked up a one-man rodeo onesie down the street from her studio in the village, Jenny got 1% back on tires, 2% back on snacks, and 3% back on gas using her Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. So Jenny got ready to do what she loved with cash rewards she liked. That's the power of the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. That's Bank of America. Life's better when we're connected. This is continuing coverage of the 2015 NFL Draft on Dallas. We are back on the uh, Dallas Cowboys Draft Show. Uh, Brian Broadus, Nick Eatman, and Dane Brugler from CBS Sports. Uh, We are joined on the line by the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys, Byron Jones. Byron, welcome to our program. Thank you so much. You got to be happy to be here. Well, you looked extremely excited there uh, when that when that card was handed in, uh, hugs and uh, all around. So, tell us a little bit about your thoughts. So, you had a chance to visit here in Dallas, so you have a little bit of understanding uh, of what you're getting into, though. But just talk about the the emotion of, of not just with the Cowboys, but really the whole night. It's been great, you know, just spending the time with my family. Um, you know, you really can't put into words what that means to me and, and my parents. We've done a great job raising. And I'm younger for four, so I'm the final one to leave the house, the final one to leave the nest. So I'm just happy. I'm more happy for them than anything. They've done just a great job. And, uh, anything to make them happy, man, that, that really makes my day. Hey, well, Byron, uh, welcome to, to Dallas. I know you're not here yet, but, but welcome to the uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, talk a little bit about, you know, corners are supposed to have, you know, bad memories. You're, you're supposed to forget about the, the last play. And so oh, yeah. was this, you know, was it obviously was, was probably you're getting antsy, you know, and seeing other guys go. But, but now that it's done, you have that bad memory, and now you're, you're focused on being a Cowboy. Oh, yeah, I'm so focused on being a Cowboy. I can't wait to just come in and prove myself, you know. I haven't done anything yet. I'm a Dallas Cowboy, but I haven't really proved myself yet. So I really can't wait to just go in and gain the respect from the team, the coaches, so so they're reassured that they made a good decision. And, Byron, you have experience at corner and you have experience at safety. Do you prefer one position over the other? Is there? Do you have a favorite uh, position out there? Um, I'd say I enjoy the cornerback position. You know, with my size and my frame, I think I can use it pretty well on the outside, but, you know, Playing free safety my freshman and sophomore year was great. I think uh, it's, a, it's a close one. I put, you know, it looks like I'll be going corner, but wherever they want to put me, I'm going to be happy to go. Joined here by Byron Jones, the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the very talented cornerback from the University of Connecticut. Byron, you know, Dane asked you a question about 
comfort and, and, and you know, you play corner, you got the skills to do that, you, you, you've played some safety in your life. Can you, when you came to Dallas, obviously you met with Joe Baker, like the safeties coach, and then with Jerome oh, Henderson, yeah. though. Did they meet with you together or did they both take you into a room and, and did they, they, they kind of grill you on some things to try and get a little bit of a better feel of where you might fit? I think primarily I was in uh, Baker's room, Coach Baker's room, and right. he was pretty much installing a defense, you know, and he wanted me to learn it in the uh, scope of a safety. Um, he knew, you know, cornerback position, I knew it pretty much. He wanted to see how much I knew at the safety position. And, yeah, I think he was pretty impressed Hey, uh, how much I remembered. So. Sorry. Sorry, Byron. Uh, you know, you just talked about uh, Coach Baker. He's always smiling, but I just saw him a few minutes ago, and he he's ecstatic right now. Okay, just just to, just to throw that out there. But but Jason Garrett also said in his press conference that he wanted to reiterate: you are not considered a workout warrior. They didn't draft a guy that just had a world record jump at the combine. They they drafted a really good football player. Is that a guy you said? Is that something that you're, you're trying to prove as well? That is, this is more than just what you did in, in, at the combine. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, obviously they saw more than just a broad jump. Honestly, a broad jump doesn't do anything for you in football. Um, you know, they saw the film. They saw what they were getting in me, you know, intelligent, athletic, um, versatile players. So um, they were happy with what they saw. So definitely, I'm, in any case, I'm going to prove myself, and I'm looking forward to doing that. And Byron, uh, you know, your coaching staff at UConn just you know, praised you about your leadership, uh, your intangibles. Uh, last summer, you served an internship at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, talk about what you bring to the Cowboys uh, that maybe we won't see on the field, but we'll see in the locker room, or we won't see, but uh, in the locker room on the practice field. Uh, talk about what you uh, might bring to this team uh, away from just what we see on Sundays. I think it's just a good character, you know, someone that's always happy, enjoying life. Um, I'm a very optimistic person. So my outlook on life is very bright. Uh, I think I'll bring some smiles to people's faces. So looking forward to that for sure. Well, Byron, I, I, we're going to do a little, little surprise with you here. You know, we've we've got something, and we want to play for it. And, and you know, these are the things that we get, but the fact that we're here with the Dallas Cowboys and DallasCowboys.com, and we're really excited about getting to know you. But we're going to play you a little bit of secret audio that we got of the conversation you had with Coach Garrett. So, yeah, take a listen at this. Byron Jones. Hey, how you doing, Coach? Jason Garrett. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for picking me, man. A lot of ex- a lot of excitement in this war room down here in Dallas. Man. That's great. Great. Well, you just made a hell of an impression out of him in so many different ways on the field, but, but maybe equally important as the kind of guy you are. And uh, we just can't wait to get you in here and get you to work. All right. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Good. I got Rod Marinelli right here who wants to talk to you. But congratulations, man. Thank you so much. You ready to go to work? Yes, I am. Okay. You know it. You know Fan- it. Fantastic. Okay, here's Rod. Congratulations. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Coach Marinelli. Hey, Sid. How you doing? Doing well. It's doing Marinelli. Well. Coach Marinelli. All right. Nice how we doing? You. Nice to hear your voice. I'm doing great. I'm so happy you guys took me. Man, our, our place is just ecstatic. We've been on pins and needles here for the last five, six picks. That's awesome. That this is place awesome. is up, up and running, and man, you're coming in, and we couldn't, we couldn't be happier to have a guy like you. So hey, congratulations, buddy! Thank you so much. All right, Byron, sound like you were very happy about uh, all the guys, uh, you know, uh, kind of greeting you, uh, welcoming you to the uh-huh. Dallas Cowboys. It had to be a very special moment for you, just kind of taking that all in right now. Oh yeah, it's over. 